The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. <laughs> you looking for me? <laughs> you wanted the picture? He does in New York, too, where no one wants to talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> is that the one? His Dice Clay's, uh, his Instagram is performance art. That people, is. They don't appreciate it because performance art is snobby. And you think, like, you have to be left-leaning, you know, yeah. liberal, super fucking progressive. Like, that. that's the only way you can have performance art. But no, what Andrew Dice Clay is doing, some of the best. This is the funniest thing on Instagram. Wild performance art. The hat, the king's <laughs> hat. one. <laughs> the king's hat. The hat. What about the hat? My hat. The king's hat. It's good. No, but I'm saying I could see that you're a fan. No, we're talking about my coworker. Oh no! If you wanted a picture, it was, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I see that. <laughs> <laughs> a no, you wanted the picture with me. No. Yes. You no. Want, you want me to take you a picture? No, I thought. You know, <laughs> the fan I'm just a simple person. Uh, All right. I just said uh, the king's hat, and I haven't even worn it in four years. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> he does this to so many unsuspecting Dude, is, people. First of all, is this even legal? Wait, did you see the one is with Matt Damon? Did you see the one with Matt Damon? No. No. He just got Matt Damon? He got Matt Damon? Get Matt Damon. No, Matt he didn't. Damon. No, Matt he Damon's didn't. at the fucking airport no. having a beer no. and a burger. No. And he goes... I'll get an anxiety. You just gotta see it. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it does. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so. And Matt Damon is Ugh. the sweetest animal alive. He just looks at him like, huh, huh. <laughs> and my, by the way, Matt Damon's at fucking LAX in the in in Delta, just having a burger and a beer like a regular fucking dude. <laughs> like he is just hanging out. You got You got to find the video. He seems like a very no, normal guy. But he's like, this is why I don't yeah. do this. I've this only had a, a this cu- is it. couple interactions. I think with that's him. fucking Southwest. This is, he's this really isn't even cool. a lounge. No, it's not a lounge. Right. <laughs> and the face, the <laughs> His face with the glasses. The picture. The picture with the face. No, no. <laughs> Matt Damon has no fucking idea. He has no idea. He has no fucking idea. <laughs> now here's the question: Is that legal? Sort of. Sure. Should not yeah. be. But is that legal? You could just take some guy who's working in a upholstery shop. Yeah. And yeah. Andrew Dice Clay is like, you wanted the picture? <laughs> he the does picture? it. Well, here's the thing. And he does it on guy. street corners a lot. So, yeah. like, you're in public, right? And if you're in public, you can be filmed. Yeah, which is also wild. Which is wild. Which is insane. It's yeah. kind of wild. And yeah. you could be filmed against your knowledge. Yeah. I it's love my, wild. my favorite is when uh, those young white kids do it to just black dudes. And then they're like, hey, did you want me to kiss me on the lips? And the guy goes, no, you're talking to the wrong motherfucker. Yeah. And he's like, in a second. And then he just jaws the dude and knocks Ooh. him unconscious. And you're like, that's Ooh. There's a bunch of those that go sideways that are stupid. Bunch. It's like, wish you got it. They're oh, not yeah. really yeah. thought out. Or there's the fart prank. You what? know, like, there's people that do. Fart in elevators? No, they'll fart, like, in public. But they'll go to, like, the hood and then, like, walk up where people are hanging out and then just fart. And you see black people be like, nah. And, like, get up and, like, like chase you. Like, it's. It's because it's like a, it's you're trying to elicit this. Do you remember Kentucky Fried Movie? Yeah, it's no. very dangerous. That, it's super dangerous to do that. Yeah, it's, it's very dangerous. very dangerous. Just because they don't know that you're doing a prank. Yeah. Like no. the, 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 they think you're a crazy person, and yeah. they think they think you they came can get over. stabbed. They, if someone's that nuts, they just get right in your face out of nowhere. 
with some goofy thing to say. And like, if you're uh, doing the fart one, they think you're co- like you're coming over right. to so where people are just, just to fart on yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't go well. And they're no. like, no, it's for a prank for my YouTube. And they're like, huh? who's? What are you talking about? You just picked the wrong people, and they just instantly go into violence. Did you see the fucking guy? Oh, my God. This is in Europe where his prank was he pours liquefied dog shit on people. Oh, like, my God. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got arrested. So you're oh like, you're God. on the subway, oh, and he has fuck. a bucket oh, no. of dog shit that he's put in the bucket and put water in. Oh, my God. And then he you dumps it on people. He yeah, dumps he it on their heads? Just kill him. Yeah, yeah, dude. YouTuber arrested guy. for throwing bucket of poo on train passengers. He's done it many times, like what? several and he's times. Filming, he's got just oh, a, my a prankster God. was arrested. Oh, fuck this it's guy. It's super insane. Oh, my That's God. That's a bucket what of a shit. Oh, psychopath. Yeah, and then he's just like. What a psychopath. He just dumps a bucket of shit on this guy's back. Belgium. I've heard another's crap. Not well played. And that's an easy way to be dead. Yeah, oh right. You do that God. to the wrong person. They'll throw you in front of the train. Any track. person. That is so well, but crazy. Especially like, yeah, there's a lot of people that. That is so crazy. It's totally he just insane. dumped it on that guy's neck. Yeah. It feels Down like water back. for a second. And then you got to realize. Oh, just shit all over shit you. You're all hours over from you? home. Look at that little black chick going, what? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to be a prankster. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's insane. This is the most insane thing I've seen. What? But that is like he's not being charged with assault, battery. Yeah. Like you know. I hope. Well, I think it's like bioterrorism too. There's something yeah. weird. Like sh- human shit falls into a weird category. Yeah, That's spitting super, on someone is like super is toxic. almost like hitting them. Yeah, like they have to. Somebody. There was a guy in New York who was rubbing shit in people's faces in the subways. Really? Yeah, just coming behind him with, the, with pickup dog shit and then just rubbing on people. And dude, Native Americans used to dip their arrowheads in shit just to ensure that you'd be infected. Yeah, we gotta wow. take care of that. Yeah, to poison people when you get hit, Ugh. right? Because immediately, yeah, infection you're getting, start. yeah, you're getting infected. They, Ew, they knew about that. Like, like shit is what caused all the plagues. Yeah, so it caused all the plagues. We saw that guy that would shit in his hand. Tom and I have an offer out to Mark Cuban to rub shit on our faces for 1.75 million dollars. <laughs> His shit? <laughs> Our shit. No, no. We your shit. shit. Hold on. You shit. He you rubs on your face no, no. barehanded? He's, no. Now, listen. We're hoping that Elon hears this and then ups the ante <laughs> and says, Mark, if you shit on your face, I'll give another 1.75. But yeah, Tom mm. and I, Tom's fans of this guy that shits on his face. <laughs> Wait a minute, there's a guy that you're a fan of that no, shits Tom on his him. face? <laughs> Tom loves him. There's, there's, yeah. there's this guy who, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. He's let there's Tom this guy blame. that will, like, he'll do like a birthday wish naked. He just stands there naked, and then he flops his dick around. But if you pay him more, he'll shit in his hand. His you're not going to believe this? It's actually worse when you see it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. That's, that's naked Martin. <laughs> Oh my god, it's worse when you see it. It's pretty it's bad. so bad, Joe. Joe, 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 you haven't even heard the worst. Oh, Joe, you got a surprise coming yeah, you your way. You got a surprise what? coming your way. What happens? Yeah. Don't worry, Joe, you'll get it. Oh, Am I going to have to watch this? Oh, no, no, you'll no. get it. There he is. Oh, are you going to make me watch this? What? It looks just like mm-hmm. you. Do the one with the oranges, when Tom, I please. When I your mom's house, dude, I, I, I had a really hard time not throwing up. <laughs> There's multiple times I had to look away. Oh, Jesus. This guy looks like old Joe. If you go to his, uh, Naked his Martin. Twitter, you might be <laughs> oh. able to find it, Jamie. Nakedmartin.co.uk, is that what it is? Just for the folks at home? This is if you want to book a video. Oh, my yeah. God. Why <laughs> is this folks, so if you want to get yourself a video. But usually this stuff. The gentleman is... Uh, 
Naked Martin. Yeah. Martin. Naked Martin. Nice piece. Naked Naked Martin is just, it's all about showing his hog. Which, by the way, is. No. By the way. Stop. Hold on. How did he do that? (laughs) The guy's magic? He's magic? Reverse video. Yeah, it's yeah, a reverse video. By the way, that's a, that's a promo video I would have done in a fucking oh, yeah. heartbeat. Can I just, sell some fucking tickets? Can I just pause to point something out here? How wild is Twitter? Twitter. Twitter How can, you can have full porn on Twitter. Twitter goes full porn. But, and now, but, but for some reason, that is like outside of the conversation when it comes to advertiser boycotts. That's totally true. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because like they're saying, yeah. if you allow certain kinds of conversations, we won't advertise. Is he going to cover his glasses? Yeah, yeah. Go back to the glasses. <laughs> is he going to cover his glasses? Yes. Oh, my God. What's he going to do with that? What the fuck are you making me wild? Oh, don't wear them. Look, his stomach's pulsating. Yeah. I did. Oh, no, Martin, no, put him on, put him on, put him on. Come on, no, man. Martin. Yeah. No, By the way, that's not that bad. I do that. <laughs> this guy's going to jerk off on food that Wait, he eats. That's not food. That's not food. Oh, don't And Joe, Joe, I don't think the video's oh, over. Oh, right. If I know Martin, he's got another <laughs> trick up that sleeve. <laughs> oh. What are you going to do, Martin? Oh, Love no. the What are you going to do, Martin? No, Martin. No! There you fucking go! That's why he makes the big bucks, motherfucker! I legit just retched. <laughs> legit just retched. I almost lost it. You gotta find a smate. Stop face, it! Face Get rid of it, Jamie. Jamie. Please stop I, it. On your Jamie, own. Find a face smothering. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, Jamie. Bring it back. Uh, when you find I it. think I need smelling salts. Okay, but I wanted uh, to ask you this. Pause. You've had like I remember you had Jack Dorsey. No, 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 stop, Jamie. Stop, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink. I need a cigar. I need and something you, to clean the pen. Jesus out. Christ! That's and, so crazy. That's someone's baby boy. Oh fuck. No, oh. no, no more. Come on, buddy. <laughs> okay. Come on, man. He's done. He's done. This is pressing the shit out of me. That's no, someone's no. baby boy. Someone was playing catch with that kid in the park. No. Wait, hold on. So <laughs> when you've had, like, back in the day, you had Jack Dorsey on. Yeah. You've had Zuckerberg on. And you've talked about, you know, censorship. Kind of, like, you yeah. know, what gets policed? Because it always feels yeah. like these big companies have kind of, you know, inconsistent Yes. rules about what yeah. they do oh if it's this and this could be misinformation or we don't know if we can verify I, you know it never feels like oh that's the clear answer mm-hmm. but on instagram there's this thing where like you know somebody could say something about whatever a political candidate maybe covid or and then people go like that account is gone right or it's like yeah but you and i have a text thread that is pretty horrific <laughs> that is fueled only by Instagram. Yeah. And you're like, wait, why is all this okay? Tom and I every wait, day, that? Tom and uh, I every day send each other the most horrific shit we find on Instagram. Right. It's like, bad. Every day. It's bad. It's people getting run over by trains every day. It's people getting yeah, mauled why? by what animals. They, what do they say? What's Shot. The fucking oh, yeah. electrocuted. Hit by lightning, well, th- uh, dump trucks thing. fall on top of them. It's so I asked, so I actually ran into an engineer at Meta two days ago, mm-hmm. and he was talking to me, and and I I, I kind of like was like, what's up with this? And he's like, yeah, there's just so many accounts, it's hard to, and I'm like, no, yeah. I go, these are accounts that have been up forever, and they just have murders. Well, here, not only that, they just show up in my feed, and I'm not following them. Oh yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. That's, That's the, the algorithm. Thing. It's oh. like the he algorithm said, he knows said two that seconds. I watch that shit. He said if you look at something for two two seconds, that knows means you like it. They will start sending. Oh, you more. so does the yeah. algorithm recognize that you like car accidents? For yes. sure, or that you're yes. watching them. It's just saying this guy right. will watch. It's, it's a not car enough to like don't click on that because it'll lead to more. It's but don't my even point pause. is that that means that the algor- algorithm recognizes what that video is. 
Yeah. Right. So if the algorithm recognizes what that video is and it doesn't flag it, then it can it could take it off if it wanted, right. if, if that it were wanted to. exactly. But if they wanted to just like not only like let the algorithm encourage you to watch it, yeah, but leave the videos up. Because the baseline goal of all those is keep you on the platform. We right. should go back in our text thread like six months and see if any of those videos are still up. Oh. I bet you a lot are. That would be wild. Yeah. Because some of the ones, there's there's so many war ones. Oh. Yeah. There's so many ones of like drones dropping down on people and you're watching their legs blow off. I watched there's a dude suicide get sucked drones. into a sinkhole. Oh, God, I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw four black chicks fall into a sinkhole. I, I saw a guy sinkholes come on his shit crazy. and eat it. That's Florida. Yeah. Sinkholes are crazy. Like, one day your house can just fall into a bottomless pit. Yeah. Out yeah. of nowhere, yeah. the earth collapses underneath uh, where your structure is. A car in an intersection. Yeah. Just swallowed up. What? Swallowed and up. And you realize that, like, who do you call? Do you, do you think you're like, hey, I'm mad at the mayor? Like yeah. the, you, there's nothing you can do. The, the earth, earth just did yeah. it. Well, like, the, the, the reality is asphalt is preposterous. It's a ridiculous idea. It wow. fucks up erosion. It does so many things. Like it fucks up absorption of the water naturally into the ground. Gonna call You're your covering aunt. everything with rock. Yeah, they're gonna call you anti-falter. And then underneath that, what's happening? What's happening underneath all that rock? I would imagine a lot of that water's moving around in there. And uh, if it creates a nice little pocket, and then you get the weight of all these buildings, and then one day just. Whoosh, just they just goes. go under, dude. And it They've lost everywhere. blocks. Have you ever seen yeah, like those crazy. crazy giant sinkholes where like a whole block Florida. is just falling into, into it? The, yeah. See so if you find we the giant sinkhole. That's not real. That's not real. Bro. That's not real. No. That's photoshopped. That's is that photoshopped? Yeah, it has you, to be. Look at it. Read the caption. Oh, no. It's real. That might be after after they imploded no, it. No, man. It might be real. It's so deep, though. Let me double check for another source. Yeah. Let, let Jamie double check, but I think that... I think that one was real. They did a good job with the overhang. If it's fake. Look, if you're looking at the ground, you, you're, you're thinking the ground. If you're looking down, right? You're thinking wow. the ground. Wow. <clears throat> Those are, I think real. it's real, dude. It's real. That was the original 9-11 yeah. memorial. It's insane because it looks like a fucking UFO just went through the earth. It looks like a black hole went through the earth. Yeah. It looks so perfectly cut. How lucky are you if you're the house on the corner that now has a beautiful view? You're so lucky. Bro, how how <laughs> much are you thinking about like, moving? Uh, dude. How much Look are you that. thinking yeah, about like, moving? Hey, be door. careful coming out. Be careful leaving. It came out in like a, almost a perfect circle. Yeah. That's so weird. Doesn't that make you feel so like so small in the I, world though? I would want to like, get just the falling and falling and falling away and fall. from there. Of course. I would want to get the fuck away from that spot. That spot might fall into the earth. But it just makes you feel like you're so arrogant to think oh, oh. that any of this is yours. The arrogance oh, yeah. when yeah, the big yeah, waves yeah, were yeah. coming in to California like a month ago about. I drove the girls out to go look at the big waves. They were fucking massive, 20 feet. You know, it's really impressive. It sounds like thunder. Wow. Mm. And uh, Isla got uh, swept out by a wave. <gasps> she got, there's a video of it. It's not bad. She She's fine. But it's what? funny. She, there's It's on how, my Instagram. How swept out? Uh, just, you, you can see it. It's not, she didn't get taken out to sea. She got overtaken by a wave. And it was, it's funny because it's very lighthearted. But then as, and I, I don't even think I handed it well as a parent. I was like, is your, yeah, you filmed and it didn't help? I filmed and then said, <laughs> Do you have, did your cell phone, is your cell phone in your pocket? And so, uh, but what's f crazy is the moment of clarity after that, where you go, hold on, we're not safe here. Like this right. is, oh, that, hang on, this is actually really dangerous. This yeah. is Isla. 
and she just like she was just fucking around and then oh boy and it's like aggressive of course we're all laughing she's far enough away where i'm not scared yeah sort of but if she slipped further back that's all coming back but what i'm saying is that like that's one of those you know 50 (laughs) 50 feet here 50 feet there things like if you fuck up and you're 50 feet in front of that and you think you can get away i've had multiple ocean scares now like the one the ones where you're like crying on the beach well no, no just why. that like in the moment yeah i keep telling myself don't panic don't panic don't panic you know oh. and uh one i one I remember was in hawaii where we rented a a jeep and we were like what, we want to go see something you know so they tell you oh take this road and it, and it takes you to this single road that goes up where there used to be volcanoes and we come up on this beach and they had mentioned the beach but not really too what? much about it and so when we parked I was like, I-, I love the ocean water. I'm going to get in the ocean, you know? So I get in the ocean, and I remember that going in, the beach into the water was a decline, right? So, like, you go down. And I was just, like, knee-deep in there about to, and, and I was like, man, this current is pulling back hard, like, really hard. And I kind of take, like, a step back, and I, I feel myself going further down a decline oh. into the ocean, oh. right? And when I... I, I decide to get out, I have to really push hard, like all legs, like boom, boom, like run, like you're running up a hill to get out. And I was like, that was fucking, if that a wave was, hit you there. That was kind of, that was, was a guy who's a WWE Damn. wrestler. They tell me though, when I get back to the hotel, they go, I go, yeah, we took it. I go, that, that, uh, that beach was, that was a little scary. They go, did you get in the water? And I go, yeah. And they go, oh, you can't get in that water. Like you'll drown in that water. No one. Go- did you notice there was nobody swimming there? I go, yeah, I noticed. I thought, it was, I thought, it was <laughs> but I thought I found a fucking. <laughs> you know, and they like, don't tell you. They didn't tell me. They're oh, like, fuck. do not swim in that water. Oh, they're like, God. you can't swim out of that. If you would, like, they're like, if you would swim ten feet in, they're like, you're just gone. Oh what? my God! And like the panic you feel, especially in retrospect, because you remember oh. the feeling of being like, I think I'm stuck here. You know, I think I'm stuck right Fitzsimmons now. Fitzsimmons saved a lady in Thailand. Really? What? Yeah, someone was drowning, and Fitzsimmons swam out and saved them. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Thailand. Somewhere crazy like that. Yeah, he was on vacation. I might have made up Thailand. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like said, a place Fitzsimmons would go. Thailand, no, he would go. He's a world traveler. No, he's a Hawaii guy. He like, surfs in Hawaii. Where, wherever it was. What? Fitzsimmons went in the ocean and saved a lady. No shit. Yeah. Wow. I saw my dad save a lady. In That's a, a in scary a, in a thing. Resort. It was at the bottom of the pool. <gasps> she was just laying at the bottom of the pool. Oh what? my god! When I was like nine years old, it was like father son. He took me <sighs> to this resort, and there's a slide. You ever go on a slide where the water that comes off the slide that like so in other words like, like when you hit the water, it's like high impact. You're like yes. holy shit, yeah. and it pushes you down. I'm nine years old, so this is many years ago, and I remember like. I could swim. I was on swim team like a, as a little kid, but I remember being like, "Fuck, that is wow. powerful!" Like it pushes you down, right? And you just swim up, and we're all people are, you know, at the resort, and then look down, and my dad swims to the bottom of the o- to, of the pool and pulls up this <gasps> lifeless body, and then they do CPR, and she came back. Wow! Shut up! Shit. Yeah, and they would write letters to our house Holy for years. Shit. Really? She was nineteen. Oh my god. She wasn't god. a little kid. Did you see the guy? Oh my god. The snowboarder upside down when the random skier comes by? Yes. Just sees a yes. snowboard sticking this far out of the snow. Yeah. Is with, this the one two where feet. 
the and the guy end. was buried under yeah. the snow. He goes, "What the fuck?" He stops. They go. He saved the guy's life randomly. Is this is this separate? Have you seen the footage where the guy's wearing the GoPro? I've seen that. Right, yeah. and then he's like, it "Falls oh, into the ditch into like a hole." Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That you can is visceral. That feeling. Oh my you're like, god! <gasps> and then he's just like, "We'll see what happens." Yeah. I, obviously, he got out because there's footage. Yeah. But when you're watching that, you're like, oh, my God, you could just fall in there forever. And apparently that's something that happens. Tree wells? That's yes. something that happens. So this oh. guy just falls and then watch this. Bro. What? I know Bert's feeling this. No, I've, I've had Dude. a couple experiences like this. He manages to stop himself. Yeah. Like, what bro. the fuck? How the bro. fuck do you get out of that? How the fuck do you get out of that? Fuck the skis. How do you oh, get it's, out it's, of that? It's over, Joe. But no, he's at, he's. Oh, no, no, out. He, they they had. To, I think I've read read about this. They had to get search and rescue. He had to hang out down there for a while. Search and rescue had to come up. And, Holy I'm shit! He's so lucky. So so lucky that he stopped right there. But the way he, he <clears throat> right here, he's not flailing. He's yeah. like putting his arm and his ski out to uh -huh. try to like. So this guy was able to keep some composure as this was happening, <sighs> which is like kind of the crazy part oh my god so this is the snowboarder that's buried upside down so this no. guy just sees that little blue piece bro just this, randomly this, ha this happened to me skied right over yeah he, i mean he easily could have missed that. that yeah could have gone Dude, the other way there's not much blue soft snow he's in a tree well is what it is yeah. so the tree wells uh it's really soft soft snow so if Look you get that. stuck in a tree well you are fucking dead a lot oh, of people die in tree wells god damn yeah i'm thinking of getting one of those gps things so, when we went one. We went uh, snowboarding in Matterhorn, yeah. uh, hella skiing, Oof. and the guy put a beacon on us. And the first thing he said, he puts a beacon, it's like four feet of powder. And he says, uh, this is so we can find the body. <sighs> and I was like, what? He's like, oh, you might this fall is into a crevasse or an avalanche. So we put the beacon on to find the body. Wow. That feeling, this happened to me, that feeling is okay. terrifying. This, this guy's like, thank okay. you. Good. We'll get you out of here in a sec, okay? He the was panic. Dead. The panic. He knew he was I'm dead. I'm feeling too. panic watching this. The he panic. So what dead. happens is, like, what happened to me and in, in the when we were heli skiing is, I fell face forward in powder. I and we, I just I'd never snow skiing, snowboarding in powder. Four feet of powder is very different than snowboarding. It's like you have to have your bindings reset. You have to really know how to ride the powder, and and I could not turn right. And the guy told me he's like, "Don't go within five feet of my tracks. Stay within my tracks." Oh. So the whole time, I can only turn left. Cause I'm, at the time, I really wasn't that good of a snowboarder. And I, but I could snowboard, but not in powder. And so he's going like this, and all I can do is go left, and I'm just going <gasps> off the track. Oh, no. And I'm fucking panicking. We're, but by the way, we're at like 13,000 feet, 14,000 feet. It's very little oxygen. I'm gassed. I'm fat. I'm hungover. It's the day after the national championship that we went to. So we had eaten edibles. It, it was, was like, the day after that? It was, a, it was the day after that. I flew to fucking, Jesus. I flew to Switzerland and immediately landed and went hella skiing. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. And so, <laughs> no, no, no. When we went to Florida State versus Alabama. Oh, 2013. Uh, yeah, 2013. So... All of a sudden, I go to turn, cut right, and I catch it my nose, and I fucking go face first in the snow. And at first, I'm like, fine. I push my arms in, and they just do not touch anything. Oh my it just goodness. goes like this. And now snow's impacted on my face, so I can't really breathe. And I, I'm first of all, I deal with panic, but panic kicks in immediately, and I'm like, this is why I have the fucking beacon on. And so... I try to clear the snow out of my face, but I'm like pulling all the muscles in my back trying to turn over. And then the guy just comes up behind me, grabs me on the back, flips me over, and he goes, you should see your sound guy. Mm -hmm. My sound guy's upside down, skis kicking, uh, upside down in the snow. 
and we just got the fuck out. We got on a helicopter and got the fuck out. I was like, this isn't safe. What? Yeah, I'm not interested in any of that nonsense. <laughs> Did I tell you about my last ski uh, experience? You, I, I only used to ski with my family. You, you, this resonates yeah. every time I go skiing because you go, it's not worth it. Uh, he always says that. He always says is, it. This is how I go skiing. When I would go skiing because they wanted to go skiing, and I would be like, this is fun. It's good for kids to learn early because they're really good at it, and my wife likes it. But I would be like, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, didn't get hurt. Back up. Don't get hurt, don't get hurt, <laughs> don't fun. get hurt, didn't get hurt. Good. So all I'm doing is mitigating risk the entire time I'm skiing. Sure. Because I've had fucking three knee operations. I really know what it's like to blow your shit apart. And they're like naive to how vulnerable your knees are. And kids are fucking rubber. They yeah. just fucking bounce off rocks <laughs> yeah. and they're fine. They fall down. They only weigh 80 pounds. They fall down. They get right back up. Right back up. But- I, so this last time I was going around this turn and this lady didn't know how to ski and it looked like she was just a fresh beginner and she was like doing the pizza wow. thing but she was sliding right into the trail oh and it's a it's a narrow trail and I'm like I have two options I'm wiping this lady out or I'm gonna catastrophically fall down I went with option two <laughs> and I fucking tried to slide around this lady and my skis went up in the air and I banged the back of my head hard. Oh, fuck. And I fractured my leg. Helmet no, on, really? Yeah, it was, it's called uh, an insufficiency fracture. It's a, a fracture at the top of the, the uh, fibula, where the, or the tibia rather, where the tibia like touches the cartilage. I had a fracture and I was 100% concussed. Wow. Because uh, Wait, I got on, on. Helmet on? Excuse me? Helmet? Yeah, helmet oh on. God, yeah. But it didn't matter. It was hard snow, head first. Bam. And I remember thinking, like, wow, that was a big one. I remember yeah. thinking that. Like, when I got hit, I was like, that's a big one. And um, I got on the ski lift afterwards, and I just miscalculated. Like, I wasn't coordinated. Oh, and I cool. fell down, and I couldn't get up. What? Like, I couldn't get up with without help the lady had to help me get up she had to reach out and grab my hand because and of the help concussion a hundred percent wow 100 percent. so i'm i'm just dizzy i'm off how long ago is this a couple years ago it was more three? than that no, it was, it was more, more than that. that it was pre-pandemic joe i think about this every no, time i go fucking snowboarding I think it was three years ago no i think it was three years ago after pandemic yeah i think it was during pandemic I, uh, I was when people before. started skiing it again it was definitely before, before. I don't think so, man. Joe, this story resonates. Maybe That's four years. Time <laughs> At the most, it's four years old. But I was like, when did "That's we go? just." Too and then Shane Dorian tore his fucking knee apart. Mm -hmm. World champion big wave surfer tears his knee apart snowboarding. Just slammed into a tree and. That's why you got to ski, folks. Yeah. Oh, hey, hang on, hang on. You want to hear a story about old fuckface McGee? I was skiing. No. I was skiing. I you don't like snowboarding? Oh, no, 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 no. I Let try. me tell. Let me share there. the story of skiing with Ari Shafir. <laughs> so first of all, Ari gets this app that tracks how fast you're going. So the entire ski trip is based on how fast can you get. <laughs> and Ari's like, I think I got up to 70. I bet I can break 75. I bet I can get Jeez. 75. The sound barrier. Christ. So you're going 75 miles an hour on a skis? That's trying to. Yeah. So we go, our last run... In there's on it's a blue park city and Ari is absolutely reckless off trail. Well, because O'Neill's better than me. I'm challenged. I was like, let's race, and I'm like, go. And I just got the one second head start. So we got Sean Patton, Mark Normand, O'Neill, uh, Renesi, loser, yeah, 
and we're all just all we're doing is skiing to a bar. Okay, we're all gonna go get drunk and ski to a bar. And I just hear Ari, fucking basketball. He dresses like a fucking thirteen-year-old, basketball jersey. Fucking, he's got the Viking horn helmet on, like a fucking lunatic. This isn't. Is this? That's my Mavs. That's, 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 Ari. My, that's my Mavs jersey though. And look, I got my sweatpants over the. <laughs> and so I'm a, Ari, I'm a damn fool. Ari's, we're at the top of the mountain. He's like, let's see how fast we can go before we get to the bar. And I was like, I'm on a snowboard. The fastest I'm getting is 37 miles per hour. That's the fastest I'm going. And I'm terrified because I hear you in my head going, it's not worth it. It's not, not worth it. Because he'd already stopped. Ari decides to break the sound barrier, pins his feet together, and like a goddamn bullet starts fucking flying. <laughs> Literally feet in front of the bar, wipes out, and breaks his wrist. The <laughs> snowboarder turned back too fast. He was making nice you, wide you loops. You broke your wrist doing that? And then he like made a sharp one, flew, yeah, demolished it. He had to get it reconstructed. Yeah, there's a pin in there. <laughs> really? Yeah. And all I, mean, I, I heard flew. was, Joe Rogan, it's not worth it. We killed How fast were you going? I was going pretty fast. I was winning. I, th- I thought O'Neal was right behind me. He had stopped immediately. You have to think about it this way. For this momentary thrill of adrenaline and excitement, you potentially risk a life of catastrophic injury. That's every time I come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I get stop. it. Look, I get it because life is finite. I get it. You want to live and experience everything you want. But I believe you should mitigate risk. And I believe people you are seek drawn out dangerous to animals. I, yeah, but I'm telling you, I mitigate risk. And the the risk of skiing to me is like that one is like there's too many What's variables. Most, what do you think is the most dangerous activity around. you do? Well, when I'm training, in, I'm not doing jujitsu right now, but that's for sure the most because other of the than potential driving damage. a car. Yeah, yeah you're driving you're car. practicing strangling each other. Yeah, and you're doing it with people who are really good at strangling people. Yeah, I love and skiing so much. Grabbing your legs and yanking them apart. Yeah. And, it's, this last dangerous. trip was the how last was time. It, how was the skiing as a fat, as a less fat guy? As a sober person, as a less fat as a sober guy. Person. I didn't as drink. a less fat <laughs> guy. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> I posted. I didn't. I did a weird thing this year. I didn't post any videos. I didn't record anything. I just had lived. Just lived. Whoa. Uh, my girls loved it. They were like, "This is great." We're not on Instagram for fucking people to see. But uh, and I wasn't drinking. <laughs> and I was for once. and I was skinny. And I was like, I said the only thing I recorded was I want to show you my favorite trick. I could touch my foot. I could never touch my foot snowboarding. So getting my bindings on was so fucking tough. It was so annoying. You oh, got the lift. Your gut, was in the gut was in the way. And it was so uncomfortable. Dude, you were on stage uh, Tuesday night. And I was like, you're too jacked. You're too jacked to take your <laughs> shirt off now. You look great. It's, it's not Thank funny you. anymore. It is. I, don't, I can't. You know, there are people that really believe that. Yeah. There are people I'm that sure really believe are. that, oh, no, now that you're lost weight, you're not funny. You're like, it's no, your bitch. freedom of you being you is you taking your shirt off. Yeah. It's your freedom of you yeah. being you, and now you no longer have a, a gut, and you got jacked shoulders. You got traps and shit. It's like that's a, a celebration of still who you are. Also, yeah. you're still yeah. fatter than you were when you were the fat guy. Yeah, I'm what? still fat. I'm still yeah. fat. He got so fat that he lost weight. Everyone's like, that's amazing. When he started playing the fat guy. Playing the fat guy. Playing the fat this. guy. You mean when Tom started fat shaming me? Yes. When Tom was fatter than me and decided to start I fat shaming me. I naively thought that when we did the first challenge, which was the weight loss challenge that led to Sober October group. Yeah. I really thought like you'd like stay on that path. You got so I skinny. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to you have to want to do it. November first. I'll tell you right now, Sober October was an interesting experiment. But I will tell you. Having done like three months or whatever I did, 
that one month is you, you and you and the big difference is I stopped drinking on planes because I wasn't not drinking on a plane because of you three assholes. Like I was not drinking because of you guys. Mm. And then when you're not drinking and you go, I'm not drinking for me. It's very fucking different. Mm. And then that was then I got really comfortable on planes and I was like, oh, I've I can get through this. I can Why can't scientists just make a booze that doesn't kill you. Yeah. Can't you fucking you know, wizards out there? Them. There has to be. There has to be. Make a booze that doesn't kill you. So this There's got to be a way to, if you can make synthetic marijuana and turn it into pills, there's got to be a way to take whatever the fuck it is that alcohol does good, yeah. that gives you that fun, the sparkle. carefree, so fucking cool. The God. buzz Everything smile. Everything feels right. It's got to be. Boys! It yeah, yeah, washes yeah. over you. Smile. The sun sets and the day goes oh, away. And you're just bro. like in a good mood. You get that buzz. You ride it. A you nice ride meal. It. Like How many times have oh. we had meals on the road where we're having a couple of drinks, we're eating and a nice slowly meal, we're, goes we're talking and we're laughing and it's a lubricant. Enjoying ourselves. God damn. It's the best. It's the best. It's, it's, the best. it's such a the fucking post tool. The post-show. Oh. Post Dude, I was doing the Wilbur. The I'll do it again this weekend. But uh, uh, she asked uh, uh, Bloom Rush's daughter. Like, Did you, you say think? Ari Shafir's going to be at the Wilbur in Boston Ooh, this yeah. weekend? Thursday and Friday. The legendary oh, Wilbur. so shows. funny. I thought you were in Cheyenne, Wyoming next week. How many shows? Oh, th Is that you? Oh, I'm in Cheyenne, Wyoming. <laughs> How many shows? And then through Colorado. Three shows. So two Saturday, one Friday? Two Friday, one Thursday. Oh, shit. You're not going to be in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock? You're not going to be at the Atlantic City Hard Rock? No, who's that? Wait, I saw. Oh no, no, I'm there oh. in, That's you. in the I summer. Did that. I'm I did in there that with the Joey. <laughs> I did it with Joey and Tony. It was fun. Do you know what Joey told me? He goes, what? "I'm coming." First of all, he goes, "If I see you wearing those glasses, I'm gonna fucking break them." And I go, "What?" I go, "He calls me like I'm in Hawaii." And I'm like, "What?" Like, "Happy New Year," and he's like, "You gotta take those off." I go, "I need them to see though." I I put them on to see. No cocksucker. And he goes, it "Can't be those." And I go, <laughs> I go, why? He goes, are you fucking doing the news? And I go, no. Doing I just, the news. That's when people uh, read Joey's life. Doing the news. I go, well, dude, I, okay. Am I allowed? I go, can I wear another pair of glasses that, that are approved? And, he and said, he's like, he goes, yeah. He goes, but I, it can't be those. And I go, okay. Well, and then he goes, uh, bar, so he uh, takes his buddy Holly over here. Yeah, he goes, I'll see you in two, no. I'll see you in two weeks. And I go, where are you going to see me in two weeks? He goes, when you come to Jersey, when you're in Atlantic City. And I go, oh, great. He goes, I noticed that last, last time you went to Jersey, you didn't give me a call. You were hanging out with your white friends. And I go, I go, I go. He goes, don't think I forgot you're a fucking Hispanic. You give me a call every time you come to Jersey. I go, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's the king of New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Joey's open to a residency here. In Austin? Yeah. yeah so do that we're talking about doing it. Once a month, yeah. Joey will come down for like three days. Great. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, Joey and I should get a house together. I'm here for three days. Dude, he he loosened up uh, on the podcast. Like, like having a podcast with Joey, like, you forget. You I'm forget, like, what that dude is. I don't. What a special unicorn. He really is. I told, I, yeah. I've said He's this. The He's the unicorn. He like, there's no one even remotely like him. He was there when Ari drugged me. He came and saved my life. <laughs> He, he came. He came. In, he came. He, Jesus, he this is getting stomach. dramatic. He just, he stole no, no, the other no, 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 no. I was having so the other Molly. No, he, he, no uh, this is the best <laughs> Joey Diaz story. He goes, I call him up. I, I'm having a panic attack. I go, Joey, I already just drugged me. He's like, I'll be there in five, cocksucker. 
Walks through the house. He goes, Mrs. K, don't come out back. Bad shit's happening out there. <laughs> comes out. Comes out and goes, what's going on, cocksuckers? I go, Ari just drugged me. He goes, he, goes, let me, he goes, let me see it. Ari pulls out the other molly. Joey takes it, eats it, and goes, we're all seeing the devil's dick tonight, cocksucker. No one's dying on my watch. If you die, I die. We're all dying. He's the fucking best. The best. We're all seeing the devil's dick tonight. He's the best. Oh, he's, he's the funniest human being I'll buy I've ever met. i a house with Joey in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, one of the ways to do it. I think. Get um, a comedy condo? Make it. Yeah. A, Can you no, a I'm, I'm legitimately <laughs> thinking about that. I've been thinking about that anyway because I've been thinking about doing a studio in downtown Austin with a view. Because there's a, like oh, apartments that have a view. And if you could do a studio in an apartment out there. You could have nighttime podcasts right after doing oh, a comedy drunk cast. Drunk cast. So you again. do a show at the comedy, just like we used to do at the I ice know. house. Yeah. So you do a show, show at the mothership and then go straight up to the condo, which is like three minutes away. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sense, right? You should do that. I'm gonna That's problem rad. solve this. And, and after doing now, I think seven sets in this couple days at your club. I think that's a horrible idea. The amount of freedom that is at your club, the amount of free speech at your club <laughs> is right so there. dangerous. <laughs> Yesterday, I went up and I was like, wait, I didn't realize I can say anything I want. You should have seen his face light up. He's like, what are those, what are those bags on everybody's tables? Uh, oh. Yeah. And oh, you so, didn't know? I didn't know. And, oh, yeah. Well, I, I was like, wow, Shane Gillis is really taking some chances. <laughs> and then, about how communism is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pol Pot was a god. <laughs> and so I got up. I was I was hosting and then did an hour at the end of the show. Well, we did like three hours at the end of the show. <laughs> a long time but together. Wild shit. And but I didn't realize you can say whatever you want. You really can just take chances. Yeah. So I felt like I wasn't doing my due diligence as a comic. So I wrote the worst joke I could think of, like just insider joke, just like a. I was just and I, and it was and it did well and I was like fuck. This is crazy. You want to take that energy up to that studio and do a podcast. And then, and then I get off your thing, and I'm, I'm talking wild, and then I go up to yours, and I'm like, you know what about Hitler? Here's the deal. His dad wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> he came from good people. He came from good He was a beekeeper. You know that, Joe. You interviewed a beekeeper. I did interview a beekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I basically interviewed almost every walk of life, I think. Yeah. yeah. How many How many episodes have you done now? 2000. Wow. What? Wow. Well, 2093. Yeah, and then there's the Fight Companions, which is like 100 and how many of those? There's probably 60 to 70 of those in 153 MMA shows. Yeah, so that's another 200. What's, so what's your worst one? I don't think I have a, a lot of bad ones. Oh, wow. We, we can go ones. around and nail our stinkers. Yeah. yeah the early ones, definitely I sucked at it. No, you didn't. That was the, that was when it was wild. It was wild. Yeah, no, but so I mean, you, you oh. just, but, but if you're having conversations with people, you're not good at, like... <laughs> facilitating the conversation especially if you're talking to a scientist and you're trying to get as much information into as many people's minds as possible it's like if there's any confusion about what they're saying you have to know when to interrupt them or when to lay back or when to you got to bookmark like a thought well, yeah. like i don't want to interrupt but yeah. i got to bookmark this because i got to understand what do you mean exactly yeah you're, by good, that? you're good at saying that wait wait I, that wasn't clear to me can you say that like, yeah. make that clear to me I'm not you sure. can't pretend you understand yeah. something if you don't you know you, you have yeah. to you have to just like uh, you're almost like a like a cattle herder a little bit yeah. of the, for the conversation. You're just kind of trying to keep the conversation. You're trying to let it flow as much as possible, but you're also trying to like you have to interact with it. Like so, you have to figure out like what am I not absorbing about this? Do you feel like there's somebody looking back that you understood the least? In other words, you were like, "Fuck, I don't get what is going on." No matter how hard I try. Simulation theory. 
is the big one because uh, I, I had this conversation with uh, what what did what was that gentleman? Remember we had a he was. I, th- I was hoping it was a subject so, I'd understand. It's it's <laughs> like swimming. It's about probability theory. Probability his, theory. Yeah. So what his argument was was like Nick. simulation theory. Nick Bostrom. That that's it. Thank you. He, he's brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant guy. But when when we're having this conversation, he was in he was talking about simulation theory and saying that simulation theory the idea that this whole thing we're experiencing is just a simulation because of probability theory because of the probability of extraterrestrial civilizations just given the amount of planets that are out there the amount of time that has gone on this is an inevitable thing that's going to happen and that it's probably already happened that it's it's probable that this is a simulation if it's not it's going to happen and it probably already has Hmm. The idea through the word the, the first I know run of if a you're billion a, runs is if you're a real expert, salute. Let's finish it. I know I'm butchering this, but the uh, the I believe the concept in layman's terms is that given the sheer number of planets that probably have intelligent life, and given the amount of time if they can develop technology to the point where we have, and then further on to the point where you literally create some sort of a simulation that all time and all experiences exist in. And that this was something that was possible through technology eventually. And if you look at all these planets, you look at the direction that human beings are going, you look at how far our technology has progressed in a relatively short period of time. It's inevitable, give it a thousand years, 10,000 years from now, if we don't blow the earth up, we will have a simulation theory that's indiscernible from the reality you're experiencing right now. And that may be how life is experienced sometime in the future when we integrate with computers. That might be like one step into that integration. Wow. So yeah, having that conversation. Yeah. Is like what? That also gives you. I think you might have a better perspective than people when you try to, when you really break down how brilliant some people are. Like yeah. the scale. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all of like moderate intelligence, and you go like, oh, you can understand these things. Like I can have this conversation <laughs> with you. No, no. And then yeah. you know, you you peep, you meet people who are notably not there, and then people who are. Look at existing you, like, on, yeah, yeah, looking like, at, like, like are you a child? Yeah. yeah. And you go, wow, those people are really operating on another wavelength, right? Who it's simulates like, them? Like, it's like, just like athletes. Athletic, I was about yeah. to say, it's like athletic ability. There's yeah. some people who you go, holy shit, you have yeah. a 40-inch vertical? Yeah, like just dunk it. Yeah. I'm like, what? what? Well, there, there's, there's some people that are just, I mean, we've all met guys that don't even work out, and they're just ridiculously strong. Yeah. They just have superior genetics. Thank you. All right. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of folks like that that are just country strong. The guy that will do the... Uh, the, the tomahawk dunk in jeans, and you're like, hey, what, what the fuck? Happening? What? It doesn't even work out. Like, you know, you got Cam Hill, Cam, Cam Haynes's children run marathons in jeans. Yeah, they're that like they're, they're different. They're different yeah. people. Yeah, I, I, and his I, other son's a ranger. Yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, just different. Cam, yeah, different humans. That, that D1 body where you're like, yeah. oh, this is different. Well, different. Cam's dad was a, a an athlete too. Really hardcore yeah. runner. His book is amazing. Yeah. I think Cam was he a, a jumper? I, what did he do? He, he was I, a, Cam's like a, so modest. He was too. like a, a very high level athlete. His father was. 
Cam's modest as shit about. He's so modest. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you're like, how the fuck? He's like, well, you know, you just gotta. You know what, man? That guy is always tired. Is he? <laughs> he's always tired. I hope so. But, at he runs, but I mean, that's why he's like so chill. Yeah, he's conserving energy. He knows this is run 18 miles in the morning. He sleeps like a baby, though. Huh? Oh, I bet he sleeps like a brick. I, I, bet like, so. I think he's Christian, so then he doesn't he worry about death. He he never goes, I get to go to yeah. heaven. Yeah. His shoes. Have you run with his shoes? What are we doing over here? Those shoes are great. Dude, was, I, I, I wanted to put a toast out or a post out today because they're that good. Oh, they're great. They're excellent. Wait, he has they look his own cool. brand of shoes. So Cam was sponsored for a long time Jesus. by up, Under Armour. And then he went for a second, tried out Solomon. And then he said, fuck it, I'm just going to make my I think he has his own clothing brand, but he's doing his very own shoe. And when you get a motherfucker that can run like he does, who develops technology and the shit that makes him comfortable, yeah. this shoe is amazing. Oh, wow. These boa laces and keep your heel in place. Blood splattered on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pants. blood. <laughs> that's blood. You can say it's mud, but it's red. Shut the fuck up. You know what that is. I love that Tom's pouring a drink. This is the Tom I they're love. They're dope sneakers, <laughs> and they're super comfortable. They're amazing. And Tom's the thing about guy. so Joe? the thing about uh, yeah, plantar go. fasciitis that a lot of people have is your foot moves around in your shoe. Laces do that. But with Cam's shoe, those boa things lock your heel in. And I've been running every single day, no plantar fasciitis, and it's they're very fucking comfortable. Yeah, they're great. You know, I think plantar fasciitis probably is a lot about uh, foot strength and foot endurance, isn't it? I used to have it. I think so. Like you just go too far. Everybody also, like the PTs will tell you that a lot of that originates from your big toes movement, though. Mm. Really? If you start, start because you can feel plantar fasciitis starting a lot of times. You're like, oh, this is starting to get uncomfortable. It's not full blown. In the mornings. And they'll tell you to train your big toe, Whoa. to work on strength with your big toe. People wow. move to New York yet because you're walking constantly. Yeah, You and guys walk so much And then it's just like, what the fuck's in my heel? Do you remember morning? when you told me to get Rolfed for my plantar fasciitis? Yeah. What is and that, when you suck cum out of a dude's asshole? Hey. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's Naked Martin. Don't you know this show <laughs> is going uh, onto the internet? <laughs> this is felching. The whole world's going to listen to this show. Do you know right? how many fucking people are going to book a video <laughs> with that guy right now? Oh, so many. I hope he's rich. Right right our order. Oh, they the guy's are. gonna be rich. You know, uh, well, in a perfect world, he would be rich. because yeah. that's an oddity. Yeah. That, like, if you're gonna go that far, service, you deserve something. You deserve money. That's that's the only fans I'm signing. That guy ate his that own guy. shit, covered in cum, and we <laughs> watched. didn't even pause. And he smiled. He, and he like, smiled. The and up I, is great. who hosted Fear Factor for six years, I almost threw up <laughs> oh, well. from watching that screen. <laughs> We're so excited for you to get your present. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the present? Nothing. It, you'll see. You'll see. It'll be it'll be in the group thread. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> that feeling of yeah. That's such a horrible feeling. Was like that's the wife. you don't have a you don't have a uh, throw up here. thing. Oh, I do for real. He holds it. Yeah. It, well, here's what's fascinating. I lost it when I was filming Fear Factor. You to, nothing you can make me puke. De- de- uh, desensitized. desensitized. Completely desensitized. Before, I was the kid in high school that, like, if you threw up in the hallway, I would throw up. I do. Right. Like, like, you smell really? throw up, you're like, Bleh. That's a YMH yeah. wretch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a YMH wretch. Yeah. It is what it is. Just, I, I think that's uh, evolutionary. I think that when you smell, you smell throw up, no, 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 it's... Letting you know that someone around you has consumed something that's bad. Yeah, and oh. that you should purge too. Right. So it's yeah. So wow. it's it's like a survival it's protecting instinct. You. Yeah, yeah. It's a protective instinct. It's not a weakness to want to throw up when you smell throw up. It's actually a strength. So what happens when people cry and I cry too? It's good too because you're, you're commiserating. You're so showing much. you're a good person. I cry so yeah, much. You're a sweetheart. Really? Because you switched to weed more. 
yeah. Well, weed weed is really beautiful. Weed will get you crying. It, 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 it allows Can. you to appreciate. You're, You're an grow, emotional guy, though. Grow tits. I get. I cried the other day on our podcast. You did. He's grown tits. Nobody cries more on podcasts. Not me anymore. He cries. A lot. I cry. I, I cry a lot. lot. I regret a couple cries. Yeah. <laughs> Schultz's. I regret that one. You cried on Schultz's podcast. Of course. What'd you cry about? Fucking nothing. Bambi. No, marketing he, was he, tough. No, he fucked me up. <laughs> Parking was tough. No, marketing. I think you're gonna say marketing. Uh, marketing. No, he brought uh, out a clown and some balloons, and it fucking fucked me up. Clown and balloons made you cry. Oh, no, 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 no. It gave me a panic attack. What? And then I was, yeah, I don't like clowns. You were shaking. Now I'm just fucking hold looking over up, my shoulder. Hold the fuck yeah. on. Like the, hold the fuck on. So That's my favorite show. What, on. by the way? What? Hold the fuck <laughs> when he, he lets it in. He yeah, lets it in. He's it's like, like what? the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> hold on. What? Yeah. For real? Schultz gave me the opportunity to not. Pr- don't eat, don't play it. Wait don't play minute, it. Don't play minute, it. Don't play it. There's no reason to play it. Okay. No, you have a real issue with clowns. And then you became one. <laughs> yeah, technically, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have a real issue with clowns and a and a real real issue with balloons. Like if I smell balloons, I, I fucking freak out. It just, they freak me out. Wasn't there a Jerry Lewis movie that was never released where he was like a clown in the Holocaust? What? Oh, really? No. Well, life no, is beautiful. No, no. Patch life is, is the beautiful. clown. Patches. Patch. Patch that was no. It was Robin Williams. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. No, he was in the was? hospital, though. He was a doctor who was a clown for kids. Good morning, Neil. Well, who's that? The day that laughter cried? Yeah, there was a... There, that's what it, there is a Jerry Lewis movie. There's some weird Jerry Lewis movie that never got released. Oh, that's weird. Long buried Holocaust movie. The day the clown cried may finally be viewable one year today. So they, bar- they buried it. Yeah, they buried it. It's like, like, like what? This is this. They must have been it's doing It's going to be available to view at one place. Hey, everybody, get in the oven. One of few people have seen even a rough cut of the film. Comedian and voiceover artist Harry Shearer of The Simpsons uh-huh. told Spy Magazines in 1992 that the movie is so drastically wrong. Its pathos and its comedy are so wildly misplaced that you could not, in your fantasy of what it might be like, improve on what it really is. Oh my God, that's all you can say. This movie was so bad. I want to see they it so bad. They buried it forever. Holy shit. Oh, wow. They buried it forever. And when did this movie get released? 72. So this is a movie from 1972 that was so bad. That never saw the they light. They put it in a vault in the bottom of the earth. <laughs> I'd, pay to, I'd pay to buy it. I'd I want to see, it. Buy I wanna it. see it. it so bad. Even if it's bad, I want to see it. I want to see it more than I want to listen to that Wu Tang album that, that Martin Scrella. Yeah, like Big J has it. Yeah, yeah, that made Big me J angry. has it. What do you mean? What? Big J has it. Martin Scrella really went on Legion of Skanks. Yeah, he went on Legion of Skanks. It's one of the most frustrating episodes to listen to because it's Legion of Skanks and you have Martin Scrilly and Shane Gillis is grilling him. Yeah. And then, but you got Legion of Skanks being Legion of Skanks. Yeah. Right. They don't really care about the information. They just want to fucking talk about whatever. Come. Yeah, come and everything. It's but such. Martin Scrilly. Said, I have the album you want it? And all of them are like, fuck yes. And he's so, like, oh, how'd he give it to them? Jay's the same way you got your player. thing. Just yeah, but in what form? Like, just sent them an it's MP3. No, no, no. What? Uh, so, just, then it's out on the internet? No, now? no. Legion of Skanks didn't, no, no one ever shared it. Wait a minute. Well, so, what's Martin doing with it? 
He bought it. It's, he bought it's a, a I got to send everyone to the episode. It's one of the most fascinating episodes I've Is ever listened to. Go- have you listened to it? No, I, I don't have it. They have it. He had some good information where he was like, you know, he was like, got the thing for the AIDS. It's so and interesting. And he goes, he's, he's jacking the price. He goes, you know what no one ever said? There's also a generic version of the same drug. For $40. For 40 bucks. I don't know why everybody's mad at me. You can still get it. You just can't get the name brand thing. It's the Wait, best. you can get the generic version? Yes. What does all- the generic version mean? It's like Viagra versus whatever the fuck. But wait, you can hear it? No, 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 no. Of the AIDS medication. Oh, oh, we're uh, yeah. talking about AIDS. I'm talking yeah. about Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah, you can't worry about Wu Tang. No, he- <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> generic version. I was like, what's that? What mean? does that mean? It's <laughs> not finished. I was so, why <laughs> yeah. so confused about generic like, drugs. <laughs> my, my, That's hilarious. <laughs> my brain just went to like, wait, is it without RZA? Well, hey, <laughs> this is a real conversation. But this is a real conversation because with AI, they're going to do that. Yeah. They're going to make new versions of Wu Tang songs. I can't they already think- did it with Drake. I think that the thing too is, you know how they go. Oh, likeness and and right yeah. like the stars like hey you know I want to this movies without t- Tom Tom Cruise Sorry. will be like uh, no you cannot use my likeness I am protecting it that's like what some of this like uh, uh, labor union stuff is about protecting your your image and likeness yes but there I I just feel like there's you know there's just gonna be one of these offers to one of these people where they go. Okay. Go for it. Right? Like $20 million? Gonna... Dollars? Go for it. Oh, Nicholas Cage. Like, Bruce, Bruce Willis has a neurological right. condition. Yes. I, I forget. Doing well. I forget what it's called. Yes. It's called aphasia. aphasia. I think I might have it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You, I talk about you, it Did you just bring it back to yourself? Of course. Yep. We're just here talking about Bert. I can't look at a post and not think about me. Um, he's. Uh, I could see so Bruce money Willis Bruce sold. Seven. Bruce Willis sold his likeliness. Likeness. So you can. <laughs> likeness, sorry. You, for um, the purpose of AI. He did. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. This has got to be. Uh, all I can say is, is thank you. I mean, but in in his position, I mean, he's yeah, he incapable work. of making money yeah. anymore. No, he can't. He, work. he has a real issue. Yeah. He's act, it's actually very advanced, it's, and they think this is toward. We're at the close to the end. Oh my god. Yeah. That's I follow crazy. his daughter Tallulah. So, no, Bruce Willis didn't sell his likeness to a deep fake company. Despite initial reports, the deep fake company does not own the rights to Bruce Willis' likeness. <clears throat> uh, Partially because that's literally not possible, the company said Willis appeared in a recent advertisement through Deep Cake, which managed to create a digital twin of Willis that can appear in new content despite the actual Willis retiring from acting as a result of aphasia, a brain disorder that hinders cognition and speech abilities. I like the precision of my character, Willis said of the process, according to the quote in Deep Deep Cake website. It's a great opportunity for me to go back in time. The neural <laughs> network was trained on content of Die Hard and Fifth Element. So my character is similar to the images of that time. Ooh. So it's young Bruce Willis doing ads. Hmm. I, I sent you guys. I That's sent what you they're guys. Saying. Yeah, that is what they're saying. I yeah. sent you guys George Carlin's new special. Yeah. 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 But hold insane. on a second. But hold on a second. Gotta... That seems like. That is what we're saying. Yeah, it feels uh, yeah. like that. This is, and, and also this is literal phase one of phase this, one. of the yeah. A list celebrity yeah. being like, you can use it for this. Sure, but when like Barbara Streisand gets to be a certain age, right? right. Trump's president yeah, again. Yeah. she might say, you know what? For just fucking million dollars, sell go for it. soap exactly. with my young and, face. And also, what about the people who? It's not a major movie making it. It's just some YouTube account. Oh, what happens Times to dead people? You know what happens like to James Cagney? Their estate. Can you, goes, what if the estate decides to uh-huh. you know, the Marilyn you know, Monroe estate? Yeah, goes, yeah, Charles Bronson selling soap. Yeah. So this is the George Carlin one that came out a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. How many uh, views? <clears throat> it says it changed the cover. Just under five hundred k. How many views? It keeps getting pulled down. <laughs> but I was looking, really? 
It keeps getting pulled down, yeah, because uh, really George Carlin's daughter Kelly, I think, keeps Kelly. doesn't well, want it up. What, here's oh, what I, was bring up. I disagree with that. This That's... is uh, it's put on a a web a YouTube account called Dudesy. Yeah, Dudesy says I'm a comedy AI. I like it, they wrote this as though Dudesy made it, yeah. if you will. Uh huh. When you look at what Dudesy is, Dudesy's a account oh, run it's by Will, Will Sasso. It's, it's Will Sasso. But they have an AI. That, uh, that, oh, Will wait, Sasso. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's where it becomes like, how would Will Sasso have this super secret AI well, program? Hold on, Will Sasso. Will Sasso has a podcast, if I'm not mistaken, where he has AI bring up the subjects of the podcast, and that's what they talk about. Theoretically, thinking this will, based on research, be one of the best podcasts out there. Well, there's yeah. a podcast on it. Look, click on that. It says <laughs> George Carlin resurrected. That's what this is. So this, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like when I was looking into like what is this George Carlin thing? It's on this account that right. they called Dudesy, and they're saying like Dudesy made this. Oh, so they made it's, it through AI. Yeah, it's most likely like that Kanye song we played with Tony, where someone <laughs> wrote in the in the in the like in how George Carlin would write, and then performed it all and then got George Carlin's voice to go over top of that. To well, it's like a it. version no. of his voice. Right? Oh, wait a minute. So no, no, AI no. didn't write the jokes? I think so. No, I heard AI wrote the jokes. That's a, that's tough. That's wait, where it becomes very tough. You think, uh, wait, you're you saying that he that I, AI didn't write the jokes? In this case, I don't know, but it seems a lot more like the fake thing, like the Drake song and the Kanye song, where it's not 100% done by AI. What uh, you're hearing is like an AI doing a deep fake video, like and who would write? Who would write it? The, the, in that case, it was the rapper who wrote the rap song. In this uh, case, it's probably comedians who know how to write. Like on Skanks this week, they played hmm. uh, AI versions of their standups to the to the Soder, Jay, Lewis, Dave, and and uh, one other guy. I forget. Um, and they were like, "Here's your AI version of your standup," and they just played it for him, and they all broke it down. Jeez. How was it? Uh, they said it was a lot of fun. It's, it, it's hard to be worse. Yeah, butterly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not amazing. Lewis is like, can I use that? <laughs> I feel like we're joking around about the first rain shower that comes before the torrential flood that caused I think Noah it's to build a fucking ark. You're right. Yeah. I think it's going to get bad. I oh, think it's, yeah. it's going to be a new world. Like the world is going to be built in a very hazy way. All this stuff about AI, everybody, like, we all talk, it's scary, and you see, you know, I understand why writers were like, Writers Guild was like really concerned about this. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're concerned by version one, dude. Right. Like, this just started. And this Imagine is teaching the, the next first version. fucking iPhone. And you're like, it's also, wild. it's going to get rid of a lot of shitty writers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, like, that's can true. you stop stealing all those, Copenhagen TV shows and fucking make something? All those people who keep making the same cop show uh -huh. over and over again. Get the fuck out. Doing Mr. and Mrs. For Smith. The, but here's the thing. It'll replace, it'll replace a lot of low-level basic shit. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll lose a lot of need, great ones. You still need your Christopher Nolan to yeah, write his Yeah, but Christopher Nolan stuff. had to be a shitty writer first. 100%. Yeah. You got to be a shitty writer first to become Christopher yeah. Nolan. Yes. Yeah, you got to build, unless you're some wizard that comes Charles out of the Charles Goffman, Charlie Goffman. But Carlin. that's very rare. Right? Very rare. The only thing I think that would be beneficial is be great. If I could do my podcast with AI and then type in, yo, can you take all the yo? annoying parts of me <laughs> out of there? Like when I talk over you, or I talk like like I would love. How about laugh. just not talk over people? Uh, hey, you Joe, don't need it's a fucking tough. robot. It's kind of fucking tough. You don't need a robot to do. I finally, I told you, I. Uh, so Bert has this thing, where anybody, anybody with any level of celebrity, oh, 
he fucking geeks out it so does. hard it's on so him. embarrassing like, like a tiktok oh, I love your stuff. he's like i'm the biggest fan. oh my god i saw the video oh my god i'm the biggest fan i love you so much i saw the thing and then he goes and then he waits to tell them about him he's like mm. ah. he tells so, them his resume Bert, do you have imposter syndrome <laughs> of course if you don't i am curious why I didn't say I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah. Of oh course I have. Of course I have. Why is he so aggressive? To no, because right? aggressive. Because right 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 my my answer is fairly calm. No, but right? imposter syndrome I was is just kind trying of to find out what yeah, he was you, feeling. Imposter syndrome has been loaded as like a as like a slur. Is like I don't think it's a slur at all. I have it. It's a hard. No, no. It's I, a slur. I think it's a hardcore. No, no, no. I don't I think, think it comes and goes. I think imposter syndrome is a sign of an introspective person yeah. who's trying to navigate a very bizarre situation. I think it's completely 100% natural and normal. And if you didn't have it, again, like what you said, I would be curious. And don't you think you don't it comes in waves? Like you, yep. there's days, yeah, what am I doing? You feel it. Yeah. But what I, the whole reason I brought you up doing that, because you're you're ridiculous with it. Like you, I'm really bad. You do it to everyone. I didn't I, do it to Joe. Oh, I did it to Joe. But you told me. You didn't you go, do it to me. Yeah, I did. You didn't see it. <laughs> I did it well <laughs> What the you. fuck does that mean? How did I not I did see it? did it really it? well. Oh, Joe, when I met you, I was, was at your front door. I was, I'd already zillowed how much you paid for your house. <laughs> I fucking said to you, I said to you real quick, I said, hey man, I'm such a big fan. I need to meet your dog. I need to see your deprivation tank. I want to play pool and I want to get high and then we can do the podcast. And you were very generous. You're like, cool. I remember you walked me in your door. You said, hey man, if you stand on this thing and you work out, it like shakes your body, whatever that yeah. thing was. And you're like, come on, we'll go down and see it. And you took me out. We saw John Johnny Cash. You say you told me like, hey, we just got this property so the dogs be out there. I can't really have them. We got the kids. Come on, we'll go out back. I'll show you the swing set. We'll get high. We got high, and then we did the podcast. And I was like, man, that is the. Here's my thing: is there's generous celebrities, like generous, who give you their time, and they they don't maybe they don't notice. And I was like, this guy's a real fucking guy. Like he's cool as fuck. And then we did the podcast. I had a fucking blast. And I remember going home, going like, man, I I, I don't want to say this out loud, but I was like, I want to be like that guy. Like, I want to be like that guy, like cool as fuck and real. I remember I, little things in my life where I've pinpointed things in your life where I go, oh, I got a thing that Joe had. Your closet was a fucking mess. <laughs> there were there were dildos, or not dildos. Uh, <laughs> dildos. <laughs> there was flashlights everywhere. That was and flashlight so was much... a sponsor. We had, we would give flashlights away to sure, the Oh, yeah. That's the early oh, yeah. days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you want to fuck this yeah. when you go home? And you're, you're angry. You would be like, hey, it you feels should like a it. pussy. <laughs> it feels great. But I remember... They gave us a fucking. I, I had a pervert's box, yeah. uh, like a, a sure. large, oh. a large box, like a like the. Like That's how far this has come. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I got the alien butthole. I got the alien butthole, the blue one. Uh-huh. But but you, I remember you had so much stuff in there, and you had this generosity. You go, yeah, grab whatever you want, man. I, it's all stuff from people that want me to check it out. And I remember I took a bunch of vitamins. I like grab shit. I was I was I wasn't poor, but I, I, it was like free stuff. And I grabbed a bunch of shit, went home, and I was like. But the, I look at life, and when you talk about imposter syndrome, I highlight, we talked about this the other day, I highlight cool people, and I kind of want to be like them, because I go, man, I want to be a better person, you know? like. <laughs> but he does this thing where he's like, I met the uh, lead singer of, you know, Wilco, I humiliated myself. <laughs> I, humiliated, I humiliated myself. I humiliated myself. I humiliated myself. He just tells them how much he loves them, and then he's like, have you seen my stuff? <laughs> Dude, so, uh, but I he tells with, me. He I tells me. With George R. R. Martin. Oh yeah, From George R. R. Martin. How'd you meet him at a buffet? That was good. That was really good. What is that one? It's when a bunch of foods out and you can just take as much as you want. Bert loves him. He's on a website. He's on an app. <laughs> Buffetsnearme.com. I saw him at a Grateful Dead concert. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. And I, 
I clocked him like three times. Three times. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. You went a, a bunch and more. then Sunday night. Yeah, there's that's us. Sunday night. I fucking I couldn't control myself, man. I was a junkie. I was like the way a pedophile must feel when he sees but, kids riding so bikes. The best part is, Jesus, is that Bert tells Jesus. him, you know, how much shut he up, loves you shut up, just shut up, just shut the fuck George, up, Tom. George, <laughs> Tom, stop, Tom. George reveals things about the show that like nobody knows, and then when they leave, Leanne's like, "Can you believe he told you all that?" And he's like, "Told us what?" He's like, "Well, he told you all like those insights, like secrets about Game of Thrones," and he's like, "What secrets?" And he's like, I just wasn't listening because I was, I wanted to talk. So, <laughs> he's like a cokehead. He was just waiting to talk. <laughs> he told me secrets about <laughs> writing. You just embraced this aspect of yourself. It I seems you don't like it. It makes you angry when it comes out. You get upset at yourself, but yet you also embrace it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so gross, though. It's so gross. It's like you're playing, it. you're playing, you're playing tic tac toe against yourself in it's your own funny. head. It's, but here's the thing: I wanted to confess to you because you go. So you told me that you admire the way that I am around celebrities. I love right? it. I love but, it. I want to be that. You're you're the guy in an orgy. You're the guy in the porn <laughs> who's jerking off before he fucks her. Like but, I'm the guy in the porn but, going. Uh, I got that might three be the worst to analogy, <laughs> literally <laughs> ever. One. That one but makes no sense. No one's is, like. No one listened to that. Was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Good call. But here's the thing. What I told him was the truth, which was that I would say. 90% of the time when I meet a famous person, I don't care that I'm meeting them. Right. In other words, like they ju I'm just like, yeah, all right, what's up? How you doing? So it looks like I'm being cool or aloof, but I just don't give a shit. He really right. genuinely about, does not care. I just care. don't care. He really doesn't. Right, because if you go like, hey, this is yeah. the guy from the oh. show, I'm like, what's up, uh, man? Anytime I've ever you? met a famous person, I text Tommy immediately and go, guess who I just met? And I send him a picture. <laughs> and, then, and then Tommy has hung out legit as friends with Brad Pitt and Jason Momoa and didn't fucking tell me. And then I go, why wouldn't you tell me this immediately? And he goes, I don't know, I didn't think about it. It just didn't really, re but then he goes, well, what would it take? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I text you last night, I go, I guess it's Snoop Dogg, because I fucking went into his, we were on Kimmel, and Fuck I went into yes. his dressing room, and I was like, I'm going, f I guess I'm going, Bert. I did my version wow. of Bert. I was like, I was like, it's so admirable that your career has lasted. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't. Oh, that's fucking great. Snoop's a tough one. He's so nice. He's so and nice. And all I did was I was like, I couldn't believe I'm on with him. I met him first. First, he told me, he was like, it's good to see you again. I was like, we've never met him. <laughs> he thought you were me. <laughs> and then I went back into his dressing room, and I was just like, it was great to be on the show with you. And I, I had to tell him, I was like, you know, it's just crazy to me that I bought your album. I, I bought it in 93. Tape. The, the year before, in 92, was a, a deep cover. I bought that, and you're still like, you're still Snoop. It's fucking, it's crazy. It's 30 fucking whatever years. Yeah, he's got the best longevity of it. And, you know, and like, so I go, okay. I just I just admire that like so much. And then he, like he said, you know, he says everything cool. Yeah. Wait, try goes, to guess, try to guess what I'm saying. Shut thinking. the fuck up, Bert. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know where this is going. He goes, let me get a flick with you. And I go, oh, that means picture. Like I had that, let me get a flick with you. And I was like, yeah. So he asked for the photo, and then I was like, yeah, this is, I mean, he goes, yeah, I want to be a movie star, too. And I'm like, I'm not in any movie. <laughs> <laughs> you were in a very big movie with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, bro, do you know sure. how high he is all day long? Do you know how high he was there? Yeah. <laughs> Snoop lives in an alternative dimension. Yeah. It's, and he not, really it's is, not where we are. It's very cool 
to be because you I know you've been on the podcast, but like to be around someone and be around other people who you're like, dude, everyone, every age group, every generation loves them. Every, it's Sesame loves them. Street. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to be Did around. The only with Martha time Martha Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I ever saw him serious is on this podcast when he was talking about how he had to switch to backwoods rolling papers. <laughs> and he was like, the young kids are telling me, and I, I really had to make a change. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you did a fucking show with Road him. Blunts the entire yeah. time. <laughs> Wasn't that like yeah. crazy to be on the show? I lived with Snoop for three a uh, month. We lived in a hotel together. Wow. We were across the hall, and I worked with him every day. I, but, but I have to say, and you know this. I was really nervous about meeting Snoop because I can overwhelm people sometimes. Like I'll just, I have a wide, wide large it's wake. That self-awareness, that's See? advanced. He yeah. does have he it. That's advanced, stuff. right? I'm yeah. trying, but I said to Tommy, can you tell me how to meet Snoop? Because like, I know how you do it, you do it cool. Tell me how to do it cool because I want to be friends with him. Hey, whatever, you know. Did you? Stuff. I don't yeah, even yeah, yeah, and you said, and you said, I like you, Snoop will like you, be yourself. So I was myself. And of course, I fucking lost my goddamn shit. And Snoop stopped. Snoop stopped. And real quick, like in the middle of me being me, he just FaceTimes Red Grant and he goes, Hey, you know this guy? And he flips it around. And I go, And Red goes, He's cool. And he goes, All right, cool. And he's like, You're cool. It is me and Snoop FaceTiming with Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rollins. Uh, but that was the night we got high. And fucking Snoop's the best, man. He's so you you best. you got him to the point where it was like maybe I don't want to be in this conversation. <laughs> he, had to, he had to check my like, my, my credibility. Him. He checked him. He had to check my credibility. Credits. Yeah, we were talking about Cat Williams, and I was talking about Pimp 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 Chronicles Chronicles, and then I was and then it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but I knew that Snoop knew Red, and I knew that if I brought up Red, Snoop would think maybe okay he might know people I know. That was smart. But then immediately. Snoop called me on my shit, and in the middle of my story, just FaceTime Red. You know him? And then Red's like, yeah, he's great. I love Bert. Yeah, but haven't you ever had conversations with people you know you don't know them, and they pretend they know you, All and the they time. also bring up people that supposedly they know that References you know. you know you're not going to check. Oh, they you know you Chris, check. man. You know Chris, yeah. my boy Chris. Uh-huh. From, yeah. From, uh, I met this dude, Rochester? and he was you're like, like yeah. uh, he goes, uh, we met before. We met before with Mark Wahlberg. I go, oh, cool. Never met Mark Wahlberg. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and you're just like, great. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy, crazy liar person. A lot of people say you bring your name up. It's yeah, that's astounding. Wild. Yeah, I'm friends with Joe. This is oh, a, okay. a guy I met. And I do it too. His dentist told me. His dentist told him he played golf with me. <laughs> Oh yeah, what? Joe the golfer. No, Joe, Joe yeah. the golfer. Oh, yeah. This guy's yeah, like my dad plays golf with you. Guy like, does I've fucking never three rounds golf. every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, your dad is crazy. Don't let him operate yeah. on you, bro. We <laughs> put you under and stick his dick in your mouth. Thing to you about wow. the Joe connection is people being like, "Can you give this to Joe?" Oh, I get that all the that's, time. That's the thing I get the most. Where I'm like, "Huh?" God and they're like, damn. "I wrote this." Can you give this to him? Uh, like, what is it, another manifesto? Yeah, sure. I'll definitely. If the type is really little, they write really small. and get scared. Or you get the scariest is that uh, you ever <laughs> seen tiny letters like no? You ever if seen, they try to like two sentences in one line, you know, like one on top of each other, I'll do, be fucking terrified. Uh, you ever seen writing on writing? Yeah, what do you mean? Big, that's schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. Telltale schizophrenia. Writing on top of writing. What do you mean yeah. on top of writing? So like so you write it, something and then write right right on it. top of it. So like it's 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 it, you can't read it. It's alien. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll be like, check this out. And so you immediately you're just like, oh. 
Yeah, no, this is good. <laughs> mm. I'll get this to him. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, this is really just, great. Just people. Yeah, there's some people that, for whatever reason, whatever fucking happens, whether it's chemical or neurons, whatever it is that makes that shift, they're seeing things completely Be different, different than, than you. you. Yeah. By the way, gentlemen, y'all look very sharp. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Hey, by the hey, way. Cheers my... to Bert, because it was his idea yeah. for us cheers. all to wear suits. Cheers. How long have we been doing these? So the first one was the three of us, and that was uh, the weight loss challenge. That's 2017. 2017. I left there. I left right. I left. Yeah, yeah, you guys did it right before I took off. It was right before you became a New York comedian. Uh, Best thing you ever did. Best thing you ever did. Best thing you ever did. What? Shut the fuck up. Giving him a hard time. Ari Ari changed. Ari changed the scope of comedy. I'm in the middle of giving him a hard time. Bert's cockblocking. All right, you know what? Fuck you. Ari changed the scope of comedy. He did. I did. I united the scenes. You did. United the scenes. You would not. You would not know Andrew Schultz without Ari. Uh, you would not know Chris Stefano. Is that a rosary? You might. You yeah. may not know Tim Dillon without Ari branching. Ari. No, I reached out to Tim Dillon. No, I showed you a tweet of his, and you're like, "That's good." Who is hey, that's two. You well, the, no doubt you 100 percent introduced me to very funny comedians. <laughs> Hold on, Joe. He's very, Joe, he's Joe very you do not funny. know the back tweets we back texts we have when we want to introduce <laughs> you to people. <laughs> Why? Because because you are the biggest. You don't like media brand in the world. I don't world. like what recommendations. You don't. I. It's You're not like, true. I'll find it on my own. And so it's like. Well, fair, I do fair. like to find as many things organically as possible. Yeah. I recommended Brian Simpson. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah. He's the shit. Well, Tommy's He's the recommendations shit. are different than me and Ari's. We recommended Shane Gillis for a year. How and long half. did we text back and forth? Ari, one time. Oh, this guy not taking this guy. And we were like, and we're like, yo, we got to send him, send him the Toyota Isis. And then and then Ari's like, I'll send it. You reply and be like, how fucking funny is <laughs> yep. this, Ari? Yep. Listen, I get to things. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. I yeah. get, I get uh, to things call, in the perfect Ari. amount of time. <laughs> you do. No, you yeah, do. It's I have all to follow. I, it's too overwhelming. Yeah. The num the the wave that comes at me is yeah. too overwhelming. So what I do yeah. is I just do my best. Just it's, stay present. Think about what I want to talk. A lot of information. Coming it's at actually you. freeing because people are like, can you get me on Joe's podcast? But like, he's not going to listen to me. So no. I had, There's no point. The I had a guy. I'll, I'll say his name. Yeah, guy reached out, wanted to be on Joe's podcast. So fucking bad. Are you bad. sure you want to say his name? Sure, I don't care. I love well, the I guy. Do it though. I love Feels the guy. Like... I don't need to. Who is it? Theo Vaughn. Wanted what? to be on Joe's podcast before you would have ever like clocked him, and he was like, "Hey man, can you help me get on Joe's?" And I said to Theo, "You know what? It's not good if I take you to him. Trust me." I go, "Trust me, you're so fucking funny. Joe's gonna find you, and when you do his podcast, you'll murder because Joe loves you." And and and. Theo's first appearance on this podcast was a was monster. And and I'm trust you, if I had said like Joe, can you take my buddy? You would have. You would have. And Theo's so bizarre that if you don't know who he is. I almost always take comic recommendations. Like if Ari recommends someone, I'll, I almost always yeah, 100 percent hate Adrian? to do this, Joe. You're We're saying Adrian. Yeah, after so, two years. Yeah, two we, years. Joe, we love you. We love you, what? Joe. No, yeah, no, you do have chain you, on you do, is that No, I do. I just don't I, I filter them in when I see fit. I have Scientists and athletes and authors and movies. So there's this, there's this funnel of people, and I have to keep it in the realm of what do I want to do? Yeah, true. I Very have true. to. I yeah. got to ask you one. What? Like, and there might not be one answer, but maybe there's a few. Have you ever had the most like, okay, I'll have them on. Like, like, yeah, I'll have this person on. Isn't. And you're the most impressed, like most blown away by them. Yeah, like the, they like, were great. Yeah, like where you like, and it doesn't have to be a comedian. It could be athlete, actor, a scientist, where you're just like, holy shit, that was amazing, and you weren't expecting it. 
You know what? I, if I mentioned one, I would do a disservice to so many of them sure. that have happened yeah. that way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. There's just so many. There's so many that people recommend. Henry Rollins. Like, Holy shit. Good. Oh, he was amazing. Was like, he was on a couple cool. of times. And that was like one of those ones where I was like, I was worried that we wouldn't get along. Yeah. You know? With like, Henry? He's very volatile. He, yeah, he's a, yeah. He's very volatile. But, Agro kind yeah. of. But like in a weird way that I feel like. I'm glad you struggled too. I feel like if you if you confront him with any aggression, he comes back at you tenfold and feels justified. Ah, you know, like I was on a radio station once in Austin, and they play, they had this conversation with him, and they said something, and it went that he interpreted what they said really badly, mm -hmm. and then he went it off just, on them yeah. and just fucking attacked them, and was talking about how successful he is, and it was a weird conversation. And I, I was love like, hearing those. but I know guys like that. I know guys like that from fighting. There's certain guys that you just have to massage your relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's Henry Rollins, but I, I'm saying it's guys who get angry really quickly and like maybe misread the I think you know room. how to navigate that really well, though. And the dude, first of all, he was like Henry Rollins at one point in time was like a fucking serious power lifter. Have you ever see like Didn't when yeah when he ever did that video I'm a liar? Do you ever see how jacked he is? Yes. What what put up put up I'm a liar, but Cause now I'm a liar. But now you know he's like he's like settled into his older years and he mostly does bodyweight stuff. We actually had a conversation about it, but mm -hmm. he wrote an amazing essay. Jesus, no, that's what? not him. That's, that's not Franco <laughs> Colombo. You son of what a bitch. The fuck? No, there's a there's a video. There's a music video. Uh, that's it. That's it. I was like, he had a pull of hair. And the, you see how he's screaming in that in that. Uh, snapshot yeah. that is that's from the video that's from the music video the music video is uh, it has nothing to do with this essay but he wrote an essay about lifting weights what is it called Jamie something about truth is in the iron it's fucking great really? truth is in yeah. the iron no, 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 the iron yeah. that's what it is does he say it here give me volume the humiliation of teachers calling me garbage can and telling me I'd be mowing lawns for a living. So and the yeah. real this is a hey, kid honey. reading Henry Rollins' oh. book. That's what that is. Hump with the chump. Just get to the, um, go go to the essay itself. God, I like Henry Rollins. Because it's an essay that he wrote. Henry Rollins, by the way, writes constantly. He writes for a bunch of different publications. He he's writes book. essays all the time. And he listens to a shit ton of fucking... A shit ton of music, like on vinyl. He has this insane setup in his house where he has like $250,000 speakers. It's madness. Wow. He's just a music fiend. So it, this is it. I believe that by definition of definition, oh, I believe that the definition of definition is reinvention. To wow. not be like your parents, to not be like your friends, to be yourself completely. When I was young, I had no sense of myself. All I was was a product of all the fear and humiliation that I suffered. Fear of my parents, the humiliation of teachers calling me garbage can and telling me that I'd be mowing lawns for a living. And the very real terror of my fellow students. I was threatened and beaten up for the color of my skin and my size. I was skinny and clumsy. And when others would tease me, I didn't run home crying, wondering why. I knew all too well. I was there to be antagonized. In sports, I was laughed at, a spaz. I was pretty good at boxing, but only because of the rage that filled my every waking moment, made me wild and unpredictable. I fought with some strange fury. The other boys thought I was crazy. I hated myself all the time. As stupid as it seems now, 
I wanted to talk like them, dress like them, carry myself with the ease of knowing that I wasn't going to get pounded in the hallways between classes. Years passed and I learned to keep it all inside. I only talked to a few boys in my grade, other losers. Some of them are to this day the greatest people I have ever known. Hang out with a guy who has had his head flushed down a toilet a few times, treat him with respect, and you'll find a faithful friend forever. But even with friends, school sucked, teachers gave me hard times. I can't read this forever. This is going to bore yeah, shit it's out a lot. Let's get to the weight part. Oh, my God. Have you ever had your head flushed in a toilet? Me? Yeah. No. Okay. Have you? Of course. In, really? In yeah. I love no, no, how no, you brought Henry kid. Rollins again back to you. Yeah. I no, prefer to work a, out it's alone. It's a pivotal moment, and the thing is, <laughs> have you ever had been violated like that? I mean, was that's there, what he's there, writing about is violation. Was there anything in the toilet? Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was at Forest Hills Baseball. I mean, it, it, it's being violated. You have to be held up by a group of boys, and then they put your head in a toilet, which, flushed or not flushed, it's a violation. That's, I mean, it's a I'm, not bringing, I'm not bringing it back to me. I'm just saying, like, that's a very fucking powerful thing. They, they were called swirlies. Right Through the swirlies. Years. Yeah. Through the years, I have combined meditation, action, and the iron into a single strength. I believe that when the body is strong, the mind thinks strong thoughts. Time spent away from the iron makes my mind degenerate. I wallow in a thick depression. My body shuts down my mind. The iron is the best antidepressant I have ever found. There is no better way to fight weakness than with strength. Once the mind and body have been awakened to their true potential, it's impossible to turn back. The iron never lies to you. That's badass. Fucking perfect. That's badass. That's perfect. That's 100% true. I feel that. Yeah, that's you embody that. Yeah. 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 But you were bullied as a kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was little. So I didn't like everybody. it. And I didn't also moved in to like new neighborhoods all the time. I moved into new neighborhoods like three or four times when I was a kid. So it was like, it was so, every time I was the new guy and I wasn't a big guy and dudes were fucking with me. I was like, damn, I got to learn how to fight. Yeah. That was the, the 100% my motivation. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like a kid that looked for fights ever. I was just uh, terrified. I was like, okay, I'm tired of this. What's the solution? Like, I, I got to learn martial arts. Watch Bruce Lee movies. I'm like, all right, I don't want to be like that guy. Is that what, physically possible? What about, because what we were talking about right before was, like, asking people things. Because you've had so many fighters. Like, you love MMA. Yeah. You, and and you, you're a great commentator. I think you're a great analyst. You, break, you, you really know so much about it. You, like, it's, it's fun to talk to you, like, to learn. I think it's fun to learn. But... Do, have you ever had a fighter that, you know, because you, you give, you're, you're not like, you give honest takes on things when you're watching something. You're like, this guy's ground game is not as strong, or this guy's striking is what it is. Like, you, yeah, yeah. you're honest about it. Has a fighter ever carried that, like, comment and then come in here and been like, you know, I didn't really like No, it. not I saw in it here. Once. I saw it once at dinner. Where? Heath, Heath Herring. When he's like, hey, you said some stuff about me, whatever, but just, you know, I was injured but during that fight. I was, I was, yeah, near, but I was I, nursing I, a knee injury. And I know. Just, just so you're you aware what of what's going is, on. Uh, I have to comment on what's happening. Yeah. I, I, I would normal like, I always give, if someone's like got an unusually bad performance, mm -hmm. I will say, I will, I will try to like give this. Kind of qualify it. You never like, know what's going on. Yeah. If you see a guy that's carrying a little bit of extra weight, you'll be like, sometimes you see a little, a little bit of love yeah. handles, you're like, hmm, that's mm. weird. His camp, it maybe yeah. wasn't as strong. Yeah. It, there might have been something wrong. Yeah. And that's so fucking common. That's a, it's literally no fighter at a world class level goes into that octagon 100%. 
They just don't. They just don't. Someone's got a fucked up elbow. Someone's neck's kind of weird. Someone doesn't want to wrestle. Their knee's bad. Their ankle's fucked. They got their ankle taped. Why is his ankle taped? There's so many guys go in there with like real fucking injuries, man. But do they ever bring a hosti- like any hostility to a comment made? Like no. When you, no, I've had conversations with guys, but I'm over the years I've learned to express as much respect as I have. You know, like sometimes you just commenting in the moment, like you would with friends, like, "Oh, he's breaking, he's breaking." Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to be careful, like how you say that when a guy is in a fight. If the guy's going to watch it and he knows he's breaking and you're just kind of compounding his awful moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because guys break. Sure. They do break, you know, but it's not my place to say that necessarily. It is it is my place to comment on the technical aspects of how the exchange is going. Sure. If I see them folding, yeah. if I see certain characteristics where they're not engaging, they're just moving in a defensive way. And they seem to be looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. Greg, you know, Greg Jackson told me that he sees fighters accept that they're not going to win. Hundred percent. And then they're just fighting not to get knocked Who out. Did we exactly. Hundred percent. Who they, was at the UFC Austin that like he was forty and like he's been fighting for like Benil Dariush. Man, that was what, crazy. The guy he fought though is a fucking assassin. He he has one loss to uh, Gamrot. And he has one loss to um, Ismail uh, Makachev, who's the world champion. And by most people's eyes, at least number one or number two, UFC pound gold. for pound in the world. Oh, is that the? What are you showing me? So that guy, Armand Saryukian, he's a fucking assassin. And Benil Dariush, who's a very good fighter, at this stage of his life is, you know, he's... I don't know how old Benil is, but he, I think he's close to 40. Yeah, he's got gray hair. That was, a na- that was the thing mm-hmm. that stood out. That you're he, like, man, can you imagine doing this at 40? But he's also uh, he's also a very elite fighter. Ben- Benil Dariush is fucking elite. He's very good. I yeah. mean, but the uh, UFC is a clean sport. Right now with uh, USADA gone and now, uh, what is it, the new company called? Clean sport? No. So what? So they, they still drug test. So there is still a governing body. <sighs> yeah. Kinda. And if you're going to be 40 years old, you're fighting at a disadvantage. So the advantage would be that you know more. Right. Which is an advantage. Like old Captain America. Yeah, there's an advantage of knowing more, but it's not enough of an advantage to deal with people who also know a lot. Yeah, yeah. And the young people, there's an acceleration that comes from watching things on YouTube mm-hmm. and watching things streaming. The young people are way better than the people that are older now were when they were that young. Sure, sure. It's there's a there's Look, a one drug free sport. But That's the guy the guy he fought that the guy you're saying so you can. wasn't he like twenty two or some yep. shit? Yeah, he's world class and he was world class when he was twenty. And the fight with Makachev was it was a very close decision. I don't remember if it was split. It might have been unanimous, but it was a super close decision. Why'd you bring him up? So Benil's only thirty four? No way. Why'd you bring him up, Tom? Benil's only thirty four. I'm sorry, Benil. It's uh, your hair, brother. <laughs> Benil's gonna be mad at me. No, Benil's a very good guy. He's a very, very smart guy. He's gonna take his walker over here and beat you with it. He's also elite at jujitsu. I don't remember why I brought yeah, why you bring it, it up. Just, it was, I, we were talking about the. It just saying something. God damn! Why did I think he was forty? It was just. Uh, I think that. I think <laughs> at like that me. at that fight, someone had said forty, and I was just like, "That is insane." Oh, that's bro. what it is. Like. That's insane to be. Like, if if that were true, yeah. can you imagine jumping in the octagon like, at forty 
with a guy who's 21, 22. It's just. But Randy Couture was world class when he was 40. Yeah. Yeah. Heavyweights are different. Yeah. Randy Couture's a badass. He How was you... world class when he was 40. But also. There was no USADA back then, so there's a few things. How do you on. measure? How do you measure? <laughs> I mean, Alistair Overeem isn't Alistair Overeem, right? Yeah. With USADA, it's just not the same thing. They it's not what we paid for. They didn't have any testing. It is. It was a fucking intelligence. He test. looks like he's uh, not. It, yeah, in he's, the, he's uh, withered away. Well, now he's also thin. fought that yeah. night. He's 42. Could have been him. Oh yeah, Clay Guida. Is that who Clay Guida just fought? The wild man. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're not talking about the guy who got knocked out. No, no. Okay. I'm talking about this. Dude. That's where our conversation That's got confused. confused. That's where I got yeah. confused. No, Clay so is 42. Because oh, he was at that fight. Yeah, and you said he said Joe said something about him or something like that. What were you talking about? I forget. I forget what the origin. I've been drinking. I forget the origin. How do you measure when you are a legit fan of someone and you kind of want them to win? Yeah, you oh, can't. Yeah. You like, can't. Well, that was a real problem with me and Schaub when Schaub would fight. Because I also knew that Schaub, I know when someone has one foot in and one foot out, because I had one foot in and one foot out when I started doing stand up. I was still fighting when I was doing stand up. And I know when you're not 100% focused, that's a dangerous place to be. Because you can get overconfident and you think that you're still at the same level that you were at if you're 100% all in. But you're not. Yeah. You're not. You're not. The, the, the people that are 100% all in on being world champion are not also thinking about, I'm going to start this podcast and we're going to go do yeah. a tour and do right. stand up and yeah. now I'm making more money doing podcasts than I was doing fighting. And you know now they're taking the, uh, the promotions away. I had more money from – Shaw had more money from ads on his shorts than he would get from his UFC paycheck. So I knew he was one foot in, one foot out. So with that situation, it's like you gotta stop. Like I've seen this, you gotta stop. But some guys, you can't tell them to stop. It's like they have this thing in their head, and they want to figure out how to get to where they used to be one more time. They think they can do it. They I know feel they like can that do was stand it. up. But I would, I would root for a guy though. I'd be like, come on. I'd like that would come well, out. That's, that's Tony no. Ferguson. That's Tony Ferguson. Everybody roots for Tony. Everybody Tony. loves Tony. Yeah. Everybody roots for Tony to go back to when he was the boogeyman. Because right. you know, El Kakui, when that fucking guy, he just seemed impenetrable. It didn't matter if you hurt him. You weren't going to stop him. He was coming forward. And he has a series of losses in a row now, right? Well, it was really all from that one knee injury that he got backstage. He tripped over wires and destroyed no, his knee. No. Destroyed his knee. That's how? You yep. got to mitigate risk. He was he was El Kakui. <laughs> he was the interim lightweight champion. He was supposed to fight Khabib Nur Nurmagomedov in Madison Square Garden. And he tripped over wires? In the promo leading up to the show, he was doing one of those you know, ESPN things or yeah. whatever, and there were some wires on the ground. He didn't see him, and he tripped on them. And he wrecked his knee that wrecked way? Wrecked his knee. Wow. Tore it apart. Had to have surgery. That, would be, that part would piss me off so much. Go skiing. That's the way. Yeah. That, that's how it happened. I'm and saying. then he comes back. Or like dunking a basketball. He beats Anthony yes. Pettis. That would bother me less. Are you 100% now? On the knee, yes. On the arm, no. Really? What's Which the is the opposite at? of what they tell you. Can you wow. jerk when off? They told okay? me, when they told me. You don't jerk <laughs> off left-handed, you no, fucking psycho. psycho. You don't, fucking when, rookie. When, they, <laughs> when you're in the hospital, they, they point to your Way arm. Way to turn that around quickly. They go, <laughs> Good volley. They go, this is not going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem. And you're like, oh, okay. Because you think, oh. And now your knee's 100%? 100%. Uh, but I have nerve damage in my arm. So it'll, it might never, ever, ever 
be where, what it was. Damn. Mm, so where's it at now? Well, it's just that I, for life, it's fine. Like, fun, like you know, but I can do anything. Athletics? Yeah. So with like heavy, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to lift anything heavy again. Because can you beat Bird of Tennis? As, <laughs> uh, no. External rotation, <laughs> it's, it really is bad. But even when you're like, have a heavy weight in your hand, well, first of all, I get wrist collapse at a certain weight. Oh, so like fuck. this hand will be fine. And at a certain weight, this list just, it'll collapse, Ooh. you know? And then you feel things all in uh. the elbow area with heavy weight. So I can, I can, I don't know if I'll ever, not that I need to. So that's the thing. It's like you go, I don't need to be a power lifter. Right. But it's still kind of, yeah, it sucks when you're in there and you're like, oh, my, my whole arm has like these crazy vibrations and pains going on with heavy weight. So you just have to like shift what you do. Yeah, that's why I stopped doing jujitsu for a whole year. I had I started getting these nerve pains in my fingers. Oh. Uh, if you something... push if you push on my forearm, my whole hand will go numb. What? Yeah. yeah. The, really? uh, well they took uh, a nerve any from nerve here. thing is super dangerous. They took it out of here. You know I have no nerve here. What? Yeah, I have none. They took it out and they put it in here. Do you mean so, tendon? No, it took the nerve out. So what happened? They took your is, nerve out. They took and the they nerve out because nerves? yeah, it's, it was it was a state of the art surgery at the wow. time. So yeah, when the guy did it, I was like, "How many of these have you done?" He goes, "One." I go, "Oh, oh no, my god. god! Oh my god!" And he goes, oh uh, "Because uh, you no have nerves. two nerves and two muscles here to let you pronate." So, and so they take it out. Can you explain what was happening? That you, the fingers, the the last fingers so, weren't coming back. Is this right? is what would light watch. They would go. They go. It was uh, injuries is in December, <laughs> and in like in like March, they do a nerve test and they go everything is not firing. Like, Ooh. are you are you how are you functioning? And I'm like, yeah, you know. And it, there were things that were notable. Like if I went to pick something up, you might not notice, mm-hmm. right? But I would just like grab it and then grab. Like my hand didn't open all the way. So if you go like go like this, I would go like this with my healthy hand, and I would go like this, oh. and that was the most I could do. Mm. And they told me they go if you wait a year, if you wait a, we- a year, and the nerve doesn't fire and reconnect on its own, your body consumes the nodules. <gasps> it just consumes them. It just it's like you ever seen somebody who has like a hand that just doesn't work anymore. That's it. That's what that a lot is. Of people. That's that nerve oh my damage. God. So so they go if you. Elect to just wait it out. Just know that where you are could be just where you are forever. Oh, no. shit. And so when he told me that, he's like, or I could do this surgery that's like, it's, it, was a, it was actually a Brazilian surgeon who came up with this idea, like this process, this surgery. And he goes, it works, you know, 100% confident in it. Chuhaska surgery. And then he just. <laughs> it's an enormous like, chair. When it starts to hurt, you turn your fucking card over to red. <laughs> <laughs> one more for your knees. No more knees. But then yeah. he did it. And dude, like, you know, I can yeah. I go all the way. Yeah. And I can pick things up. But there's things where. So you'll think you would think it's strength, but it's not strength. It's the nerve firing. Like if I pick up something heavy, I could pick it up and with my right arm pull it up, and my left arm is here. And you go, oh, I guess you're just not strong. It's not strength. It's that the nerve isn't firing. It's just mm. not sending the signal. Won't tell it to go. It won't tell it to go all the way. Wow, yeah. dude! In the lone loss in my career where I got TKO'd, I got hit with a left hook, and I got hit with a left hook, and my leg shut off. Totally shut off. It's the weirdest sensation of all time. Wow. I got hit with this hook. It hit my arm and chin, and my legs just stopped working. Just stopped working. I'm conscious. Uh-huh. And my legs just stopped working. They just completely collapsed. 
And so the referee starts counting, one, two. And I'm like, whoa, totally new experience. All my years of competing, never had that. Never had that. So then I stand up and I'm like, these things aren't working right. And then this dude's like throwing punches at me and they stop the fight. But it it was a fascinating experience because it was like, it's not about heart and will. No. It's not about, they just stop working. Haven't you had Zach better on before? Yeah. yeah. He, and he just did that thing where, you know, he's an elite, elite ultra marathon runner. Yeah. And he was out on one of these like 100 milers. And at like 80 miles, he was like, I felt sick. I had to lay down. I tried to rest. He posted about it, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like, my, my legs, they just shut down. So he's like, I just had to. At a certain point, he just goes, I'm tapping out of this one. And it wasn't like, you know, it's different than obviously getting hit, but his body just was like, it's nope, that's it's enough. not from tired. That's it. It's just like, that's it's enough. not happening. Yeah. That's kind of well, like, this is... The wildest thing about these people that are pushing themselves like Zach Bitter does or David Goggins does is that, like, inevitably, they're going to get damaged to that body. David but, has to. Oh, no, he already has. His is bad. He no, shared he's it. Had, he shared he's, it. He's shared it. He, he sent me videos of his leg where he takes his leg and he compresses his fingers around it and the edema around his shin is so thick that his fingers are embedded in his shin. What? He had his knee severed. What? And and then reconnected. He has no cartilage. He's bone on bone. Man, what's that going to be like the at 60 for that guy? Is, he's going to get replacements, 100%. His doctor looked at his knee and said, I can't believe you can fucking walk on this. Never mind run thousands of miles. Thousands. Yeah, that's his leg. Look at that. That's edema on his leg. That's from him just putting his fingers on his leg. And that's after one of multiple surgeries he's had. What is edema, if you don't mind me asking? It's the swelling. It's like all this (laughs) fluid. It's it's basically just... Ripped chest, fucking torn. Meanwhile, he's, he's doing. An animal, he's like, don't bro. be a bitch, bro. Stuff. He's an animal. When he came to my podcast, he got there early. When I walked in, he was already doing chin ups. <laughs> he was. Yeah. When I first met him, we went, I went into the gym. You know, the podcast starts at whatever it started at. And I, I get there and he comes in like, don't I, mind if I do. I, I meet his wife. I meet some. You know, I, I go back and he's back there doing chin ups with his shirt off. It's uh, it it's like there's no reason to rest. Why am I resting right here? There's a whole full gym. Can I use this gym? Let's go. Wow. <laughs> he just goes out there. He's doing gym. He's crazy. What, what a great way to maximize your time, though. Yeah, he's because he's, you just sit there, deal. like you know. I guess right. we're early. You know, like, what are you yeah. gonna do? There's a gym right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get some ice. Look at his toes. The water. Look at his toes. No. The water. water. Look at the screen. No. Tommy. <laughs> oh, oh come yeah. on. Fuck. That's Goggins' on. toe. Eat it. That's from running. He ran some insane amount of 100 milers in like a short period of time. Can I tell you the most human thing about him is that he, he reads negative comments. <laughs> like when you see that he gets- Records them. He gets upset uh, yeah. about them. He listens and, to them when he runs. Wow. But, but like that's, them. that's where I connect with the guy nice. where I go, I, like that. I go, that's who would ever yeah. hate on David Goggins? Like I, that guy's Listen, nothing but inspiration. You gotta let on me. that go. There's people that are gonna hate on every fucking thing that has ever existed, and ice, it's ice. not an honest perspective. It's flavored by their own inadequacies. Got you. A big oh, part of it thanks. is flavored by their own fucking disastrous life. David like Goggins is what I listen pee. to when I, if I'm hungover, I go to the gym. I throw on David Goggins. They got a thing on him. Oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking throw one of those in too. One one. This I'll is take a three. A this one's a six. I'll take a There's six. No, six rogue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like. Here you go, brother. I like I like, I like the Tommy turned me on these. Tommy turned me on to them too. Yeah, the rogues are good. They're very tasty, and I don't take as many of them in as I do with the uh, zins. 
I'll take those any day over people fucking dipping. Uh, go oh, yeah. dipping so long. sexy. Go You're dip. wrong. You're dip. wrong. It's You're wrong. My friend Perry, he was car, a, uh, the stunt coordinator on Fear Factor. Yeah. He was a... Uh, he was a stunt coordinator on so many movies that back in the day, you know, we're talking about like the early 2000s and it, for him, like deep in the 90s and probably the 80s, you weren't encouraged to be spitting on set. Yeah, you had to cut. gut it. Oh. So he would just swallow it. <laughs> oh, so he got accustomed. Yeah. So Perry got accustomed to swallowing his own tobacco. Just I'm like, that's a fucking man. There's a shot that's of John Crunk. There's a shot of John, John Crunk. He, he had dip in his like slid into first, cut his whole lip up, and he was like on that side. He took it all out and pushed to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this uh, one's good. Which one is this? You can taste yeah. it. Yeah. I can taste it immediately. Those are good. Those are experiment. All right, what is this month you're doing? What are I you just doing needed here? some time off. Why didn't you just do it on October like we were supposed to do it? Yeah, because we never do. Who are you doing it with? No, we don't do never do it, are we? You're doing do it, it by it yourself. Lot. Yeah. This year we didn't do it. I did. Thank I'm you just doing it to do it. I did it this year. Congratulations. I did it by you myself. No months. weed? Nothing? No. Come on. I'm not sober. That's what I'm saying. That's not sober. I'm doing no weed. No, no, no. I did October without weed, and then I started doing weed, and I was like, mm. weed's the fucking best. It really is the best. I'm doing no weed, no coffee. Weed is essentially steroids for comedy. Weed is great. Uh, you're right. It is. Or I, it's I, a, you can, it's you a can, helps you. Hurts you. I, I hurt you if you're. Like, a bitch. I don't feel like drinking whiting tonight. I think weed at the, is the, at its best. Yeah. When you get off stage and you take a couple hits, it almost just goes, "Hey, man, we're good." Yeah. Like, let's get in bed and watch a documentary on tarpon fishing. You should sit on it. And you're like, "Fuck <laughs> yeah!" <laughs> it's the coolest, man. Oh, I never finished telling you this. So I, they say, do, what do you want after your set at the Wilbur? And I was like, I, I'm cool. Sometimes after I get off, I like a glass of scotch. And I finished. The last time I was there, I was like, thank you, good night. And I took one step down, and she just hands me a glass of scotch. Oh, and I was like, nice. I've never been treated like this in my life. That's it nice. was so fucking Fuck nice. Fuck yeah, That's dude. thoughtful. Yeah, a nice glass of scotch after you just did what you needed to do. Like, yeah, I was, I was thinking about you in the shower this morning. Oh, oh, really? Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, He's boy. always got to make it weird. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, broken. I'm broken. What position? I was just, I was washing my armpits. And I thought. Oh, normal. Oh, yeah. That's when I think <laughs> about Ari, too. It's cheat code. I'm, I'm no. in my armpits. Uh, you want to me? I tell you why sometimes I think about Ari when I wash my armpits? Yes. I bet I know. I'm, I would the, love to hear it. The amount of deodorant I put on? No, no. No, what I do it? think about you when I put on deodorant, though. <laughs> uh, I lost enough weight that I have an armpit again. <laughs> what did you have before, gut? No, it's just, it was just fat. You couldn't feel the oh tendons in your, in your pack, in your back. What? So, like, it's just a fold. It's not like an armpit. Yeah. And so was, now you're like, oh, he's going to be jealous? No, 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 no. I was thinking, uh, I a little buzz, so I'll share it. But I was thinking, how cool is it? That you've had moments in your career where everyone's like, "Fucking write that guy off," oh, and yeah. you're killing it, <laughs> and you're killing it, and then you and then you start thinking <laughs> that has to do with armpits. Wait, no, no, armpits. Thought it's of Ari, and then I thought of Ari. I've been thinking about Ari all day because of what happened last night. Oh, okay. And so, and I thought, I, you know, with what happened last night, I thought, I love that. I love that there's forgiveness in this world, and I love that he's got a. I love that he's killing it right now. People that, that don't want to forgive people that are actively trying to be better people are bad people. Yes, yeah. yes. There's a True. there's a negative aspect to this non forgiveness mindset that is inescapable. It's not good for the person that perpetuates it it's definitely not good for the people that receive it if you have this fear that you'll be cast out of the kingdom forever 
for a thing Fight. that you deeply regret and you might have done in duress or you might have done for whatever fucking reason, but you realize as a human being, how could I have done that? If you're not willing to say, I get it, we're all human, and, and I, I believe your intention, give me a hug, let's work this out. If you can't do that, you're the problem. The problem is you an the unforgiving problem. mindset, like the least yeah. charitable perspective on every person you run into because you think that somehow or another that elevates you, but it doesn't. And, and they make you stick to this mistake. Like when Kevin Hart was like trying to be nice about gays, and they're like, "Well, where was that then?" And I'm like, "He's being nice." And right. this is your moment to shit on him. Also, Kevin Hart was trying to be famous yeah. and trying to get laughs. Trying to get and laughs. And when you try to get laughs, you will say things you don't believe, but you think will be effective. And it's a sign of a comedian that's not that good yet. It's a normal thing that we all did. Yeah. We all and, and still do. And still, it's still like, do. Still do. Like mothership, I watch. I I'm watching it, people you fucking pussies. I watch <laughs> people take wild chances at the mothership, yeah, like wild chance. chances. Yeah. And I know the audience sometimes goes, "Why? Why does he care about that?" And you go, "No, it's this thing in his head. And he's trying to find something." Yeah. Well, I think the audience at the mothership is more aware of that than most clubs because we talk about it so much <laughs> that the process of creating a, a bit. Is sometimes you have to trot it out there, and while you're saying it, you're freeballing, and you might go down the wrong path right, and right, kind right. of get committed to it. Yeah, and then you're like stuck on a route. Yeah, you're just like, well, let me try to get out of this. It'll but that's fun. how new bits are created. Like, yeah, there's new bits that get created because of that. That's why I hate when people push yourself into a yeah, corner. See somebody like that guy's not good. Like he's trying something. Yeah, let, 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 let that's what out. infuriated me infuriated me about Louis C.K.'s leak set. Oh, I yeah. thought about that when today. When comics were going after him, I'm like, Do are you lying to the normies about the process? It's also one of those things where I remember when that happened, and you're like, we should not lose this list of names. Right. Oh, I've never lost that list of names. Traitors fucking to stand up. Where you're like, it's so obvious, by the way, that this is a pop-in... We're, like I'm working this shit. Out. It's a yeah. workout set. He hasn't done stand up in ten months. It's so yeah. crazy. No stand up in ten months, and every one of those premises had promise. And also, them. yeah, they were good. Every I would relate it to people when they were like, "What's going on?" I would tell them. They'd laugh at me retelling that joke. It's, it's, it's literally it's, like it's funny. a farmer. It's funny. It's Unique literally take. like a farmer being criticized for not having a crop to take the market right after he plants the seeds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He might Where's be, your fucking tomatoes? He he might be the most fun person to watch workout period too like he really he's so he's dude he's so good at it and he just takes he takes chances and he goes for it and he and the thing is he actually sits in suffering more than other comics like meaning like if it starts to not work so many people bail out like that and he'll sit in the suffering but you know we were talking about this last night at the club that there is a giant group of fans that want to see that happen yeah so you try we're talking about guys like guys are coming up to duncan and saying hey i love how you changed that and now you're like oh shit now you've watched me multiple times do this thing 
but they like the pro like I like music. I can't play music. I can't play anything. But I love watching live music. Yeah. I love watching people perform. And if there was a way that I could go watch them develop live songs, well, develop them. Yeah. Like if I knew that like Gary Clark Jr. is gonna start out with like this sort of melody and put it together in front of crowds, and then one day it's gonna be on Spotify. Yeah. But for now, I'm getting to watch it happen. Yeah. That's Comedy fans now. Yes, mm -hmm. that is comedy fans now. What percentage though? In in a room. Thirty seven. No. Thirty seven. I'd say like less than a half. At the mothership? Percent. Less than half. Yeah. At the mothership? That are wanting to watch I bet, that? I bet at the mothership there's a lot more than most. Because I bet at the mothership there's they've at least listened to one conversation between comedians. But also you have to have seen the stand up set a few don't times. Use that to see how bitch tweaks. ass lighter. That is bitch, you little bitch. What Take a bitch lighter. you are. Take oh my god. god. How are you leading your family I with need that to get bitch a torch. lighter? Does someone so make much. a lighter I, I that looks so like much. an eagle? Bert, what do you got in there? Yep. Jamie, yeah, find that? me really? an eagle lighter for my cigarettes. <laughs> can I give you the best cigar you've ever had? Yeah. This is the best cigar you've ever had with the chopper on it. It's Calibri. Yeah. Shout out to Calibri. The only time I'd ever flex a fucking please hook me up. one of those two. I showed you this yesterday. La Florida Dominica. LFD. The Andalusian Bull. This is the best cigar you'll ever have in your fucking life. Really? That cigar Ooh. is next fucking level. It's this is next the boy who level. cried wolf personified. No, no, it's the way I live life. I tell you how I feel. You told me you could do the splits. Buddy, I did a marathon. <laughs> you know how hard it was to bite my tongue when you showed me David Goggins' foot? And I was like, that's what we do. <laughs> you should have just said it. That's what we do, Joe. Give me you a, did a marathon. A what do you want? I know. It's a cutter. It's right in front oh. of you, Bert. Joe, what part uh, of my shoulders do you like? They're very firm. They they also they they look like a guy who could pick up some heavy shit. I'm, we were I'm, talking about it in the green room when you got on stage. I was like, "Damn, look at Bird's fucking shoulders. You got traps. You got shoulders. You look jacked." You remember that one day we did Sober October? We went back there and uh, yes. everybody's like, "How much can you bench?" It was one of those "How much can you bench?" things, <laughs> and we put two twenty five on the bar, Middle. and no one Middle. could bench it. But I just saw you benching it the other day. And how many did you do? Ten, how many reps? Ten, ten reps. By the way, the for progress, like to be clear, he got pinned the first time. <laughs> I got yeah, pinned. 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 On, pinned on one. Pinned. I remember. We I all don't. Had... I don't bench press, and when I did, I was like, "This is like really stupid." But we were drunk. I love it. I think I did twelve or thirteen, but I can do fifteen now. Every now and then, I'd try it. You know, I'm gonna blow out my pecs trying to do fifteen today. Do it. Blow them out. Do it. If you do, I'll do 20. Do it. If you guys aren't pussies, you, you do it. Lo I this. love this about you. We'll take it to the death. I love this about you. You don't like it. I love it. that you own a little territory in my head. You don't love it. I do. You don't. I do. You think you I love absolutely it. Absolutely. You think you love do. it until we're actually engaged in competition. And then I, it's an Joe. anxiety. When you get up to piss in the middle of the night, I know you think about it. But for real, but Joe, we you were couldn't doing double so, them. I could do double them. No. I doubled no, them with push-ups. No, that's ridiculous. You couldn't. I definitely could. Can you do... Double them in bench? Could you do 30 reps? No. 30's tough. No, impossible. 30's tough. It's big impossible. Dogs, big no, no, no. My frame, my frame can't handle it. At 15, I'd be 30. struggling. At 15, I'd be struggling. Uh, but or I did, how would you when I did when, when I did it with I you guys, 12. I had no idea what if I could even do it. I literally hadn't benched in forever. Yeah. All I do is kettlebells. The heaviest weight I do is 70 pounds. Hey, would you ever think about posting when you program for your workout? I would love to know what you do. Do you ever post it's it real on Instagram? Simple. Do you do circuits? Say, yeah. Yeah, I do circuits. But um, I think there's a real value to doing, a, like, there's a bunch of exercises that are standards, like uh, straight leg deadlifts, uh, clean yes. and press. 
There's yes. the, these things you are. You start with swings? Do you do like. I start with push ups and bodyweight squats. And then, I start with cold plunge. Uh huh. Every workout's three minutes, 34 degrees. Boom, go from there, 20 bodyweight squats, 20 push-ups, 20 bodyweight squats, 20 push-ups. You do two sets in a row so that you get two sets of legs, two sets of push-ups so that you get warm up. Then you do the the final three, you get to 100 push-ups, 100 bodyweight squats. Then it's kettlebells. And if I'm on a regular schedule, it's 70 pounds. So I go to 70 pounds, 70 pounds, 10 swings each arm, three sets, 10 presses each arm, three sets, 10 windmills each arm, three sets, 10 renegade rows each arm, Fuck three sets. renegade rows. So with 70 pounds at the end of that is rough. Fuck then you go to the rows. sled. Then you go to the sled. Oh, sled. And then good. it's the torque sled pushing it. You're pushing it about 35 meters. And then you're pushing it and you're pulling it back. And we do that. We'll do that for three sets. You work then with we, someone? No, I just get it. I just do it in my head and then I have comics go, do it with me. Oh, yeah, I've been there for those. So then we go from there to Tabatas on the heavy bag. Tabatas are 20 second sprint followed by 10 second rest. So we do that and we blast out the end of the workout. We put the rock through this. Yeah. And the, the end of the workout, you quit. No, the rock is fucking, he was cool, man. He's humble. <laughs> He he didn't. He's not a kettlebell guy. He had never done cold plunge before. Before he did it with us. What? Yeah, never done it. So he is super humble. He was. He, he there was no guys built like a fucking superhero, right? But I think he's also doing a lot of stuff to increase like the aesthetics. Yeah, you know. Mass. So he's doing yeah, a lot yeah. of machines. If you look at his uh, Iron Paradise, that insane gym he has set up. Yes. By the way, American flag, fucking prominently displayed. When you look at that setup, that setup is a setup It's perfect for a guy who wants to look like a superhero in a movie. It's perfect. Yeah. But I'm concerned with, like, functional strength. I'm concerned with, like, I want to be able to move my body like an athlete yeah. as long as I can. And so we did a bunch of, like, wild shit that he had never done before. Really? And yeah. Windmills are hard, man. Windmills are really hard. It's hard. You know? But I've been doing that whole routine for so long that my body is, like... Just fucking prime. Are you pretty it. much that every morning? Is that your? Is that roughly where you're at? That's one workout that I do twice a week. You know, yeah. you know, a guy like me would love to get Let's on Instagram in the morning. Come work out. With no, but I'd love bird. to get what on the morning tomorrow? in LA. Oh, buddy, why well, I got a flight out at eight? Let's go. I texted you Let's when I came. Five a.m. workout. I texted. Buddy, you have no fucking idea. I'll shoot my testosterone at fucking 4.30. Let's do it. No, 3.30. You want to get a couple hours in it where it really gets in your system. Oh, I love getting information like that. And then we'll cold plunge first. Cold plunge first while it's dark out. With your big cock. You'll hear. Yeah, it's not that big. It's right Oh, uh, buddy. I, hear, the the, the video foxes. you showed of your, yourself getting the cold plunge the other day. I had to Ridiculous. stop myself from going, is anyone looking at his cock? <laughs> Only Bert. Only Bert and a couple of chicks. They call me a hog watcher. <laughs> if you have a big special. cock, I'm going to notice. There's something fun yeah. about getting in that cold when it's raining out. I mean, oh. when it's raining out today. It was 32 when you got in that yeah. video. No, it was, it was 21. 21. It was 21 outside and 34 inside. How much do you think it's worse? When, like, no. like What? What? Yeah. what the, do you mean? No, getting it's not in the cold when, it, when it's cold outside. Because no. yeah, it feels like you want a relief from something. No, no, no. It's so it's much better same. after the sauna. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it doesn't matter if it's hot out. Once you get in, it's still fucking so cold. Do you do box breathing? I just breathe. I'm really accustomed to being in there now. I love it. So I can just sort of. Great. It's it's after I those first twenty in. seconds. Then it's like I just shut up. Shut Unless up. you use the blue cube, 
The blue cube, there's an option to have it like a raging river, and you never get what's called a thermal barrier. Oh, the bubble. Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. A thermal barrier. You realize how in the weeds you are about cold plunging? Yeah, I'm in the weeds. If you want to be a guy who tortures yourself, blue cube is the way to go. I would love to open up Rogan's but, YouTube on his computer just to see what it's suggesting to him. <laughs> I can't wait till North You'd Korea finds his fucking phone. And- By the amount of guns I research <laughs> and the amount of animal attacks. Yeah, the pol- the polar plunge is uh, is is badass. Uh, but I the I, do you do the light thing? Yeah, you... I do that red light therapy. Yeah. I do that. Did every you get morning. that bed? Yeah, I got it. What's that? Yeah, is I got it, it from Gary Brecca. Well, one of the things that's happening is as you get older, your face, your skin starts to get thinner because you have a lack of collagen, this and you you start looking like you're like Ugh, it looks sick. Even if you feel good, yeah. your skin has more laxity. Yeah. In the one and a half months that I've been using it, my f- skin looks better. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's red light therapy. Red light therapy. What, do, what is what it? Just do? like what a do? thing? We could we could talk about it, but I don't know what I'm saying, so I'd be what, bullshit. It's, and it shoots light at you. Yeah, it's it 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 helps your body. You see people uh, with the mask more sometimes. Oh, you wear a mask I do that for my head. Yeah. It helps you re- rehabilitate from injuries. There's a lot of there's a lot of things. I'm not the guy to to do talk specifics do about red, but I do it every chamber? day. The, the I have one of those. Yeah, yeah. You do hyperbaric? Yeah, I have. You one have of those. one? Yeah. I want to do that so bad. And I have a flotation tank. I don't know which one is better for you because both of them are really good for you. The the flotation tank is there's a reset that I think you can achieve from that. It's just like doing psychedelics without any of the weird fuckery of recovering and coming back to normal. You get out of there and you're fine. You're out. It's if you could if you could take what you get from uh, a sensory deprivation tank in a pill with with ju- just as a drug everybody would take it. Yeah, it's called Xanax. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's great. It's, it's great. the best. I bet Xanax is awesome. It's but Xanax is I awesome. think what that is is the opposite. That's like in, instead of like pretending your out. house isn't wrecked. Just check out. That's like going yeah. in your house and examining all the cracks in your foundation oh i had to yeah. jack off in a flotation tank uh whatever what? shout out to kuya anyway you jacked off in one no of i didn't jack off in their fucking things yes, a joke. Did. it's a joke i feel like you did i probably did tom you jerk off i jerk off a lot how much how are you jerking off once every not day? as much now leanne's on testosterone too not Whoa. supposed to share that you did. So she won't let you she just off? went she just went secret time she just went to secret uh, time for 11 million people good luck dude. Careful. Carl, it's not your secret. <laughs> you want to edit that out? Nope. Nope. Wow. No, because I like what Ways to Well's doing. I do. Yeah, they're awesome. And and they got her on testosterone and progesterone, and I'll share that because I think she's ready to fuck. Buddy. Buddy. Really? Yeah. Cowboy. Man, after your apology. After your apology. <laughs> my wife's friend got oh, really? on it. <laughs> I got you I later. Come on my leg. In my the wife's gym friend today. is. Uh, my wife's friend is English. Come on my leg. My Come wi- on my leg. Go ahead. My wife's friend is You're English. You're always making about you. Go ahead, Joe. My wife's friend is English, and uh, she got on testosterone, and uh, she she was telling my wife about it. She goes, I feel like a bloke. She was really? an English lady. She goes, I feel like a bloke. That's so Buddy, Leanne, Leanne so wants to fuck all the time. Damn. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, it's ways to wellness. Like God it. bless ways to well. Get him on it. She's on progesterone and testosterone. I told it to Shane Torres, Shane Gillis, and he fucking could not stop making fun of it in the most hilarious way. He's... Fucking so good, but it, it it's changed our relationship. We're fucking nonstop. Congratulations! Non-stop. I don't even. I can't even. I don't want to jerk off. What's that noise again? What? <laughs> what? Throw up noise. Oh no! 
Oh, when Lana and I fucked? Just joking. No, if, I, if you saw us fuck, I think I you would. I would jack off in the corner? I don't think you would. What would I do? You'd be would a lot I, of like, what's Bert thinking about? You'd be that same face when you made Like, open your eyes, Bert. Eating. She's getting confused. What's your favorite position, Bert? What's your favorite position, Bert? Doggy style. That's a good question. Doggy I style. thought you were going to say pegged. I'm so glad you didn't say pegged. No. I like, I like from behind. Yeah. It's really fucking hot. That's a good one. I never was into asses. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I was never into asses. There's a whole really? category. Yeah. You were never into asses? No, I was a tick guy. And I'm still a tick guy, but it's funny. I, I look at her ass and it's it's like, it's perfect. It's not like cellulady. Yeah. And it's just a big ass. It's a big ass. Cellulady. Cellulady. But it's just a great cellulady. Yeah. That sounds like it should That's be a some band. Cellulady. That should be a fucking cool band yeah. like Pussy Riot. Oh. Cellulady. But I like I like uh Doggy Style's fucking hot. It's so fucking hot. Mm. And Sex I like cool. and, and I don't know if it's testosterone but she's <laughs> cha- she's like checked off barriers that were previously in our relationship. But fucking pegging. No, no, Say no, no. It. We haven't had anal sex. Pe- Congratulations. We haven't had anal sex. Do you want it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously. Uh, Hans Kim on... Uh, no, no, your your girl's podcast. Kill, to- kill Laura. Kill Laura. Kill Laura. Yeah, yeah, Laura, yeah. Laura Compton. First date, yeah, yeah. Kill he said, Laura? What? I don't know, buddy. Hans Kim, anal. What's the podcast called? First date. First date. He Laura had Compton. A, he had a really funny... Lauren Compton, yeah. Hans Kim's. Lauren Compton, sorry. Lauren Compton. You guys sure? Nope. Yeah, go ahead. He said, uh, "I don't want to. I, I do want to have it, only so I know where I stand with you, that you'll let me do dirty shit to you, or something like that." Oh, Hans said yeah, that. Yeah, Hans, Hans said that. Something, something similar. But it's like it sounds it's like, like a guy who shouldn't be allowed to have a gun. <laughs> See where I stand. <laughs> yeah. I fucked it up. Sorry, Hans. I fucked it up. But it was no, a fair, that's very funny. funny. Yeah, Hans it was very funny. funny. Shit. I can't stop thinking about. I know this is a weird transition, but that six-hour MPX that Taryn has. <laughs> Good gun. I want to get one of those. Wait, what's this? I get you one. Really? Yeah. Wait, are we telling things we can't stop talking about? Thinking no, about? I just kept thinking about. I keep thinking about that. I've been thinking about that gun for two years. Can I tell you what I can't stop? <laughs> can I stop telling? Can what? tell you what I stop thinking about? Yeah. Did you mention to Snoop that you knew me? I got to pee. That's what you wanted to know? I have to know. Oh, my gosh. No, but I'll tell you why. You motherfucker. I'll tell you why, though. You didn't bring my name up? I'll tell you why. Why? It, it wasn't a... He didn't want to... A, uh, no, no, own no, it, up to you. No, no, it wasn't a long conversation. Oh, okay. And it wasn't like it wasn't settling in to talk. It was the first time I met him. I met him for three seconds. Yeah, and I thought that was it. And at the end of the night, when I went in there, it was I had major hesitation about walking into his dressing room yeah. with his bodyguards and everything or, around. Papa, you mean Papa? And I just and, went in to say, big wall. I just went in to say it was fun to be on the show with you. And I thought that it was that, and he asked for a pic. It was very, very fast. It wasn't long. I went to see uh, Danny Brown. If I had, if I had stayed to talk, if he yeah. was like, pull up a seat, yeah, it would have been something. I want to see Danny Brown, and rap's just not my genre like it is yours. Yeah, and he's cool. We become friendly. Danny's fantastic. But brought Great. Daniel Simonson. That's his number one guy. Really? Simon, what? That's Simonson's like, Danny, are you? What do you mean? Can I? I was like, sure. And we're having a conversation. Oh, cool. What's it, what about the weather? I don't know, whatever. And I look over, and Daniel's just like. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? He's trying to be cool. Yeah. But I was, was trying like... to navigate the conversation yeah. with, without looking like... You realize I would have been like, if you had worked with him for a year, I would have walked in and been like, I know Tom Segura. I, I just... I was, <laughs> that's, so, that's so who I am. Yeah, but I was... I mean, here's the thing. You say that, because like, you were in my mind, and the yeah. fact that you guys worked together was a natural thing to bring up, but it was also, I think, 
when you're in sometimes in those situations, you're like, when's the time to say this? You're kind of nervous about how you say it, yeah. and you're looking for the end to say it. So yeah. if I had, if I had talked to him for longer, it would have been a normal Here. thing to bring up. Cheers! I love drinking with you. Okay, I love drinking with you too. And, and I'm Ari. Oh, I'm glad Ari, you're, you're doing so gay. January. You're not drinking. Yeah, I got another week. Yeah, that little dog. Oh, it's so fucking cute. The cutest thing I've ever seen. I think we should. It's so fucking cute. Oh, he's so cute. I just face? swallow his face. Hey, Joe, can I ask you a question? <laughs> sure. So when you watch Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz fight, did you want one of them to win? No. Okay. Really? But, but, no, I don't, for real. So for real. This is where we started. I wanted... the, the, the main problem I had during commentary was Shab. That was the only problem I really ever had. Yeah, there's because a lot you know, of guys you know... I love. I love Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I fucking oh, love that dude. I love him. I wish, the, I wish there was more men like that in this world. I love him to death. But when he's fighting Conor McGregor, I can't have a favorite. I just have to let it happen. These guys have all, they're all professionals. That, That's impossible. You, Even no, I, I, had a favorite I do and I it. I do it. I do it. I swear to God, I do How it. Even though? when Sean Strickland fought Israel Adesanya, Izzy's Ooh. my friend. I love Izzy. Izzy's I love Izzy. He's the shit. He's the motherfucker. He defended me defended when that whole N word video came out. Yeah, yeah. Said, the dude, I made, that made me tear up. Yeah. I love that he's my dude. By the way, as a personal favorite, 100%. As a human being, favorite. he's As one of my favorite being. people that I've ever met. He's yeah. an extraordinary human being. So fun. But when he fought Sean Strickland, I, you know, I have to be neutral. I have to be like, whoa, well, what's that's happening? that's the job. You can't be like that. It's the job. But, but, but even though that, Rogan, was during, that was during Fight Companion. That was during Fight Companion. Oh, yeah. oh right. So, yeah. So but you that was, I wasn't even working. I was but, just hanging out here watching oh, the fight. But you're still trying to, yeah. I still have to be neutral. I yeah. have to be. I have to have a neutral mindset Why? when I'm watching people companion. fight. Can you I think, just be a no, fan no, 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 no. When, when people are fighting, that's just like from my own mind. I don't allow my mind to oh. go into like this avenue where... I want someone to win and someone to lose because you'll get a biased perspective. And I know I've been uh, I've been guilty of that in the past when I when I was in the early days of my commentary, and I realized that's a flaw. It's a flaw. Like I could appre like I have friends that fight and I love them to death and I want them to win. But if they don't win, I can't be attached to that. Uh-huh. I have to be attached as a person who's appreciating the sport. I'll check in on them. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, yeah. You know, but the reality of what they're doing is. I have to be yep. a, a clear, objective viewer of the transaction. That's like who's winning the exchange. I think when I'm hearing MMA commentary, I definitely want what you're saying. When yeah. I hear like football or sports commentary, yes. I want to hear the Yankees brought. I want to hear them go, come on. You can't let that out. But yeah, think, but know the thing is, there's a giant difference between a sport and a fight. Right. A, spite, yeah. a fight, you're exposing a man's soul, and you got to be respectful of that. You're, expo- you're exposing everything about what he's capable of. Right. He's right. literally, this is a, this is a, they're, they're fighting to the death. They're just not letting them finish it. Mm. That's what yeah. that is. That's true. That's true. I think, by the way, that Kirk Herbstreet does that so well. What? He's an Ohio State graduate. Like, he played there. And, and he commentates on all the biggest games, and he can commentate on an Ohio State game and be neutral. In my opinion, yes. Oh, see, I want somebody. I, 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 think w- I would turn the Redskins games uh, on mute and let the radio, like the hometown radio guys. Yeah, I think he's very good at it. Wow. Yeah, sweet, just, sweet. Uh, wait, my favorite Nate Diaz clip ever, ever is the coolest thing, especially if you've ever been bullied. Do you ever see Nate Diaz when they go, "Hey, were you ever bullied as a kid?" And he just looks and he goes, "No, I had a big brother." Oh, and you're cool. like, and your heart swells, oh, wow. and you go, "Fuck yes!" And his Stockton. big brother was Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. Diaz. <laughs> Nick fucking Diaz. <laughs> Nick Diaz is one of the all-time greats. I have I to heard. ask this. 
Yeah. You, you is there, I remember when the story uh, broke. Okay. Hell nah. you ne that never happened to you. And I had a big brother, man. Fox's his big brother. Yeah, and cool. his big brother's a savage. A savage, look a at that. A real legit savage. I remember when when Nick Diaz fought Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler was the man. He was like yeah. 20 years old. He was an assassin, just smashing people. Yeah. And Nick Diaz went into the octagon, and as he walked into the octagon, he was like stomping on the floor. What, what part of... Uh, California is he from again? Stockton. 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 Are you serious? Yeah, the worst yeah. place I forgot for a second. The worst. And he was yelling out, Stockton. Stockton, motherfucker. Stockton. Stockton I love it. What? Hey, by and the way. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, I was yeah. confused. Like, as a, a commentator, I'm like, what's happening here? He's like, Stockton, motherfucker. Stockton. I can't believe I forgot Stockton. Yeah. You're the one that brought it up. The only reason I, I know that. today. Okay. All I've had is alcohol. Really? Yeah. You waited. I just, you worked I out. I got up. Rib I was up late at night. Wow. I wrote late at night till four in the morning. Got oh, up. Fuck. Got up. Got in the cold. Got, did my workout. Go back to the story. Stockton, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 so he yeah. yells out, Stockton, motherfucker. Stockton. And, 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 and you see Robbie Lawler going, what? Is <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> and when, when we thought Nick could beat him, like we knew Nick was a jiu-jitsu guy. But he beat him with boxing. boxing. He knocked him out. He knocked out Robbie Lawler. When he hit him with a right hook and Robbie dropped like face plants, and we're like, what? It was nonsense. Like, no way. Somebody bullied ruthless Robbie Lawler. Oh, look at that. He just started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Robbie was an animal. Robbie was throwing back, but Nick was just. Oh, he, oh, that, talking that, shit. You, you got to understand that that talking shit. Is a 100% legit psychological tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fucks with your mind and impedes your performance 100%. There's, it's a brilliant move. It's in all it. sports, too. In well, all high level sports. It is. And in fighting, I, I think it's, he did it better than anybody in the beginning. Nobody did it better in fight. He would talk so much shit to them. Frank Shamrock said that he couldn't believe it was happening to him. Because when Nick, go to Nick Diaz versus Wait, Frank Shamrock. I want to see this knockout. I want to see it, too. Okay. Is no, this when Nate, Nate's one that flicked off the cameras, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I was at that he fight. He stunned him with the one-two. Yeah, but that this is oh, Nick was fucking. better. All due respect to Nate. Nate will tell you that Nick is better than Nate. Nick was just weed killed Nate. Nick was one Nick, of the, I mean. no man. He, I thought he stopped fighting because he wouldn't get tested. No, 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 no. Nobody what? got killed because of weed. I thought he stopped fighting because he's like, I'm not cleaning Nick? up. Nick. Yeah. No, no. There's no testing now in the UFC. Now he's just had some real injuries, man. Oh. The, like if you you got to go to Nick Diaz, like Ooh, right there, there boom, go. face plant. You got to go to Nick Diaz in Strike Force. If you want to see Nick Diaz at the elite of the elite level, where he achieved like real true greatness, when by the time he got to the UFC, he was still great. When he fought Gomi and Pride, he was still great. In strike for uh, 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 an elite athlete in combat sports has a small window of time where they can perform right. at their best level. And when Nick Diaz was in Strike Force, when he was a champ, he was fucking everybody up. He would just walk you down and beat your ass, and if you went to the ground, he would fucking strangle you 100% of the time. He beat everybody's asses. God damn it. The thing is, like, he would let guys take him down and, like, shut up, you can't knock me out. Like, you never knocked him out. No one knocked him out. He always survived. He always figured out a way to turn into a grappling exchange, and then slowly oh, but surely blood. he would beat you out. Nick Diaz swam from Alcatraz. That's a gangster thing. Five times. No, really? Yeah. Five to the mainland? times. Like great white sharks. Five times. Might be more. Nick, I'm sorry if it's more since then. It's probably more since then. He beat everybody down. 
beat everybody down. Eventually, you just withered, and he never got tired, and he just kept putting it on you. And at the end of the fight, it was always like this. He was basically oh, hitting a be. fucking punching bag, a person who couldn't believe the amount of pressure that Nick Diaz put on them, just beating the fuck out of them with not even breathing <laughs> he did not heavy. Stop. He did not stop. And he's just standing on top of him like, what? That's it. That's over. I want you to go to Nick Diaz versus Frank Shamrock. Because Frank Shamrock was a legend. Hardcore. He was a UFC champion. He was the first complete mixed martial artist. He could wrestle. He could submit you. He could do anything. And Nick Diaz the entire time was like, what, bitch? What, bitch? What are you going to do, bitch? He was just constantly talking to him. And Frank was like, I couldn't believe he was talking to me. He's talking, okay, right, talking now. right now. Yeah, yeah. always. Give me some volume. See if you can hear it. Love him or hate him, I think he's tremendous for the sport. You need these kinds of characters in mixed martial arts. <laughs> I think they both like talking. Frank's trying to focus right now, though. You can tell. Frank using that straight right hand to the body. And the thing is, he's just touching you. He's hitting you with, like, 50%, 60%. But he's, he's so relaxed. Look how relaxed his style is. He's not getting tired. Look how easy he's hitting him. Why? Because he's just wearing him out. He's cooking his food. And wow. he's he's wow. holding back. Yeah. He's, oh, no, Nick is 100% holding you back. Yeah. Look how he's punching him. He's not punching him full force at all. Everybody's he's just, just piecing like him slowly. up. Yeah. So the thing is, if out. you can fight at that style where you're just 50%ing guys, you don't get tired. And if you can do... 20 punches at 50%, it's almost as good as 50 punches at 100%. Yeah. Or, not, uh, or rather, 10 punches at 100%. Yeah. It's like if you go cut it in half, the, the volume also keeps you from being able to take a good breath. Oh, right. The guy's on you all the time. You never get a breather. Frank's not getting any breathers. And Nick's not tired. Look, he's just piecing them. Look, even that kick, there's no real power in it. Everything is just touching you, touching you, until he starts to really see you wilt. And look at him. Look, but look at him. Look at his stomach. Look at his stomach. There's no breathing heavy at all. He's probably at 120 beats a minute right now. That's insane. This is a, a fucking guy who runs triathlons. Look at so us. he can stand in front of you, and you are fucking cooked. So he's cooking his chicken right now. He's got his chicken on the frying pan right wow, now. Damn he's up. fucking, he's cooking chicken breasts. He's just piecing them up. And look, not tired, not, not exhausted, not hitting him that. There's a dig. That's wow, a dig. First wow, dig. Wow, wow, That right hand of the body he dug into. So right now he's 100% going yeah, after it. Yeah, now he's going after it. See the difference? Yeah. Look, these punches have a lot more fury behind them, right? Because he's, he's ending it. the fight. He's, he's more, Frank's already at 180 beats a minute. He's wilting, and he's beating the fuck out of him. And then he helps him up. He goes, you're a legend. Get up. He said that. You're a legend. Get up. And he holds his hand up. Because that's it. how he feels about wow. him. That's legitimately how he feels about him. Is there anyone better than Diaz brothers? Yeah. Brothers? No, the brothers, man. That legend. Look, look, look there's a lot of that's they're, they're like, Are they better than Peyton Manning and, and Archie Man or the, Eli those, Manning? Yeah, Eli Manning? Oh, yeah, it's of course. all sports are saying. Yeah, like the brothers. No, Peyton and Eli are better. I don't know, man. World titles. Yeah. MVPs. Multiple rings. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Conor yeah, McGregor, Nate's biggest win, McGregor. that's his big win. But you said, though, that, that elite guys, when they get in there, they go to late. They do the, most of the fight at like 60, 70%, right? Unless, like, Max, that's one of the reasons why Max Holloway stopped sparring. 
Um, Max decided at one point in time that he's smart enough and he understands it. He just does drills and trains and does a bunch of uh, strength and conditioning work. And when he goes into a fight, he hasn't been hit in a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's his philosophy. Well, that's but he's that. also a world champion at the top of, you know, there's a top five pound for pound. Max Holloway should be in there. Yeah. He's one of the greatest of all time. Because that's so, that thing, of, like, if you're amateur, you always start going, like, I'm going 100%, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, you step in. Yeah. Whether you're doing jujitsu or you're, yeah, or you're boxing or something, you're just like, I'm going to go all out. And then you realize this this is not sustainable. It's mm -hmm. not sustainable. Right? Yeah. Like, and, but those elite guys are like, oh, you got to make this well, shit last. Well, that's Nick Diaz was the best at that. Because he understood endurance from the perspective of someone who swam from Alcatraz, what someone who does triathlons. When you do triathlons, you're fucking swimming, you're running, and you're biking. There's three different things you're doing. All of them are exhausting. At any one of them, when it's over, it should be over. Yeah. Like, wow, what a workout. But then you got another one. And then after that, you got another one. What does he take? The, he takes a tourist boat out there and is like, I'll catch up with you guys. No, 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 no. They, they, they do that oh. specifically. Endurance athletes do it. They swim back from Alcatraz. Because wow. if you don't make it to the shore, you're dead. And there's also great whites. They've nest yeah. out there. They nest. Well, San Francisco, that, that area out there is famous but, uh, you for can't its population out, you can't of great whites. Great whites. No, you're dead. That's like, what are you doing? So there's like a there's like a follow boat kind of kind of like. I don't yeah. even know yeah, how yeah, they yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they, they is that what they boats. did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, either way, he made it all the way five times. No, no, not that a follow boat's going to help you. How, times? If, how far if, are you swimming yeah. when you do that? I just was there. It's too far. It's more than a mile. No, no. It's I think it's if I'm not mistaken. Current though. Well, the yeah, currents. Are, well, yeah. they do. They time of it out course. with a current. They don't. They don't go with like. But the in distance, an just tide. the distance as the crow flies. What's the distance? Yeah, what's the distance between Alcatraz and the shore? It's got to be at Jamie least two flies. miles. No. Yeah, that, there is. Yeah, it's got to be at least at least a he mile. He says I have done Alcatraz five times. So during the Conor McGregor, Rafael dos Anjos. Anyway, during one of the fights, distance, I though. said that he did it twice, and he How corrected far? me. He corrected me. He said he did it five times. How far but, is the distance? But this was, by the way, 2016. Maybe he's done probably since. done it five times since then. Of course. Yeah. He's a fucking psycho. Jesus. This is a story, like, I remember how hot this story What's was. What's the distance between Alcatraz? It's got to be at the, least, I'm just telling you, on marathon, on uh, triathlons, it's got to be a mile. Yeah, it's I think at it's least more a than a mile. It's, I, I know it is, but I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. to be safe, it's over a fucking mile. Whatever, oh. like, like, what happened with the Kane story? Kane like, Velasquez? Kane, Velasquez. he hasn't been convicted in... Um, 1.25. miles. Okay. Um, it's a long swim, Kane, dude. It's a long swim. Kane has not been convicted. He's um, still locked up? No, he's free. They, they released him on bail. Um, uh, can I ask you to pause for a second? Is Cain Velasquez the kid, the guy in Hawaii whose son? No, no, he's, sorry, he's sorry, a sorry, guy sorry. in Northern California whose son was uh, molested by someone who was running the daycare center. Same, same. I thought it was Hawaii. It, it, he's from AKA. He's one of the greatest heavyweights of all time in his prime, maybe the best. Um, and he found out that his son had been molested by uh, a daycare worker, and he went after that guy and drove drove his car in a rage and shot a gun at him. And um, they arrested him. They kept him in jail for a long time, and uh, they finally let him out on bond. And now he's uh, coaching at AKA. And I don't know what the status of his uh, case is, but Kane is an uh, exceptional human being. He's totally an amazing human being. I feel like that was a story where like every most, most dad, world, yeah. every dad who heard that was like, like yeah. I fucking get it. I it's get like, it. Got to be 100%. careful, stray bullets. But Not only yeah, that, the I get guy the who the guy who did that is out. What? what? Yeah, the guy who did that is out on bail. So he's out, and Kane was in jail. 
at the same time. It's a, one of the most uh, terrifying situations a father could ever find themselves in and not just know that that guy is out but that you're in prison and that your wife is home with your children and this guy who has already targeted your kid who knows how fucking sick he is he might try to target him again while you are in jail because you're you're and you might be in jail forever who knows you might be in jail for 30 years who knows it's attempted murder he was shooting a gun at the guy allegedly you know, but I'm on Team Kane. All Does he have a GoFundMe? I don't know, but if he is, I'm but, donating. So you find out if there's a GoFundMe? I'm on Team Kane all day. We just strangle him every, every person every in this room except Ari who yeah. has a kid, but even Ari for his dog. No, I, everyone I'm totally on board. I strangle know, him. But, but there's a feeling don't that you, when you have kids, man, there's a fucking protection feeling that's... Jim Brewer said it to me. He goes, I never understood murder. <laughs> he goes, now I get murder. Yeah. He goes, I'd murder for my kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, GoFundMe there... shut down. What? GoFundMe shuts down Kane Velasquez fundraiser, says donors issued refunds. Oh, my God. Why they shut it down? <sighs> Violation of terms of service. What's your terms oh, of service? Says that legal legal defense of a violent crime. Oh, okay. Prohibits raising money for the legal defense. Yeah. But why? Well, so, so hurricane. I see you couldn't if raise you money want for hurricane. But it, no, it's a, not a violent crime. What do you mean? Between was, human <laughs> beings. What? Act of God. Hurricane. No, you mean no, Ruben no. Hurricane Carter. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So oh. You, couldn't, you couldn't have for okay. his defense. I'm glad I, I, you know, I just added Bob Dylan's Hurricane to my Spotify <laughs> Green Room playlist, which will now be available. That's why I hardcore N word using that I knew song. You were saying <laughs> Hurricane. Bob Is Dylan it? should be, yeah, of course. Yeah, Bob Dylan says that, hur- that, that Hurricane story is complicated. Yeah, but so you couldn't raise money for that defense with the new GoFundMe. Yeah, but rules? that the, def- <clears throat> the story's complicated. The, the, whether or not that person was uh, guilty or not is complicated. The hurricane story. Yeah, yeah, it's a little complicated. And the um, the version in the movie is one hundred percent horseshit. Oh wow. The, the version in the movie of the guy who's like targeting him, horseshit. They always in the movies. They always do that with like Fruitvale Station. They have a they can't make him a drug dealer, so he's like, here, take all my weed. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you can be a drug dealer and not deserve to get shot. Yeah. Well, also. When drugs are legal and some drugs will get you put in a cage and the people that own the patents to those drugs are funding politicians like what? (laughs) What? Yeah. You know, you just don't want entrepreneurs. You don't want drug dealers on a street level. Yeah. <laughs> drug dealers everywhere. Every time you go to Walgreens, there's a fucking plexiglass wall behind you and the drug dealer. True. We and were uh, filled with people's stuff. Me and Kevin Ice were driving through Arizona. And we passed by some prisons. We were just looking them up. They all oh. renamed, rebrand. And we were like, they made, since the 85, 86, they made $2 billion. And if you told them, hey, one of your big funding things is weed arrests, we're going to make that not a problem. They're going to go full on. I'm like, make that illegal. Keep well, you that know illegal. that, that, that prison, guard unions, all our business. prison guard unions lobby yeah. to keep marijuana from being You're, you're taking away a really? quarter of our business. Yeah. Just to keep them employed, basically. Yeah, because it's like if you're... If you're a business person, that's what you're supposed to do. If you have shareholders, yeah. if you have union members, you're supposed to, mm. you're not supposed to do it morally. You're supposed to do it like what's the benefit of this uh, the shareholders, this group yeah. of people that right. I represent. Are yeah. you that's wise what's enough? Dirty to, about corporations. But are you wise enough to not do that? Like, say, say you're the what's the family that Jelly Roll just talked about on uh, at Congress? The Bilderbergs. Well, well, the, <laughs> no, the Clintons. 
<laughs> no, but he talked about a family that uh, did all opioids. Uh-huh. Oh, Sackler the, the Sacklers. family. Sackler yeah. family. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying be fair. Well, the kids are saying, are you, let's are, get out of this. Could you, could, you, could you walk away from millions? Who? You as a, a person and say like. You'd like to say you could. But so I'd like, like to say I could. I'd like to say I could. So I'm just saying I, I can't. Zucker- if you were, if you were uh, in the family, the Sackler family, yes. and the kids all that are shit was it. going down. Uh-huh. The kids you, are like, shut it down. Do you think down. you would have kept your mouth shut? Yeah. If you knew that everybody was dying? Yeah. Really? You, you justified everyone to yourself. Would. Everyone would. Everyone would. If you aren't, you're lying. I think Facebook started nice. If you're nice. on a yacht in fucking no, Mykonos. No, this is, this is what I believe. I think Facebook started nice it's and it was all friendly. And then once, nice. Zuckerberg, once Zuckerberg realized, oh, people are turning on each other hard for your thing, he's like, keep it running. Just keep it running. We got a machine here. Yeah, it, buddy, it's so I don't hard. Think it was like intended to walk away mm-hmm. from money. Uh-huh. Philip not, not everyone. Not everyone has a sweet... Thing in life, Philip Morris Hold too. They're like, on, Bert, how much money are we talking about? You, you're willing to let Billions. people die for this money? You're I'm, saying I'm just you saying tell. I'm not better than the average person. You know what? Yeah. I'm, well, I don't I stop you, you right here. You. What you're saying this is what I'm gonna stop you. Okay, you're you. Yes. And those people that work for the Sacklers are a different thing. They're if you take uh flour and sugar and chocolate and you mix it up and you make it a fucking cake. That's how you make a cake. If you want to make sourdough bread, you need different ingredients. If you want to make a really nice guy who's a good dad and a a good husband and a funny guy and does a tour and does stand-up comedy, you go through your life. I disagree. And you make Burt Kreiser. You make you. If you want to make a Sackler, you have to have disconnected parents You have to have this weird privilege of insane financial wealth. You have to have a pharmaceutical gigantic company that's been bribing politicians and manipulating narratives and shaping the public's view of pharmaceutical drugs by hiding negative side effects Uh and accentuating the positive benefits of it. All All for money. But also all the lawyers. But this is the environment that you grow up in. Yeah. You're a it, different thing. It would be hard. You're a different thing. You right now would pass up on the money. No, no, one hundred percent. I have, if you got I have brought, money right now, but I'm saying. No, I'm saying if you got a fucking phone call and the Sackler said this is going to sound crazy, your comedy is killing but it people. turns out you're a part of the fucking Sackler family, and you all have a seat on the board, and you can come in. And you're a part. You, we didn't know, but you're a part of the family, and you know, we have that's, to give you a piece. And you got to come in. You're worth ten billion dollars now. No, that's different. That's that's inheriting it. What if you're comedy? What if something you do now you realize? No, but the Sackler you, family co- inherited their wealth, Ari. That's why this is valid. He didn't. He built up his life. That's why he wouldn't do it now. You would do it if, if you, you, you were trapped you were doing in that your environment. Life was damaging that's you, people. That's what determinism is. The idea behind it is you're shaped by all of the different circumstances you encounter. And to, to compare your circumstances to another circumstances are crazy. But, they don't make any sense. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering, just argument's sake, if they had said to me at a young age, yo, get out of comedy, the Sacklers have this thing called Oxycontin, and right. it's really helping with cancer. And it's, it's like, because that's how you get into it, right? Right, it's yeah, good. Yeah, for sure you would have got out at an early age. I just like if somebody gave you a lottery good. ticket. 
if you if you got a lottery ticket and you won a hundred million dollars, you thought pro- about this all time. It would probably ruin your career when you were twenty one. A thousand yeah. percent. A hundred percent. No. Oh no, yeah. No. Uh, at twenty one, it would have. But you wouldn't have gotten out of it. You would have taken it. No. You would have taken the money and you would have become a loser. No, I'm saying you wouldn't have gotten out of the money. You no, you would have taken the money. Yeah, if yeah. you're if you don't have any money, when you get money, it is the panacea. It is the elixir. It is the thing that exists that you didn't think was possible. Now, all of a sudden, you're not worrying about bills, which is 35% of everybody's fucking stress. Those yes. wardens, those prisons, are, are there convincing themselves, no, no, these are dangerous drug addicts. We can't have them on the street. They're convincing themselves. They're not lying. They're like lying Yeah, themselves but you don't even have to truth. convince yourself, man. That's a human dynamic that was exposed in the Stanford prison experiments. Yeah. If you get people and they have power over other people, they start abusing them almost instantly. Like you have to have like a very especially if somebody tells you yes. to do it. Those Stanford yeah. stand oh, stand yeah, experiments are all. But at debunked. the same time, it's like no, it, they're not totally debunked, Ari. At like the end of methods. it, these people decided that they wanted to get out of it, and they got out of it. But the the real the reality is the way they behaved with each other was documented. Yeah, and it was like leading them. Yeah, but I, you couldn't lead me to do that. I you can. You See, couldn't. That's my, that's my problem. You is couldn't that, right now. But you could if I was 20. He was like, they weren't really convinced. And they were like, hey, push harder, go. And it's like, okay. They weren't convinced they were actually doing There's it. There's been them. a lot of weird things about people in power. And one yeah, of the weirdest yeah. ones, the one of the weirdest ones, is there was people that were administrating uh, 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 electrical shock to uh, a person. And they were told to do it by someone else, so they did it. And it got to the point where they thought the person might be dying. And some people kept doing it, and some people, some people did not. Mm-hmm. And there, is, there is a power dynamic that I think allows people to torture people. Yeah. It allows people to kill people, whether they're, you know, whatever the fuck you are. If you're an Israeli, a Palestinian, if you're a Palestinian, Israeli. You can kill someone. They're not even a human. That is the other. Yeah. There's a fucking programming that exists in our mind because of all the tribal warfare <coughs> human beings have gone through over hundreds of thousands of years. When the time we were prehistoric humans, the time we were fucking modern humans, we have been killing each other for so fucking long that we have a program in us where it's easy to other people. That's how the Holocaust yeah. happened. That's how what's happening in Ukraine is happening, what's happening in Israel is happening. You can decide that someone is something other than a human being. And they can get you to do that pretty fucking quickly. If they tap into that mindset, they tap into that programming, they can give you a button. They go, hit him. But he said, he said he's dying. Hit him. Hit him. And they would hear him scream. They, they would have them scream. I have to say, I say this with love. Uh, Tom's dad was in the Vietnam War. I don't think Tom's dad was a guy that wanted to ever kill anyone, but he had to in that programming. The thing I think is there's a disconnect with where we as Americans look at things on social media and we think we're not that Karen, we're not that person, we'd never right. do it. But right. until you're in that moment, you don't know. You don't know. You really don't know. There's a lot and of normal GIs in Vietnam that were raping fucking villagers. You know? Probably. <laughs> they didn't Probably. go in as monsters. Bro, and they, 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 they... War does something. If you can't connect to the fact that that's in you, yeah, that's in you. They also, then I think you're lying. Yeah, to it's a possibility. You don't know rogue is good when you go into that. One one when you show I mean, up. Oh, you don't what? just go. Well, I love the training. You you do get trained to be a killer. Right. That that whole speech of like Richard, they are training you 
to see the enemy as the enemy and somebody that you have to kill, right? So you're, you're, it's not day one. You're prepared over a series of months. And it's a version of a brainwashing. They brainwash you to become a killer. And like, this is good. Do it. But there's a, there's a pattern that you can follow in your head where you can destroy another human being. Thousand percent. You know, and that's what Customato taught that Mike Tyson. That's, yeah. you know, he taught Mike Tyson that through hypnosis. He, he taught him the most effective way to, to, to think and to, to view you don't exist. He was telling him you're just, the task is the only thing that's important. You don't exist. You what, don't exist. This wow. the task of smashing this person is all that it is, and if you can think like that, that alleviates so much brain power. Wow, alleviates know? the guilt. And if you t- tell that yeah. to a soldier, you can get him to do some wild shit. And they your, did. Your dad. And they do. Your dad talked to you about that. Yeah, and in and, later and, years. Yeah, I'm curious. I would love to hear like the insight your dad had about that as as a son, hearing a dad kill like going like yeah, I just had to kill people. My dad's never killed anyone, but this because he was a Pussy. he had asthma. <laughs> but like, but no, no. But I'm curious because we're talking about this. Like, like, uh, what was that? As a son, hearing the rationale, you have to accept it. You have to figure it out. Yeah, and he was a great dad, and he was a really kind, loving guy. But I mean, fucking. First of all, he loved the Marine Corps. Yeah. He loved the Marine Corps. Well, I would imagine so the much. bonds that you make when you're literally oh. fighting for life and death. Yeah. 19 also. And he, had, and he had, you know, if you're, a, he's a lieutenant, so he has a, a platoon of 70 men under his command. So you feel also the responsibility, the responsibility yeah. of taking, and like, you know, he told me in the, right before he died, like in the last year of his life, that he thought about the men who died in his platoon every day. And he'd never told me that before. I was like, what? He goes, every day I think about those guys that I lost and I was like I had because I had no idea he never spoke about it and he would tell me like stories about different like, guys dying next to him stepping on a mine next to him exploding three feet from him getting shot and the worst one he said was a guy that to watch to watch movies back then you'd have to go to like a base get a film canister and bring it back and in a monsoon season one of those guys went to get films just for entertainment and he drowned in a monsoon on the way back. What? So it, was, it felt like a more meaningless death. Yeah. It wasn't in combat. Right. Things like that. And he would talk about that. And then also they do become they just they do they do get this disconnect if you're in if you're in combat. Like it's not like you talking about could you kill someone? It's like you're in a world of killing. That's all that's happening around you. It's You're, not could you, you have to. You have to. And so then he was just like, yeah. You know, that's when he started telling me, like, because I asked him as a kid, I mean, I ended up doing like a bit about it. Trying to make, <laughs> but I used to ask him it's as a kid, because you see wars, you see wars, and you're like, you see movies, and you're like, did you do that? And as a kid, you're not going to tell a kid. So he was like, no, it didn't work like that. I was in charge. Like, I was a lieutenant. I was like, and then later years, He's like, well, I threw grenades into bunkers. And I was like, were there people in the bunkers? And he was like, yeah. And he All was of those like, grenades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. And then he also said, I mean, it became like this joke, but it was true. He said, you know, there's no, there's no better feeling than killing the enemy, right? Like in, in combat. Because they're all trying to kill the people around you. And they right. are killing people around you. Right. So, yeah, he said, you know, he said they would pull bodies out of these holes. The, the Vietnamese were small people, stature-wise. Yeah. So they would hide in holes a lot of times, like holes in the ground. Coochie tunnels. And they would throw grenades into there. 
And then when they'd pull them out, they'd be in half. So they just pull like a torso out, mm. you know? Ooh. And But he also said, you know, Ooh. losing men left and right, like in your platoon, I mean, it's devastating to you. It's Not, like the person you bonded with and, and here's basic crazy. training. You're over there for a lie. Yeah. yeah. That, I think yeah. that's a part that they don't, a lot of people don't ever reconcile with if, yeah. if they're... That's got to be the hardest. Yeah. You're over there committing atrocities for a lie. Yeah. There's no reason for you to be there. There's like they're the not Gul- here. Gulf of Tonkin. You're over there. The Gulf of Tonkin incident wasn't real. To the Gulf of Tonkin, too, is something that even active duty people at the time didn't realize until 20, 30 years. You know what I mean? They're not. They, yeah. Well, that's Smedley Butler. The war, war is a racket. That's his whole... That yeah. article that he wrote from 1933, who's a you know very uh, established general. The end of his career, he writes what he was really doing, what he thought he was doing. It was really just like making things safe for bankers. Wow. You know, controlling resources. And this is 33. Wow. And the, 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 it's called War is a Racket. Really? I recommend wow. it to Making anybody. Things I think safe you've talked about that before. I've talked about it every time I can because people need to understand these patterns are... They're repeating themselves forever because they're a part of uh, human behavior patterns. They're these natural patterns that exist in order to enable us to survive. To survive, you have to conquer your enemies, control resources, establish safe grounds, and that stuff can get out of hand if that's your whole business. If that's your whole business, you've been doing that forever, then you find reasons to go to war. That war machine. The war machine. Eisenhower talked about it at the end of his presidential term. That's how you get to Hillary Clinton. It's still... You can just drone him. Yeah. Wait, is your dad still alive? Yeah. Is your dad still alive? Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my my uncle, my dad was active duty on the ground. My uncle... Flew over six hundred missions in Vietnam. Damn, dropping bombs on your mom's Vietnam. I mean, think about it. <laughs> think about <laughs> it. Don't do that. Stand by that. Think about those numbers, though. That's just six hundred times. Wow. Jesus Christ! Imagine being the guy in the plane that drops the fucking nuke. The no, first they, nuke. Did you ever uh, see the guy that did? And he was like, it fucked him up. Oh no! Hi. One of them was like, Dude. "That's just what it is." Like he, had, the, you know, the, you know, the Bro, big thing but is that they didn't guy know. just killed a hundred fifty thousand. But they didn't people. know if their plane was gonna let be able to, it, like, yeah, get away from the bomb, go over. So they had to like fucking fly crazy altitudes try to get out of the bomb. Isn't that crazy? Like first time, you're not exactly sure. Like, yeah. Did you see Oppenheimer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. I read the book. Shut up. No, uh, you don't read. I don't read. Uh, I don't even read. I do read. Yeah, of course you do. But if I read, I read like ten percent of what I listen to. Books on tape. But yeah. I wish you read less. Huh? Or I wish you read less. Why? It'd be easier to hang out with you. <laughs> My heart hang out. Read Joe, you know you too much, man. It's like I can't. You're well, like. Ari knew me when I was stupid. Yeah, I know. Great. I wish I got that Joe. Let's smoke the weed. I got the early Joe, the dumb Joe. That was the my favorite Joe. And this show, like, <laughs> before he discovered a book. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, I, remember, I remember when you got curious. I remember well, I've it. been curious we forever. Just no, so I, I, didn't when have, I didn't have a platform where I could get people to talk to as me. As long as you can keep them from moon landings or aliens uh, or uh, pyramids, you're, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Leanne yeah. said, Leanne's always wondered, what's it like hanging out with Joe? And I was like, I don't know, it's really hard to explain. <laughs> and then you hung out with her the other night. I don't know what you were talking about because I just stopped listening. So you were like... <laughs> 
about uh, inclusions and 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 Bob Lazar and and the fucking yeah. We were talking about this lady, uh, <laughs> Diana Pasolka, who was on the podcast. Who is she's a religious scholar, and she was talking about how there is a, a growing theory that these experience people are having with UFOs, UAPs, alien abductions, that this is not something from another planet. It's something that's always been here. Oh. It's an inter interdimensional being that there's a bunch of different variables that have to come into play yeah. for these things to be able to pass forth into our realm, but that they're somehow or another monitoring us and have always been. And that these crash retrievals, they call them donations. Mm. Best post-sex conversation I've ever had. Hope Brogan was right. I want to be angels with you up in heaven. Yeah. It, it was that? cool as fuck. Yeah. She hung out with Joe for fucking 10 minutes. And then we had sex, and she was like, Jesus. She was like, hey, I love that idea. That yeah. There's angels are real. It's cool. I, I think <laughs> if you stopped and thought about how many cultures believe in some greater power that's above everything that they intuitively know is guiding you in a moral and ethical direction, there's got to be something to it. Yeah. There's something Agreed. to it. I agree. Suck my dick, Louis C.K. You're right. <laughs> he can what? suck my dick. He Why doesn't he believe because he didn't believe in anything. Well, that's a fair way to believe. No, you want to just no. do it based entirely on evidence. That's a very reasonable he's perspective. He's total atheist because he's, he's like you're totally. just making up a reason. It's this. Yeah, you, but you I like that more. more I like it, that more. I think the universe is God. That's keep, what I think. Keep going. I think this idea of God creating the universe is silly. I think the whole thing is God. I think it's it's God in the fact that it's the entire creation of everything that exists that we can measure. Mama All Pacha. of it is the universe. Yes. And if you read the Bible, the Pacha. Bible talks about in the beginning there was light. Boy, that sounds a lot like the Big Bang. Boy, that sounds a lot like the birth of the universe. I think these fucking people that wrote the Bible were recounting stories that were told down through people that had a scientific understanding of the birth and death of the universe, just like we do now. Mm. Maybe even more than we do now. And then they got hit by asteroids. And then it was thousands of years before civilization reestablished itself. And the stories had been told down, handed down forever and ever. And by the time people wrote them down, they were goofy. And they were goofy, and there's like God created the earth in six days, and the whole story of Adam and Eve. And there's probably a lot to all of it that's true. And it's probably a historical record that was told to people that were essentially barbarians that were surviving from the collapse of a superior civilization, superior to what we have today. And there's a lot of real physical evidence of that. There's a lot of archaeological evidence of that. And it seems to be a, a direction that a lot of people are headed into when they understand how often we get hit with asteroids. Somewhere around 11,800 years ago, we got pelted. And it stopped civilization in its tracks. And we had to rebuild from scratch. And the people that survived were probably monsters. Monsters. Oh. The Mongols and the fucking hordes and the barbarians. They were the most harsh people because that was the only way you survived because there was no longer a technologically advanced civilization. It was all just barbarism and there's very few animals to eat because there's a nuclear winter because the sky is filled with what, the, the impact of this massive meteor that slams into Earth and kills 70% of all the people. Mm. And then about 6,000 years later, they start figuring out mathematics again. Wow. This is why I listen to this again. podcast. That's what I think. What do you think as a, you grew up religious. Uh-huh. What is your take on 
God. And yeah, you gave up they, your they, Lord. Yeah, they said uh, they said the years were different. So when they said it was created five thousand years ago, they're like, "That's our understanding of the years." They're yeah. like, "This guy's this, this oh this guy lived two hundred and sixty, but like that's just I don't know. Some seasons passed. When they wrote that, they didn't even have a sundial. Right. So they're like, "How do you, how old are you?" Like I don't know. We don't have calendars. But are you a believer in a higher power? No. No. Uh-uh. Why? What do you mean? Why? What happens There's when no you die? There's no why to a belief. What? Why do you? When? What happens when you die? When you die, everyone will forget you. Nah. But when I die, no, I'll be remembered and heralded. You know, I've worked really hard, so that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, that's one, one of my biggest things about working is I wonder because you di- they say you die twice. You yeah. die when you die, and then you die when the last person that remembers you dies. I try yeah, to go to, I try to, go to graveyards. I try to like look at the graveyards and see who they are and try to na- say their name and keep them alive a little longer. Whoa, yeah, yeah. that's creepy. So there's no. Sometimes death. I call my dead friends on their cell phone numbers. They ever answer? Nope. They never got that number again. That's no, interesting. No. Yeah. I why well, I, I I don't like uh, the death thing. I don't believe in it. But you I don't believe in I, death. Yeah. I have, never one, me. I have one phone that I keep active because I have a text message chain from Anthony Bourdain and a uh, voicemail from a buddy of mine who died. The pool player. No, Dave Dolan, my uh, in, uh, private investigator friend, who was the funniest guy I ever met that never did stand-up. Hmm. He, I was a amateur comic, and he was a uh, private investigator that lost his driver's license because he was drunk driving, <laughs> so he needed an assistant. And so he asked, if, we really just needed someone to drive him. And so uh, I was like, private investigator's assistant? That'd be a cool job. So yeah. I, I just started working for this guy. And uh, he died a few years back when he left me a voicemail. It's fucking awesome. What was the last text Anthony Bourdain sent you? Oh, that's a good question. Please let him call you. The um, no, there was a <laughs> there was a restaurant, and uh, I uh, I took a photo of this chef that was prominently figured on the wall. I go, who's this guy? And it's Marco Pierre White. Mm. You know who he is? It, uh, Google that guy. He's um, one of the most uh, extraordinary chefs that's like ever existed. He's uh, he's a, like a true Seems artistic cool. genius. That's a chef. Where's he based out of? Um, inspired. Like he's, he's inspired. Yeah, he's English. He's amazing. He's a really fascinating guy. There's a, a ton of videos of him talking about food and talk. The the way he approaches food is the way you know Rembrandt appo- approached paintings. Oh, I mean, he's I love a this guy. He's a wizard. I mean, he's legitimate. He's 100% all in. I believe now the way he's, he, he sets up these insane restaurants, and I think one of them he's using now from a farm, if I remember correctly, that like he runs. Oh, he's yeah, da- he's certainly that. done that in the past, where they source all of their ingredients, from everything. From that, love location. it, love it, love it. And you know, they set the they set the menu. I mean, it's just it's cuisine taken to a level of precision yeah. that it just just doesn't. It's not just food. The food experience I had in it's Asia, by the way, was unbelievable. Yeah, I saw your post. It was unbelievable. You're so how did guy. you know You're where to go? Uh, a lot of it was that Philip Lee was there, or our friend Philip Lee, oh. the chef. He was in Tokyo. Tell you where to oh, go. Oh, that's so he, amazing. And he had been there a month. Oh, that's amazing. And so he, like, we went to an omakase sushi place for lunch that I was like, this is absolutely insane a teppanyaki place at a hotel here's the well one of the things oh my dick's hard oh my god so teppanyaki like oh he said this thing that i was like oh i didn't realize this that in the states a lot of times when you stay at a hotel you go we got to get out of the hotel to find something good to eat right right. like the hotel restaurant you're like no way yeah 
But the uh, the thing in Tokyo is that hotels, like your your fucking Hyatt Hotel, wow. has a restaurant that you're like, I wish I could eat here every night. Like the food, the you know, it's that thing of like the ingredient is the star. So like yeah. a salad, you have, you have a, a basic salad. The tomato mm. is like the best tomato you've ever had. The well, lettuce. They, yeah. We had king crab. They go, do you want king crab at this teppanyaki place? And I was like, yeah, I like king crab. And I'm thinking of it all the times I've had it before. And they bring it out raw. It had just been brought in from a ship earlier that day. And then they just season it, put a little butter on the, like the griddle there and prepare it. It was the best. I I'd never had anything like that before. The Wagyu Mafia, which is like a theater performance. It's six top, six tabletop, and it's just 13 different variations of Wagyu beef. Wow. I mean, and then we went to Hong Kong, and we had, there's this place called New Punjab Club. It's a one-star Michelin place Indian food that was. What's one star mean? So one star. First level. It's like, yeah, there's three star possibilities. So one star is that this is. If it's if it's accessible to you, it's worth going to eat here. Okay. Two stars is like it's worth going out of your way to eat here. Okay. Three stars is it's worth making a trip to go to this place just to eat here. Oh, fuck. I went to one of those. So the ones, yeah, we went to a three star in Singapore that was called Zen that was just unbelievable. But in Hong Kong, that Indian place, their kitchen was smaller than the space we're in right now. Whoa. And they had a how many a, seats? They had probably. Six tables, and they had a, a cylinder, Fuck. like a ceramic cylinder. And they brought us into the kitchen with coal down there, and they just take sticks and they put them in there with chicken and beef and everything. And it gets to like, fuck, I don't know, I'm at thousand degrees in there. But every dish came out, and you're like, this is every everything we ate was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten, you know? Wow. But the three star in Singapore really was one of those experiences where. The experience starts when you walk in. When you walk in. You know, see waiting room experience. Did you ever see the movie The Menu? Yes. Yeah, good. Isn't it amazing? Great. I love that movie. That's such a good me movie. And, so great. Me and Bobby Kelly went to Noma in Copenhagen. Mm. No. That took us there just that to, Noma's the motherfucker, right? Yeah. It was like best restaurant three out of five years. And the guy was like, we were at a festival. He's like, let's just go see it. They ain't going to get you in. And they go, hey, these guys are com- comedians visiting. Wait, hold on. Is this pre- Lap band surgery? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, anyway, I get <laughs> a call. Bobby. I'm Big taking Bobby. a nap. I'm taking a nap. I get a call. We got a cancellation for lunch. You want to come in? And I was like, yeah. I called Bobby. He's with the promoter. Bobby's like, nah, we had a shorter pizza. And the guy hit him in the face. <laughs> said, put that pizza down and go over there right now. <laughs> and Bobby said, I'll eat the pizza also. 26-course lunch. They don't have lemons because it's not local. They don't want to only Everything's use, like, local. local. Yeah. So Love we use it. ants that give you that lemony zest. Ants. Uh, uh, fried moss. Ants. There was a pairing, a, a booze pairing. Fried moss. We had, it's great. There was a booze pairing. Bobby's like, I'm an alcoholic candy because we have a juice pairing for you. There's no level that they won't accommodate to make accommodate. an experience. Where we were in the kitchen, there were three guys peeling walnuts, the little brown sh- casing on a walnut. And I was like, who are those guys? They're like, they're high level chefs. I'm like, what are they doing? They don't want that shit getting stuck in your teeth. That's the thing. This is one of the things you wish you could yeah, share. Right, right there. And you wish you could zesty. share this experience with everybody, like just so they get to. Oh, that's fucking like ants! Yeah, and you didn't. You just do it. You don't think twice. It's amazing. All right, what's better? It's a, it's sushi a, it's a, it's in Japan, trip. or like that that high end sushi, or pasta in Europe. Like when you're in Italy, 
Yeah, they, low level they, food's good too. No, it's but like, I mean, but like what? Like if you had why to does pick, everything have to be a competition with mm, you, Bert? I'm just trying to start a conversation. <laughs> Starting I want you to pick teams. Yeah, some of that shit's great too. A local, small, like handmade pasta, handmade tortillas. Listen, man. Taco. If I had two foods to choose for the rest of my life, only based on flavor, it's Italian and Mexican. Hundred percent. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Italian would be Asian's great, but I like to get drunk. I like a fucking burrito. Yeah. I like more tortillas or those. Remember those chicken burritos we used to get in San Diego when we go to La Jolla? Don Carlos. Oh. Did you ever go to uh, Yucatan? That's like (laughs) that really watery red sauce that was on the chicken. Oh my god! Did you go to Yucas on Vermont? Where? Yucas on Vermont in L.A. No. It's a parking lot with a. Like a hut, like a stand, look like a like where you would go to get a parking ticket. That's yeah? the kitchen. Whoa! And she got the James Beard Award. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? And it's like just tacos the way she made them in in Yucatan. Oh. Yeah. And I guarantee you, those oh. high level chefs from that would love to eat at Yucas. Bro, if it wasn't 100%, 100%. for the fact that it's not good for you, <laughs> I'd be I'd be Mexican food every day. Mexican yeah. food and Italian food. I'd be linguine there she with clams. Is on the left. Yeah. Wow. If if food was just calories purely and there was no nutrition That's at all. That's the whole restaurant, dude. There was no concern <laughs> what's good for your body and bad for your body. Yeah. Oh my god, I'd be eating pizza so and pasta all day Franklin. long. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's what I'd be eating lasagna. If it was, if food was all just, just Uh, every food was equal. A rigatoni norcina. Oh, Uh, uh, what's the one with the with the egg yolk in it? Right now. Oh yeah, they mix it up. Carbonara. Carbonara is the fucking. Have you eaten at Felix in Venice? No, I've never been there. Pull it up. Jesus. I've heard many. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Evan Funky, he's got three restaurants now. He's got Mother Wolf. He's got. Funky. I've been to Mother Wolf, oh, and that's fucking awesome God. in Hollywood. I I don't even think about going gluten free when I go to that joint. No, you Mother can't. Wolf is the shit. For real? You gotta yeah, jump in. I, go, oh, I, I, I let I, that carnivore diet go fuck itself. Uh, yeah. Like we're we're here for mouth pleasure. Damn. Evan is a wizard. He's been on the podcast before. He has. Yeah, he's a wizard. It's just when you see him, like they're artists about it. Oh. They're thinking about it at another level. Brother, yes. brother, uh, Roy Choi. Friend of Tom and we, Tom and I yeah. used to do breakfast dinner with Roy Choi all the time. He lived next door to me. He revolutionized taco trucks. Good friend of Anthony Bourdain. He said to me one time, we went to dinner for his daughter's birthday, and he said, uh, "I said, what are you having for dinner?" And he said, "I'm going vegan." I said, "Really?" He said, "I'm going vegan for a year because I feel like uh, meat has dominated my palate." And I want to, I want to really challenge my palate wow. to find yeah. flavor again. Those guys do it for and then, wow. and then you go, wow, that's that's dedication to the craft. That's really. fucking next level, man. Wow. That's the or fucking thing. Dumb. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't like, do it. Why? Or dumb. Go yeah. eat squash for years, stupid. <laughs> I can eat ribeye steaks 365 <laughs> days yeah, a year. I'd be fine. You gave me two zins. <laughs> yeah, let's go. No, they're rogues. They're two rogues. Tommy, you turn me on to these. They're the best. They're the best. They're the best. Yeah, one yeah, one. I know you. Yeah, yeah, let's I'm do not it. Gonna ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pass yeah. me two. I'm into 24 milligrams. Hey. It's, uh, it dropped, dropped on the ground. Dropped on the ground. I take it off the fucking ground. Take it off the ground. Don't be scared. Do it with your mouth. Do it with your mouth. There's only random people from all walks of life. Scientists. Ari said that seat many times. Yeah, it's not the safest. It's most certainly at least a dribble. I'm not loving the seating choice for Protect My Parks. You own You're not what? I'm not loving the seating choice for Protect My Parks. Why? I don't know. I like you where you are. Right here. Yeah. Switch it up. Switch it up. I'm not in love with sunglasses either. 
Oh, uh, no, they have to go sunglasses when they get fucked up. It lets Shane be Shane. It lets Tim Dillon be Tim Dillon. You got to give a man the option of sunglasses. You have to. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you, you doing? What yeah, are you doing? It's like how a lot of people... Um, Look at that cock. Here, let me show you mine. He's going to piss into a jar. Uh, you know Ari, there's a bathroom Ari, out Ari, there? Ari, 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 Wait, Ari, a closer Ari. one? Ari, Ari. No, it's not a closer one. No, don't do that. Oh, you got a lot of sack, bro. I got a lot of sack. Not a great dick. Your sack looks like you lost 500 pounds. Thank you. <laughs> like you had like 80 pounds in your sack. So much skin. Let's see like yours. Let's see yours. All the way. Joe, no. let's go viral. Let's no, go viral. No, no, no. I'm not showing my dick. What are you I'm a grown doing? man. What, are your balls bigger it's than nonsense. your dick? Uh, no, they're regular. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> There's no Do you have a hard time coming? Nope. For real? No. What do you think about when you come? Uh, I really don't have come a on, thing. man. Don't Shave piss the into the fucking. Jamie, throw me that bottle. Why don't you go to the bathroom? Just pinch well, your this dick. Can't at this point. Go out there. Go, you can yeah, walk. Right there on take, table. Your, take your headphones oh, off and go oh, walk out. Cool. Ari, Ari. Go, go walk out. Don't piss in my mug. I'll take it. <sighs> just walk them both out now. Like you should have just left before. I should have left. How much before. piss do you have left in you? Do you really have a good gauge? Yeah, it's done. I, I was going to get the top of the bubbles. I can just tell you that, like, when you have to piss and you do piss, it's one of the great it feelings of life. It feels so good. Yeah. It's yeah. so good, and it's one of those things we're ashamed of, you know, so we don't talk about it. Like, talk like we really appreciate a good, solid oh. piss. Yeah. If you've been drinking beer... Get <laughs> zippered up. Don't zip your dick in your... How many times have you done that? Cut your dick in your yeah, zipper? Yeah, I've done that. That's, That's horrific. That stopped me from going bareback. I thought, like, bareback was, like, a wild person's way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need no fucking underwear. I'm not a pussy. Do you not wear underwear? Uh, a couple I times I caught my I dick do. in my zipper. He never I'm like, does. I don't wear underwear. Nice. My no, dick's I've done like it. I know. I pulled your dick out in front of everybody at Vulcan. I know. <laughs> You did? I pantsed him. Yeah. I pantsed him during Kill Tony. His ass was hanging out. I was like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's if go. You, get, you get a little shaft caught in a zipper, that'll oh, change your... That'll do. No. Uh, no? It's, uh, uh, it's not a good. Call. It's a fucking... You gotta yeah, reapproach like the runway. You need underwear. You need underwear. Underwear no. are important. No. Keep it together. No. No? No. Okay. But you just feel, you just feel great, though, huh? It's, especially Very. in a suit pant. Mm. You ever wear one amazing. of those uh, seek things? You feel like a wild person. Your dick's just uh, yes, flopping I around. Have. Yeah. Yes, I have. That must feel good with no underwear. You remember those awesome. days where the girls were getting caught getting out of limos with their pussies? Yep. Yeah. Pretty Pretty spears. Spears. On purpose. On purpose. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. the camera was Step down. Yeah, yeah. The camera was literally like focused on their vagina. Yeah. Like from like down low. Like a, like imagine. It's like a wildlife photographer. They'd yes. just be able to see if yeah, they're yeah, together falcon. and move yeah. it over. <laughs> see if this, these yeah. fucking jaguars are going to come out of that. Yeah. <laughs> they did it. It was like so good. they figured out how to be viral or early on. Yeah. Just show your pussy. That was so Oops. fascinating to me when I learned that a lot of those people that are always in paparazzi, that they give a heads up to the paparazzi. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't know that originally. Wow. And you're like, yeah. oh, they call. They're like, I'm no, going here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm having a new beard. I'm and then they go, come, uh, come pictures. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Wait, how do you deal with paparazzi? How do I deal with them? Like, do you engage or do you just tap out? I mean, the only thing I think I deal with is probably autograph people that just you never had like paparazzi come up to you? Yeah, I did it uh, on Melrose and in LA, yeah. but they're not like here. But are you generous or are you just like hey, totally. go fuck yourself? The no. TMZ guys are good guys. They're, they're good guys. guys. They're good guys. I've known a few of them that were yeah. comics that yep. you know were that just guy like, gave us headphones. Yeah, they're good. Just trying guys. to make they're good trying guys. to make a buck. Just making money. And they, I was they talking would... to some hot foreign chick at the patio of the store, and I was just coming up, and the guy was like, "Hey man, when you're done with the date, can, can I get an interview with you?" TMZ. I was like, "Yeah, sure." They talked to her for another twenty minutes, then she left, and I was like. You don't really want an interview. No, I was trying to make you look cool. 
That was like, uh, nice. That was fucking awesome. Nice. No, they're not. That's hilarious. That's a good move. There was like 20 of them outside of a store once. And then they all surrounded me. And I was like, you're not here for me. And they're like, no, so-and-so is shopping over here. But they're just nice. They're yeah. Nice. Nice. Most of them are just people, man. And then they also get abused all the time. But some of them are fucking creeps. You some know, of them are just, like, yeah, invading privacy. Yeah. You ever see that I mean, there's people that have like, tapped into people's phones. This shit's yeah. crazy. Tapped into their emails. Are you worried about that? No. Not really. I assume everyone is listening to every phone call. Say it's already there. Do you think of that like, when you text? hundred percent. I think of that. Yeah, and I'd still send memes. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll defend these in court, bitch. <laughs> these are funny. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's his name? Pete Lee? Yeah. Pete yeah. Lee. You know the story maybe the better or, than I do. Or the comic. No, Pete Lee the comic comic. Yeah. He had a stalker who was trying to kill him. Oh boy. And it was really bad. It had to go to court. And he had talked apparently about a stalker on Legion of Skanks, and they read the transcripts of Legion of Skanks in court. No, and it, <laughs> and it murdered. Oh like my god! Everyone in was court, laughing they were hysterically. Laughing. <laughs> Everyone's laughing hysterically, and they're like, "Fuck, this guy's guilty." <laughs> Yo, did you hear that story Norton told on the podcast? Who no. Norton had a legal issue with this guy that he'd criticized on the podcast. Oh, and he read this. They, Wait, they go into detail. The, go into detail. I'm doing that. They read the, the <laughs> transcript <laughs> during the podcast, and people were laughing, and the the guy got humiliated, so he decided to settle the case. That guy went on to shoot a judge's son. What? She went, he went to the house, pretended he was like a delivery guy, and shot the son of, of the this judge. judge that he was trying to kill the judge. And then she got away, or she wasn't there. I don't remember what happened, but this, this is the same guy that Norton was involved in a lawsuit with for making fun of. He was, wow. he was a woman's advocate. Or a, a man's advocate. Men's so he, rights advocate. Men's rights yeah. advocate. So he, I think he's the same person that protested Eliza, if I'm not mistaken. Holy what? Shit. Oh, having an all-female show. All-female show, for yeah. Woman. Suspect in fatal shooting at home of Judge Eth- uh, Esther Salas described himself as an anti-feminist lawyer, once argued a case before the judge. Oh, Jesus. Esther's a female yeah. name. Yeah, well, she was a she was a female judge. He showed up at her house and <laughs> oh, fucking oh, killed oh, her oh, son. Oh, <laughs> it's so crazy, man. That's really scary. Yeah, that's terrible. I love that Norman or that uh, Jim Norton is happy. It. I'm glad you love that he's happy. I love it. I love it. I love seeing him happy, man. It makes me so happy. Another glass of water for you. I was worried you were gonna go piss in that. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Guys, grow the fuck up. Whoa, grow the fuck up. How weird. <laughs> You look kind of like Bobby Fischer. Everybody pees. With a solid glass of piss right next to your right arm. Yeah. The the thing he's doing with uh, his wife on YouTube. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad you love it. I love it, man. I love, I love, I love, I'll I'll say this out loud. I love seeing people succeed. (laughs) I love seeing people win. I love flowers. Jim's underrated. Hardcore. He's underrated. He's Funny one of the comic. best comics of our generation. His heyday on Opie and Anthony. He made Opie and Anthony. He made. He made that, it. That's an understatement right there. He made it. It was weird to me that it was Opie and Anthony and Jim was on it. I was yeah. like, it seems kind of weird. I think they I had know their it. show for years before. And then it was I like know. Opie and Anthony. I know. It wasn't what it was until Joe, Jim showed up. Yeah, they were better. in Boston. They were Bro, in they would never have had the comedians they had. I mean, right. respectfully, I love Opie and Anthony. I love those guys. I was a fan of the show. But... 
that group of comics that was on it, the reason this podcast is what it is today, mm-hmm. and, and, and in all fairness, is because of that fucking show, but it's also because of Jim. Yeah, it's are. because that show gave people the opportunity to just hang out. And yeah. I remember when Ari and I used to do it in the early days, it was just like, this is a place where you could just hang out with comics. There was no script. There was no script. No. They just allowed us to fuck around. And also they were cool about, like, you were a headliner and a name, and they were like, who's this? Like, he's my opener. Is comic? Is comic? Give him a mic. Yeah, I yeah. would I would like, tell okay. them, I got a funny guy who's coming with me. I'm going to bring him in. They they'd be like, cool. Okay, perfect. Tommy. Tommy's I one of those guys. I bombed so hard on that show. <laughs> really? How'd you bomb? I was totally not ready for it. <laughs> I was not a fan of the show. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? I, I was I I knew about the show, but I, I didn't listen to it. I didn't know oh, about it. Oh no. And I went in there and I was just I said a couple words and I just kinda sat in the pocket. And then Ricky Gervais came in. Oh yeah. wow. And then I started talking to Ricky as the show was going on. Just like, Hey, what's going on? I was what are like, you oh, playing to that episode? Oh, uh, no, you know. while the show was happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you didn't realize your mic was on? Uh, kind of. And then... Uh, <laughs> just didn't get radio. No, and Ricky and I just kept talking, and then I'd look over, and I'd see the guys like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, it was You bad. might be the most epically, in retrospect, horrific comic to ever do radio. What? <laughs> Without a doubt. Because Tom has never given a fuck about anything, ever in his life, ever. <laughs> oh, come on. So when you did Tom, when you did Bob and Tom... They like write out your things you want to say, and That's Tom true. was like, "I'll just figure it out." Yeah, you never gave a fuck. You never gave a fuck. They asked me to do that too. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Uh, I remember the producer got really did. upset. I got upset. They upset like, and I go, "We're gonna figure it out." No, they didn't. I'm not that kind of comic. They didn't like it. This is nonsense. You're doing some 1985 nonsense. They didn't like that at all. And this is not 1985. Get out of here. They were nice, but Tom was doing that before anyone else, like. I, with absolute love, when you see all the comics coming on and fucking up radio and, yeah. and, and TV that they're doing now, it's a little bit based on the fact that you really did not give a fuck. Hang on. A lot of guys didn't, Tr- including Tracy Morgan. Oh, Tracy, Tracy Morgan, Morgan. Hold on. Tracy Morgan's better than anyone. Out. He was better slapping Bunny out his belly. He was like, someone's getting pregnant. Someone's yeah. getting pregnant. He would be slapping well, his belly. That's my, my main call. My philosophy on it was basically, I think... Podcasts, radio, television, all go can go really well based on the host's interest. Yeah. And so I, what I had was, I had a real, like, personal fuck you to a host that was like, I don't really care who you are or what you're doing here. I'm just this is what we do. And so if they were like, you're at the club this week, I would go, yeah. Right. And then they were like, be funny. I'd be like, why don't you go suck your fucking mom's dick <laughs> and, and, and then they would go like what's that's happening that's a business partner right so there. that's why you came out with uh, DJ that's what, Dad yeah, Mouth that's, that was why DJ Dad Mouth came out was like, so it came out to this specific person that came out just because I was like I don't want to do this um, Morning TV never did anything I don't want to do this it never helped were you contractually obligated they just make so you what they would end up doing is the funny bones would go hey if you would <laughs> if you would do this you know, we, we bring people every week, no matter whether they're big or small, selling yeah. tickets or not. So, like, when I started to sell tickets, they'd be like, oh, oh, they go, oh, your shows are sold out this week. I'd be like, cool. They're like, and you're doing Good Morning Hartford tomorrow. And I'd be like, why? And they're like, because we do it every week. And I'd go, but it's not to sell tickets, right? Because the tickets are sold. It's just to promote the club. Yeah, so they're like, no, but get up at five and yeah. go do it. And yeah. I'm like, all right. So that kind of came from that. But before that... I'm saying like, like even like I did Kimmel last night, 
you when you go there, you're like, all right, I'm gonna like you know, you do a pre-interview with a producer. It still rides on the fact that he's engaged and wants it to go well. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so, and he totally was, and it was really fun, and it went well. But in the radio days, a lot of times those radio hosts. Sometimes there's like the, the, the Philly guys, Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve, Steve Gold. So, yeah, really so they, they come in, like you come in and they're like, they, they know questions, they know what you've been yeah. doing. Yeah. So that makes the experience fun. They're fun. Yeah. They're, they're happy fun. to see you. They're great. But you go into places where they're just like, they're literally like, you're born in Cincinnati? And you go, yeah. And they'll go. I'm trying to lead you. Like, yeah, so what? tell us something about that. And you're like, what? So. I, it's a place. I, just did, I didn't go. It's oh, in Ohio. If I left that place and you, the host, were like, I didn't really like you, I'd be like, I don't give a shit that you don't like me. I'm not here <laughs> to fucking dance you with you. You have ridden man. that horse into the grave. I love that about you is that you got to remember, this was before when you were doing that, the only white. No one white white person was doing that. Tracy Morgan, was, as a famous person, would go in and be wild on on thing, and and everyone would fucking love. We share yeah, with each yeah, other. Tracy was the best. Tom was doing it f- in earnest. Like, like fuck and, off. Like Get everyone can find. And mind you, at the same time, I was going to the same places and being like, "Oh God, yeah, please still. play a Tracy Morgan one." Look at me on that. <laughs> Look at that. Baby. I'm handsome. <laughs> Now I can see why I got so many kids. <laughs> Texas El Paso, I'm telling you, man, I went to Jaguars last night. I love oh, the ladies here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so again, not family entertainment Somebody go get pregnant. Somebody <laughs> go get pregnant while I'm in town. Two days, watch. Two days, somebody go get pregnant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Trace. It's always these guys. You know, it's, it's the same guy in every like, market. Oh, boy. Yeah. But no. they're loving it. They're loving it. And Tom would go in and do that. But he would do it his own way, you know? And it was so fucking... Awesome, man. Because wow. so many of us, myself included, would just suck a dick and be like, "We're not sweet to you, involved with the Russian No, I, I don't. I disagree. What you would do is you would go in you'd go with, with fun energy. You go with and, a bottle and of Jack. Go, I'm going to make this go. fun. I would drink on those. You go, uh, yeah, blowing his ass. You go, Ari, do it. Ari, do it. Ari, do it. Ari, do it. Get out of here. Ari, I got a hard month coming. What's your hard month? I'm going hard. We're celebrating month. Tommy. What in February? Yeah. Fuck, don't bring it to me. What are you trying to do in February? I'm doing stuff. I was trying to move to London to let those bitches know. Hey, are you guys guys going to run our uh, 5K? Wait, wait, is it a specific place or just wherever you are? I want to bike it. 5K by May. Where is it? Jelly Roll's doing it. Cam Haynes is doing it. Is it it a specific place or just anywhere? Uh, We're going to do a 5K. Where? We're picking a spot. We haven't announced announced it yet. Let's do it in Australia. Louis doing it. <laughs> Great call, Ari. Stavi's doing it. <laughs> they're all going to run. Everyone's Tim Dillon's doing it. No, Tim Dillon's not Tim doing it. Tim Dillon's not going to kill FaceTime him right now. Tim Dillon's going to have a headache. Tim Dillon's not doing it. Tim Dillon's doing it. Tim Dillon's planning on doing it. Tim Dillon's doing it. Shane Gillis is doing it. Jamie, Louis CK is doing it. That's three and a half miles. They're not doing it. It's 3.1, buddy. Tim Dillon's not doing it. He said he would. Great. Is there a first place prize? No, it's just completed, I think, right, is the right. damn Oh, but no, here's the all... best. I just remember this. The best radio one was when I went in. Do you ever have somebody and they go, sit here, and they're doing a thing? You're just like, waiting? We're coming... Yeah, you're just waiting. And they're yeah. like, all right, we're coming back from break. All right. So then they walk you in the room and they sit you here. And then the guy could not be less interested. He's like reading the paper. What radio station? <sighs> Tell it. So he's, uh, it. it's in the it's Northeast. a long time ago. But he goes, he goes, all right. 
we, we'll be back from the break in 30 seconds. And I go, okay. He goes, then just take over. And I go, <laughs> what? He goes, just take over. And I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, it's just your show. You have shows this weekend. Just do whatever you want to do. And I go, I'm not going to do anything. And then it's like 10 seconds. He's like, what do you mean you're not going to do anything? I go, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I go, if you don't ask me something, I'm not going to say a single fucking word. And he goes, uh, and he goes, uh, he goes, all respect. He goes, uh, Bobby Lee was here, uh, last week and he took all his clothes off. And I go, how'd that play on radio? Was that a fucking <laughs> hit for your audience? And then it was like, you're on. And this guy was fucking scrambling, like wow. freaking out. He read my fake bio. Fake I had a, bio. I had a fake bio. Yeah, that's his internet so footprint. So it was all like made up, and it was like, you played for the Bengals? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, so he's asking me all the fake questions, and uh, he's in a full, starts sweating. He starts sweating, and he has his co-host who doesn't know how to also navigate, but they were just, to me, they embodied like lazy, disinterested, and you know, yeah, they were like unhappy in this market doing yeah. what they do. And they were just like, take over. And I was like, fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah. That's the best great thing, to it's do the best that, thing about though. him. I would have scrambled. So he really doesn't give a fuck. You just go, no, you that's realize, not cool. You realize how many times me and you, yeah. maybe maybe I'm saying maybe, maybe not me and you, but like just went in and did the dance. Yeah. And that's why I, so I, 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 I'm, I look up to you because it's the coolest thing about you is that you really don't give a fuck. That is nice. It's so cool to not give a fuck. Yeah. It's so sexy. Like it's not when you give a fuck, it's a little sad sometimes. You know, I think I give a fuck about certain you things. Don't give a yeah, fuck. yeah, right. But what you don't give a fuck about, Tom, I don't really read your comments. You do not give a fuck. You I mean, do not give a fuck. You give the perfect amount of fucks. Yeah, I think it's like a balance. No, it's the right balance. No, it's detrimental. <laughs> to what? To him. How so? Why? If I read his comments, I'd be like, start giving a fuck. Yeah, but who's writing those comments? You can't read comments. I do. The, the people that are writing them, you're getting a disproportionate amount of failures. You're getting a disproportionate amount of You'll people of that ones. are just, yeah, for sure. But it's, it's not, it's not, if you're trying to get like a control study of the population, general population, if you're doing a of pharmaceutical study, you have a bunch of old people, a bunch of young people, different walks of life. You're going to do it right. You, you, you do it with a bunch of biological variability. The variability of people that are wanting to comment negatively online is like Ugh. you can find those people. They, yeah. they don't have their shit together. That's They're the people with dizziness. <laughs> Some of them are kids. Just ignore them. Yeah, a lot of them Look are kids. At the positive ones. They're real young. Some of them they think it's fun. They don't. They're trying to get a reaction. They don't know what to do. They just try to like shit on you and see if you respond. It's a nonsense way to communicate. It is you nonsense. Don't, you don't know who they energy. are. You yeah. don't know what their background is. You don't know whether their opinion is valid. You're accepting negativity, and human beings have a, a natural propensity to look towards negative things because your brain is programmed to look for intruders and dangerous things. Yeah. So you could look at 100 people in your village that you love, but you see one person that doesn't love you that's standing on a hillside you know, uh, 50 yards that. away, and you get scared. Sure. Like, oh, shit. What's that? And that's yeah. what that is. That's what comments are. It's just you're, you're hijacking your natural system. That's why I, I think even him. the positive ones are better. That's why I love him. He says. Yeah, no, no, no. Because I, I remember I, I, there was a time I was getting negative. When the movie came out, I was getting a lot of negative shit. And uh, I texted Tommy. I was like, can you just take a look at it and see if it's real? You know, because I, I can't look at it. It mm -hmm. fucks me up. So I just stopped looking at it. I hired someone to do it for me. But I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. You. No, 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 <laughs> no. Just to, you're to like hat. monitor them. And then... Tommy read them and he's like, "That's actually kind of sweet." 
you're like, it's not that bad. And I was like, oh, for real? And he's like, yeah, I love that. You gotta find a. You gotta. You're gonna have a certain amount of people that fucking hate everything because you're big. Hate like everything. we were talking in the green room the yeah. other night. I was yeah. talking about this uh, person who wrote this. Uh, they were talking about all-time great guitarist, and they said Hendrix was mostly noise. Yeah. Like that is the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard anybody trying say. to be Wild. abrasive. That's like no, you like him, you just don't like him as much as everyone else does. No, it's just just a, it's a contrarian yeah. perspective. A lot it's, of people like to do that too. Yeah, just they, 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 this guy shit on the thing like the anything. Best. They don't suck. They just you think they're a B plus. And, and it's also fun. Don't legends. you think it's fun sometimes? Sometimes just to provoke. Yeah, it is. Me, uh, me not, no, it. not me, not yeah. me. You definitely, you are. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you're number one at that. It's you fun. love it. Just yeah. to provoke. Just like, yeah. let me get a rise. Out of yeah, you. it's a fun way to initiate a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not not me. I like, I just, I cruise by. Try to keep my head down. Read those comments, huh? No. Yes, you, you do. You just said you do. No, 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 no. Uh, read Tommy's comments. Read Tommy's comments. You don't read yours? Uh, no, I do Ever. not. Ever. Not ever? Never. Every now and then. Never. Late at night, taking a shit, three in the morning. Never. Shut Open up, up never that phone. Yours? I never. I'm pretty I happy Victoria about this post. So that I Let me see if it's positive. Let me well, see if people have a you, good thing to say. All? No. No. So wait, no. why would you believe I didn't? Because I'm different than you. How so? Don't you think? Nope. You don't think? Uh, you think we're the same? I think we're so similar. That's fascinating. Buddy, me and you, if we slept in bed together, we'd fight over the sheets. I don't think so. I, I'm not a sheet fighter. Then I would be up. I would want you to have an equitable amount of the sheets. If the, I would assume there's enough we, sheets for two people. What part of you? You're a twin. What part of you? You have to identify with me a little bit. I know I drive mm, you nuts. That's interesting. I know I drive you nuts at times. And I How know do I you guys feel about what he's saying? Uh, the end of it. About you guys. Are we the same thing? I mean, no. I th I think there's similarities in everyone, but I think you're pretty different people. But like I think, as yeah. far removed as can stay in my friend group. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, I, I told you what I I, I told you what I, I think. Tell you, I feel, can I tell you how I feel about you? Can I tell you how I feel about you? Can I tell you how I feel about you? When Nate Diaz says I didn't get bullied, I had a big brother. Right. I think like, you're, you're my big brother. Aw, sweetie. I do, I've, I feel like I have a big Way brother. I, I, I've said that to you and I've said that to you. I think you I, guys approach things very differently. We do, and I think I, I, th I think I drive you fucking nuts. No, yeah, you don't. Sometimes. I have to, I, think, I have I to, think, I know I drive I you, me you, nuts. He drove me nuts during Sober October. You bring out his competitive spirit. You, you bring that there, out. There's a fucking monster in there, and you let him out of the cage. But I love your monster. <laughs> yeah. Like the way a younger brother would like Needling his big brother. I like your monster. Here's the big like one of the big things I think is super different is that he approaches things of like all right if I want to Be proficient at this thing. I'm gonna do it all the every day because that's how you get good the consistency and the discipline Yeah, and you go You know what? I think I can wing this shit and, be pretty <laughs> yeah. good at it. Yeah. and that's one of the big like philosophical differences of how you approach life. Yeah, yeah. But like, I but I but I listen I listen to your podcast all the time and he, I love and I love the way your brain thinks. <laughs> I would never listen to my podcast. But like it's, I like the way your brain thinks. I'm just curious. That's the way my brain thinks. I'm always just trying to figure out why I think what I think and why this other person thinks what they think. But I do that's that. What I'm doing. I do the same in a flip flop. 
Like, I like the way your brain thinks, but it's not the way my brain thinks. I have no discipline. Yeah. I don't well, like discipline. One of the cool things about hanging out with different walks of life, you yep. obviously become very successful with claiming you have no discipline. You, cut, you do you have certainly some discipline, have discipline. You don't. Yeah, you, you work don't have out all the time. You know, you know in secret time that I go to you, I lean on you for like in times of real need. Like when I, when I was with my cardiologist and I was like, hey, man, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. And you were like, Cardi- uh, carnivore. And, and so I, I do that. I do that. But the problem is, and I would say this honest, honestly, just to Ari, uh, with privately, but like, we knew you before you were you, like we knew you before this thing. Right. So like, I know, you, I know, I know you, and I know who you've become, and and I I obviously respect that, I really do. But I, but like, my my Joe guy I knew is you. Is you and, right, and but I, I, I don't think I've changed that much. No, it's, it's a perception of you that's changed. Yeah, and so yeah. everyone else falls into that. With a lot of famous people, they fall into what they think of someone, sure. but then and so they don't get treated as who they really are. I, I think I've improved my perspective on things and the way I treat people. But, but you've I, grown, I and you're, you're a better person. I mean, honestly, you're an amazing person. But but I will always know you as the dude that walked me into his house. I will never know you as this thing. Like uh, this thing is pretty fucking insane. It's just like cool for you, but that's not. But you. my version of it is fairly small. You've been pretty good at keeping keeping the, your Because I, I hang around with the same people. I go to the yeah. club. The, I go that's to the home. Key I work out. I no do all the things friends. I have to do. It's not just that I have new friends. It's just like I I fucking torture myself. So like my perspective is balanced. Yeah. Like the worst thing that happens during my day is probably not as bad as what I've done to myself. So like I go into every day with like a baseline, hmm. like I can handle shit. That and hasn't then, changed in you at all. No, that's the best way to regulate things. Like what Henry Rollins was saying in that essay, it's the best way to regulate things. Yeah. It's the the best way to keep a perspective on things. You don't want to become a tyrant. You don't want to become like enamored with power and enamored right. with influence. I, I'm not interested. You're in not that a guy who says, "Do you know who all. I am?" I'm not interested. But you don't in need that to. At all. If I you say don't, that. If you don't know who I, <laughs> if you don't know who I am, I'm happy. I would love to talk to a dude who doesn't know me. That's gonna be shocking. It's gonna be shocking. It'd be fun. Talk to, uh, talk. To when someone. was the last time you had that, or someone was like, you can tell. Sometimes. What do you do for a living? What? <laughs> someone I don't know. Has no sometimes idea who people you are. bullshit yeah. you. It's great. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Sometimes people pretend they don't know who you are. Tommy's got friends that I've met that go, "What do you do for a living?" And I get fucking angry. I go. How do you not know who I am? <laughs> the dentist or whatever the guy lives next door to you? Yeah. So, so what do you do for a living? Oh, fucking shut down. I had this uh, fancy <laughs> fancy lunch once with Eric Von Daniken. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, Eric Weinstein invited me to this lunch with Eric Von Daniken. Eric Von Daniken is the one who wrote The Chariots of the Gods. Mm-hmm. He wrote that book about ancient aliens coming down here and like, building the pyramids and all this wild shit. And uh, he knew that I was going to... He knew I knew everything about this guy. I knew everything about his book. I knew, I've watched his documentary multiple times. I've seen all the criticisms about it. I want to have this conversation with him and find out why he thinks the way he thinks. But when he said, what do you do for a living? Because he didn't know who I was. I was like, I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. And uh, Weinstein started laughing. And, and he goes, well, he's, you know, I go, I'm a comedian. <laughs> and he started explaining the podcast and all that different stuff. But I was like, I, just just tell me what you That's think. Yeah, tell yeah. me what you think and why you think. Sure. But if you ask me what I do, 
It's going to change the answer. Yeah. It's also, it's like, I like that he didn't know who I was. Like, this is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. This is yeah. wonderful. Like, this is a nice conversation. Totally. And I, and respectfully, why do you believe this? And why do you ignore all the evidence <laughs> that seems to lean to an advanced civilization that built this? And that we're, we have a rebuilding of advanced civilizations today. That's much more plausible. But he's, his whole business is sort of once you have an initial assertion and you write a book about it and you make a documentary about it everybody's going to say like that's you can't change your opinion because right. that book's still on the shelf mm -hmm. i bought your fucking book your book's bullshit yeah. the, the book's what i thought back then i didn't yeah. know any better right but that was a good one that it's was fun meeting somebody and you don't nice. you don't know who they are i know everything about him oh, really? yeah True. i i had studied him for so long I had studied his film. I'd watched his film multiple times because his film asks real questions. Like, how the fuck did they do this? There's some, uh, some stones in Lebanon and some fucking crazy quarried stones. It's like, how the fuck were they planning on moving this? Well, they had abandoned the stone because there was a crack in it, and so they moved on. So they have the evidence of how they actually quarried these I things. I don't in some understand those, all those ancient quarries, uh, like structures. Really? When you think about yeah. what it takes, how we build things today, and you see these things built, and it's like a hundred thousand pound stone. It's the best evidence that people were more advanced back then. Exactly. And then you go, and that not only is it like together, whereas it's seamless between two, mm -hmm. like you can't put a piece of paper between it's them. It's all you know? aqueducts. They, what, they did, <laughs> what they did was probably follow a line of uh, innovation that's different from the line we follow. One that we can't really right. relate to. Data we, followed, we followed combustion engines, industrial evolution, manufacturing at a large scale. That's what we followed. Yeah. What they followed is probably something very different. That we, yeah. So it, just probably, it probably had it. to do with frequencies and sound and how you could pour through, bore through stone. They had diamond drills. Do you think if they saw our stuff, they'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, they'd probably be like weirded out by the internet. Oh, yeah. If they yeah. didn't have it. But the thing is, like, if you have electronics and you leave them on the ground, they're, they don't exist in 100 years. They will get absorbed by the earth. Within 1,000 years, there's no trace. You'll find the minerals that are in the, the, the batteries and all that stuff, that'll all break down. There'll be nothing left. Wow. There's nothing. If you watched buildings that were in Detroit <coughs> that people abandoned, and you see trees growing through quickly. those buildings. Quickly, quickly, man. Houses, cars, you see a car that gets left in the woods. It just gets broken down to rust, and within a thousand years, there will be nothing. So if there was some shit that existed, like the conventional dating of the Great Pyramid is 2,500 BC. That's, that's under heavy speculation. The real belief is that it's probably the guys from John Anthony West and Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. They point towards a possibility of a super sophisticated civilization more than 11,000 BC. See, I think that's the thing that I've never really considered. No, really considered is that you always go, oh, they had like an archaic system that just worked, right? right? Like levees and pulleys and- No. And, you know what I mean? But like they had like and full like electronics man, and like I never ray guns that. and stuff. Never yeah. considered right, right. that right. Shit, You think dude. we're, we have to be at the best. We have to be. Instead yeah. of yeah. this, the start way, over, the this, way start they over, move start things, over. They exactly. moved things that were thousands of pounds. It's crazy. Through so like, the so mountains. Like, if another 500 years passed from here, how much technology will have If that all gets wiped out, 
it'll get started over and we'll be exactly. at our level and they'll be like, well, they exactly. were less advanced. I'm the same way as you. It's like, yes. it doesn't make sense. Exactly. But so you have- Because you think of like- If everything collapsed right carrying now. a rock. Right. Yeah. If we just had to live from now on, the human race evolves from the, the genes of the preppers. The what? If that's it, preppers. People that have fucking bunkers oh, in yeah, their yeah. fucking backyards and canned peaches and that fucking, you know, that, uh, who's that? That religious guy that sells survival food on TV, you know those. They have Jim Baker. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember bucket buckets get, buckets get, of survival buckets food. Of food. You could use this as a stand for your table. They're eating at the dinner table with like buckets of survival food <laughs> under it. Time bucket prep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you know, if you're one of those dudes, man, and that's all that lives. Yeah, these survival pre- I mean, how long would it take if one of these dullards in the crowd? Look at these dull-minded, gray-brained people. <laughs> look at the, what, are they, what are the chances that those people are going to invent the fucking... That's your joke. If I, let, if I dropped you off in the middle of the woods with a hatchet, how long till you could send me an email? Yeah. It would be millions of oh, years. Wow. Yeah. If you had access yeah. to all the tools that people what? have ever created. Yeah, look what at that stone. Where is that, that one, Jamie? Fuck? Egypt, the unfinished obelisk. So like, in theory, they would have... Raised it up. Taken it out of so, there somehow. So there was an obelisk they cut into the stone, and they had the technology to not only cut that, but unfortunately some of that stone would crack, and then they would have to abandon it. But they have to pick it up and move it hundreds of miles. Wow. And they yeah. did it routinely. There's no way to, like... Grasp that unless you think the technology was other level like not only that dude There's a lot of evidence that even the Great Pyramid is a more recent creation to some of the older kingdom work The deeper they go into the sand on some of the structures They'll find like as they they start excavating that there's another structure underneath it And then they uncover that and the older they uncover them It seems like the larger the stones were the more complex the systems were It's wild shit, man. These people were doing something a long fucking time ago. And if you listen to guys like Robert Schock, who's a geologist from Boston University, he studied the erosion marks on the outside of the Temple of the Sphinx. He said, this is indicative of thousands of years of rainfall that created this. This is where you get these kind of fissures in the stones. The only time there was rainfall in the Nile Valley was like 9,000 B.C., so you got to go back thousands of years that predate that because you got thousands of years of rainfall, rainfall when it's a rainforest. Yeah. Right. All that area, like the Sahara Desert used to be a fucking tropical rainforest. Wow. Like all this shit happened before we were fucking driving diesel trucks and yeah. coal p- f- plants. The world has been in a constant state of flux forever. In that area where they initially established the kingdom of, of where, we, where Giza was and Cairo is and all those areas, that area was lush with resources. And that's hmm. probably why they advanced there for so long. They, they did some wild shit in this one area that there's wild structures all over the earth that they found. Nothing compares to what they did in Africa. Nothing, not a one thing is anything like the Great Pyramid of 2,300,000 stones. Moved from quarries hundreds of miles away, cut in a perfect position, true north, south, east, and west. It's fucking wild what they did. And I think they were probably more advanced than we are. That's what it I has think. to be. And when you go and when you see it firsthand, like going, yeah, to, yeah. going to Machu Picchu, you know, up in the Andes, you're like, what? 
How do they build this up in the mountains? Just imagine if everything collapsed right now, what people would be like 200 years from now. They would be fucking barbarians. Totally. They'd Tribe, be walking dead, and, yeah. walking dead people, yeah. like living in little Have groups and tribes trying to stay alive. And eventually they would rebuild. But I think it would take forever. And I think that's what happened. Do you ever think about that? Like, tech, like you, you go, technology exists with the same things that were available like hundreds of years before. Thousands words, of years. Hundreds right, of thousands same, years. Same, like, yes. There is elements. nothing new put here. We just wood were able to develop right. a phone. And every technology builds based on, on the based previous on someone's technologies. Invention. Someone's invented this, yes. then we go radio waves. Yes. If they didn't tap yes. into that, then that civilization never had radio. Yeah. So if someone invents something quicker that's different, like if someone that. invents nuclear fission, mm -hmm. like way early, uh -huh. and everybody's like, whoa, or someone invents cold fusion, way early. You're like, okay, well now we've solved this energy problem. Now mm -hmm. we can move in a different direction. Or stops plague early. Yeah. Early. That allows you to like. Do you think early. all the technological stuff that has evolved is with that the theory that we are borrowing from what we've taken from basically alien life, leaving technology here or giving us hints? Oh Jesus! N no, I think the alien technology thing is fascinating, but it might be also be bullshit. You always have to look at all these things that are public and that are talked about, and the Pentagon releases things about might be bullshit. You always have to think it might be bullshit. Every time I look at any phenomenon, whether it's UFOs, UAPs, whatever the fuck you want to call them, I always say to myself, if I was the military and I had some top secret drone program that moved through a, a totally unique and novel propulsion system that operated on gravity and that we figured out how to do this so we can move it around and I would be testing in exactly the same places these people were testing. They were testing in all this restricted airspace where they would run these uh, military drills. They did it off the East Coast and they did it off the West Coast. So where they're seeing these things is exactly where the military runs their, their tests. Oh. I would assume that if I was the military, that's how I would think. I would hide things. I would hide things by saying they're UFOs and saying we have no idea what this is. And if you have top secret programs, which we 100% know they do, and if you have a theory of propulsion that's based on gravity and not on igniting combustible fluids like rocket fuel, which we definitely have, and they have had since, the, I believe, the 1950s. They first started theorizing about uh, magnetic propulsion systems. Wow. <laughs> they, they, they probably have been developing this forever. They've probably mm. been doing it in secrecy, and probably China's doing it as well. And the best way to hide it, I would imagine, would be to say that this is something from another world. Also, we might be visited by other worlds. Also, we might be visited by things from other dimensions. I think it might be all the above, and I don't think you can count out any of it, just because the fact that we know there's planets. If we know there's planets, they're far enough away from the sun that the, the water doesn't boil and the, nothing freezes. If they're in that Goldilocks zone, maybe life can develop. Mm. And we know that there's a shitload of those out there. We've found a bunch of them already. So if they're out there, we would assume that something would be like us plus 100 years, plus 500 years. And they would want to go to these other planets and say, look at these crazy fucks with flint tools trying to start fires by knocking sticks together yeah. and we would say let's leave them a radio yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. let's, that's what I, and i think that's what they do mm. and that's what th this diana pasolka was saying about researchers were describing these crashed ufos as donations 
So if I was from somewhere else, whether it was another dimension or another planet, and I wanted to accelerate the technological innovation by these beings, I would give them fiber optics. I'd yeah. go figure that out. Cr exactly. Crash wow. this thing, back engineer it, figure it out, get your brightest minds, lock everybody down, shoot everybody with a big mouth, mm -hmm. and figure out how to fucking make this. How to do this. And that, I think that's what the Bob Lazar story is all about. Bert? I was not listening. <laughs> yeah, I got lost. I got lost. Yeah. It sounds cool. Would you get lost in? Buddy, when you started with propulsion, I was like, I was like, like I, it's funny. I, I felt like I was listening to your podcast. I go, uh, know the shit I should you, learn. You are while it's happening. I, 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 Let's all take I love you. I love your I brain. Just, I just got yeah. tired. Just tired? You want to take a nap? Let's all take naps. naps. So now you got to see Man, Winston, Winston, Winston Churchill was all about naps. Uh, is everybody coming to the show tonight? Yeah. No. What time are you showing? No. Seven o'clock? I just got to walk the dog. Yeah. What time is it now? Five forty-three. Six, basically. Let's yeah. fucking go. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's have some fun. All right. Denver, I'm coming first week of March. Seventh show at it. Bro, you look depressed. No, not no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> are we, are we going to wear this to the shows? <laughs> yeah, let's well. wear it to the shows. Well. Yeah. Let's just go right to the shows. We're doing a show tonight for real. Yeah. Seven o'clock. You don't want to do up. a show? I do. Sober I, up. I, I, what are you perfect. talking about? Oh yeah, you've never You're done perfect. comedy drunk. I've never done comedy drunk. I have done comedy drunk. <laughs> you definitely have done comedy You've come drunk. come a long way to admit yeah. that, Pest. All right. Yeah. What is I this? Did, yesterday drunk. drunk. What is that? Oh, I've that seen is, you fiddle with that the whole that time. That is a Bammoth ivory um, handle for uh, a 1911, which is a type of pistol. Oh, it goes in like that. Okay. Yeah, you have to get it uh, oh. fit for a 1911. Are we really doing a spot tonight? What is this really? Aren't you a professional? It's not uh, a big deal. I am. Yeah, I am. You can come and just watch us. Yeah, you can just watch and not do it. That'll be or fun have a good for you. No, I'm gonna, I can't. Get, I can't not get on stage. Yeah. How are you gonna take all that shit off in the time that it takes? Takes a second. <laughs> no, have you timed it? I started off like John Mulaney, like very, uh, like Probably. tactile and. Well, you're gonna keep it on, right? No, no, no. I, I realized in taking it off, I'm a different person with my shirt off. On keep stage. it on. Keep it on. Keep it on. Keep it on. Keep it on for the show tonight. Keep it on your spot. Listen, Clark Kent. We're all gonna wear it. Clark you know, Kent Clark with your Kent stupid glasses. Clark, I know who you are, bitch. Clark Kent was the alter ego. Clark Kent with your stupid glasses. I know. It's Superman. What it's Superman's this real person. Yeah. Yeah, duh. What the fuck is this guy doing? Come Wait, on. Don't you think I've watched on, the TV show? Fucking... Don't you think I've read the comic <laughs> Same books? Same thing with Hulk. Come on, dude. Yeah, what are you saying? Don't change. I had a really good set with a, you a can, suit on. You already have shoulders, bro. You're jacked. You don't even have to take now, your shirt dude. off. You can still kill. You um, can kill with a, a suit and a tie-on. Yeah, yeah, stuff your shoulders. I know you love that pop when you take your shirt off, and it is a wild pop. That's buddy. a wild pop, buddy. We were watching it last the uh, Tuesday pop. night. It's a big pop. I it's had the last recorded uh, they, They're no, like, is no he going to take his shirt, shirt off? off? You can yeah. see they're saying, is he going to take his shirt off? I remember when he wouldn't take his shirt off in the OR. Like, I don't want to take my shirt off. Not in the OR. Secret. Not in the OR. Not in the OR. Mitzi, I was young. Mitzi would not like it. Do you do it now? She would not like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Let's I'm, get something to eat. I'm the only one there. Let's get something to eat. Oh, yeah. You're the only one there. Let's get something to eat and go. You want to get something to eat? And go. Yeah. It's 5.45. Whatever you want. I would love Eddie Let's go to Eddie V's. A little Let's go to Eddie V's. Like gentlemen wearing suits. I would love right. to go to Eddie V's. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go right now. Let's go. All right. All right. Okay. This podcast is over. Thank love you guys. I love you too. Listen, oh, yeah. this has been- uh, 14 months. For all these years of us doing this, it's been a fucking- It's been fun. We've had a good time. It's been wild fun. New time. civilizations will never yeah. have this. Yeah, I mean, they're going to lock this down. You know, no network <laughs> would ever allow it. No fucking producers would ever bank their mortgage on this being- 
something. Like, they would be like, guys, 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 guys. Let's talk. Let's wait. talk about what you said there. Eddie like, you, know, you guys admitted a lot of things. You probably I love Eddie V's right now. Let's go eat some steaks. All right. All right. I love you guys. Love you guys. Bye, everybody.